You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it sometimes every week. <laughs> it's your boy Jordan with. This time it's Jordan's fault. No, well, no, <laughs> yeah. no. Well, yes, yes kind of. Yes. First it was your fault. Then it was my fault. Then it was your fault again for the delay. Because this, this well, podcast we're not, is ta- we're not talking about this week. We're talking about last week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, to recap for the audience, why did we not record last week? First it was because you overslept. Or the second time? No, no, no. Overslept was yesterday. Okay. Last week, it was... I said No, you did oversleep last week. No, I was like, give me another day because I didn't watch anything. Right. Yes. Yeah. And then I got sick. Yeah. So, so it's then, your fault. Yeah. You didn't take your vitamins. Oh, but it's my... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if we had recorded that day, I would have been well and able to record. Wow. That's not how the world works. No, clearly <laughs> it's not how the world works. <laughs> And then this week, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, the day it came out, it's actually one day delayed, and that's because yesterday Michael overslept. Yeah, I didn't wake up till like one o'clock. <laughs> yeah, I was like Michael, you but ready? it's still Jordan's fault because I was like, we could we could still record. I was busy then. <laughs> so uh, I had a cutoff uh, time. Busy. <laughs> but for you, the people, what do you do? We are here. You're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I just go back to my cave every night and <laughs> shower in the rain. Um, Speaking of which, is it raining? Uh, yeah, it looked a little moist outside. Yeah, and uh, speaking of rain, if you guys uh, follow me on my Instagram, you would have seen that. Unfortunately, the last day of filming Unworthy had to get delayed until the 10th of November because of rain on the day. Of course, it was only raining the day we were filming. The rest of the weekend, it was cloudy, which is great for filming. You want that nice little overcast so it's not overexposed. But then, even in the Monday after, it was sunny. But the day that we were going to record on the Sunday, rain. And to the point where when the day actually came, it, it was thunderstorms. It was yeah, it was like it's like flooding. Yeah, yeah, my fucking house flooded. Oh damn. Yeah, I was like, man, if we were out in that quarry, you got flood insurance? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, but we were gonna record in the quarry, so like, I'm sure it would be like a giant because it's like a basically a basin of like a, a lake, but it's like dried. So I could only mm, imagine you'd have been washed out. It would have been like <laughs> we've been filming underwater, like Titanic style. <laughs> Aquaman. Yeah. So. A little bit of a delay, but it's all good. At least um, the fact that we delayed actually improved some things. I can fix some costumes. We got a better cinematographer on board for the new date. So as long as the weather's not shitty again, we're all good. So Pray to the power. Of delays? No, the weather. Oh, yeah. Pray to the power of the weather. <laughs> but this week we've got a lot to talk about since now we're a week behind. we got Zombieland Double Tap. For our movie review, Mike made a face. Because I'm like, do I remember what happened in that movie? Oh my God. It was only a week ago. That's a long time. You're right. I'm also be like, oh, what happened? <laughs> but it's, it's, it's fitting that our movie review is Zombieland Double Tap because most of our topics this week are two episodes. Like, we've got Watchmen, 
because the pilot aired while we were off last week, uh-huh. and the second episode aired this past Sunday. I was gonna say, but you already you saw the pilot like seven years ago. I did, but now you've seen it, so now we can talk about. It. Remember how they had a gun to my head? So I couldn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. So now we got to talk about it together. Um, and we've got <sighs> DC TV of the week, like Flash and Arrow and. Those are both two episodes. Good things. My Hero Academia and Dr. Stone. Yeah. Also two episodes each. Um, Michael's Trash because I actually did watch the third episode of Batwoman and I think the second or third episode of of Supergirl. I think the third. Well, I watched the first two episodes. No. Episode and a half of Assassin's Pride. The hell's that? Anime. I don't know what that is. Is it good? Don't bother. (laughs) Wait, why bring it up? But speaking of something animated that I, I watched that was good, I watched uh, the Steven Universe and movie. And Food Wars. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched that yet. It's back and it's still good. I need to catch up before I get into the new season. I'm like, wow, this is really Dr. Stone basically without science. I mean, but technically food is a science. True. True. But that has food orgasms. And Dr. Stone does not. Yeah, no. Dr. Stone does not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I watched the, doc- the uh, Dr. Stone. I watched the uh, Steven Universe movie, which actually was a musical. And like our listeners were recommending, Michael, if you haven't watched the series, I they do enough recap in the songs that you don't really need to watch the series. But for me, at least as a fan, I think that movie's pure fan service. Like it, it's basically made for somebody who has watched the whole series, gotten the character development, of all the characters and can appreciate what they do to the characters in the movie. I'll elaborate that when we get into the movie discussion. Um, that's a long way of me saying you should watch it. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not going to do it. Um, and we're going to be releasing this episode on a Wednesday and the month ends this Thursday. So on Thursday, we're going to be releasing a Patreon episode with a couple of movie reviews that uh, we've talked about on the show, but we won't be reviewing on the show, like Black and Blue, which Michael has seen, and I watched uh, Living With Yourself, which is that Paul Rudd comedy slash mystery. So, so porn about masturbation. Yes, exactly that. <laughs> is it gay to have sex with your clone, Michael, or is it masturbation? Hmm. Mm. Mm. The questions will be answered <laughs> on our Patreon episode. Subscribe now. Um, Not a twin, but a clone is the difference. Is there, though? <laughs> is it a twin, a genetic clone, technically? Technically, but you still can tell. Like, I can still tell the difference between, like, twins. Like, they're identical twins. Yeah. What, is that because they don't look like really? the younger when they're younger they look exactly alike but as they get older you can see the difference really yeah I just saw a couple of twins walking like, look down at, look, look at like Tia and Tamara, Tamara I haven't seen them in years what do they look like now bring uh, it up <laughs> <laughs> I want proof of this I just saw two older twins in Newark the other day I was like those guys look really similar wait they're twins and they were like probably like their mid 30s to 40 and they look pretty pretty fucking similar they were basically holding hands. How do they look different? They look Just different. Different hairstyles. No, they look different. How do they, which one's Tia and which one's Tamara? Tia is the one in the red and Tamara is the one in the black. How do they look different to you? I, I forgot. You're the wrong person. <laughs> I mean, that's you, true. <laughs> you thought What's Her Face was Olivia Munn. So. She, she is. <laughs> they never in the same room together. They're the same person. So clearly you're the wrong person. Though, I mean, unless they were eating the exact same thing, just weight fluctuation would probably make you look a little different, right? But isn't that true for your clone, too? I mean... Right? No. 
Yeah. Your clone's not going to... Just because you're the same person genetically doesn't mean if you both ate... Like, if, if you ate Wendy's every day and your clone ate vegetables, your clone would be thin and you'd be fat. You would look different, but you're just still the same. Like, how do you not see the difference in their face? <laughs> okay. All right. Based on the last picture, that's Tamara. What? Do you even know? Is that no, Tamara? that's Tia. How the fuck? <laughs> they have different hairstyles. That's the only difference. <laughs> This is a test. <laughs> yeah, this is a test. <laughs> okay, so that was Tia. Yes. That's Tia. Yes. I guess. It was a 50 50 shot. <laughs> I was like, let me flip this coin. What's the difference? Is it. You can see it in her face. Well, I feel like she's. But, okay. Tamara's but, pregnant in that one. So she's definitely got a fuller face, but that's because she's pregnant. I don't know. Yeah, you just bullshit. <laughs> they look, I can see. Like, they look. Different. All right. Well, Michael is the clone whisperer. He knows the difference between twins. But anyway, before we get into all of our topics of the week, we've got iTunes reviews. First review comes from Young J. Jean, weekly review. Hello, Blurred Vision. I hope you've both been having a good week. I saw Maleficent this Thursday, and it was bad. Wait, didn't you see Maleficent? I saw Maleficent. Did you like it? I liked it. What? But I... But... But... I can understand why people don't like it. Uh-huh. I do. I really can understand why. Cause, but I don't know. I, just, I, don't li- I liked it. Okay, okay, okay. I'm still on this Tia Tamara. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, all right. I figured, I figured the easiest way to tell the difference. <laughs> He's like crushing the numbers trying to figure this out. <laughs> is Tamara has the mole and Tia doesn't. Oh. But even still, I can look at their face and tell the difference. I think Tamara's is a little thicker. Yeah, I can see her in their arms a little bit. That's cheating. That's <laughs> just because one has like a, a distinguishing feature. But even without that, so I can see. how did she get the mole and the other one doesn't? Maybe she had it removed. Maybe she was born with it. And she, I don't know. Hmm. Like Maybelline. Maybe she's born with it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back in the young, young J. Gene email. Uh, watching it felt like a total waste of time and the movie itself was just stupid. <laughs> uh, the final season premiere of Arrow came out last Tuesday. Oh, the final season premiere. Now I get it. Oh, I got another, I got oh my God. <laughs> Michael so, will not let this twin thing these, go. These are the twins from Teen Wolf. One is Max and one's Charlie. You well, can't his, see the difference. Yeah, his face looks more chiseled. Yeah. Why is his th- jaw looks whiter? That's what I was saying. As they get older, they look different. I feel like he did more like chin-ups. <laughs> That's the only difference. Anyway, uh, the final season premiere of Arrow came out last Tuesday. I'm going to go ahead and guess that despite the future storyline in the episode, you two will give the episode a perfect vision. He knows me pretty well, but I'm going to elaborate when we get to the episode. Um, I know for sure that's what I rated. Dr. Stone was very interesting. I brought both questions. Oh, and it brought both questions and answers. It's interesting that being in space is what avoided... All right, spoilers. Uh, Sing's father, crewmates, blah, 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 blah. My hero was also very interesting, mostly in the first half of the episode. The villain Overhaul talks about his ideologies and calls out Shigaraki on his leadership skills. In case you guys didn't understand, when the villains fought Overhaul and the screen will show some kind of bullet being shot at the villains, it was a person on Overhaul's team shooting them, and I suppose it was that bullet that blocked the villain's quirks. Is that what it was? I also noticed that bullet. I didn't notice a bullet. Yeah, you, they show like a bullet casing hit the ground both times uh, like the attack starts. I don't know. Hmm. We'll talk about it when we get to the episode. 
Um, seeing Overhaul's quirk in action was twisted form of beautiful. That's it for this week, and I hope you both have a good day. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. P.S. The villain Magne that Overhaul killed was a trans woman. Yeah, that, no, I did I not was, know that. I knew, I knew that. I was like, this is homophobic. <laughs> That was a thing, Trans- though. Transphobic. Did you see that? There was actually... The reason why I knew that was after the fact when there was like a, a small controversy about it. I'm like, what? Oh, no. I didn't see I didn't see that. But no, Magenta... Whatever the fuck that person's name Magne. is, is trans. And then uh, Pussycat one. Yes. And his... Magne's friend. But I guess that was a man to female trans. And, and who's, Magne... Who, who's his friend? Remember in the flashback in the episode? He's talking about his, his friend that's beautiful or whatever. Oh. And yeah. it's like a man that looks like a woman. And I guess he's a woman that looks like a man. So the opposite... Uh, but yeah, I didn't know that until this episode. I was like, oh, shit, he's trans? I didn't know. Um, My Red Demon's got a lot of representation. Oddly. Mm. No? No black people yet, really. Yeah. <laughs> I was say, Japanese anime always usually has like trans or trans-like characters, men that look like women, but they're not really women. And I guess that's kind of like One Punch Man, that naked guy. Yeah. Yeah. Are they making fun but of when them it come, or not? I, that's the thing. I don't know. But mm. like, when it comes to like gay people or black people, it's like, you don't exist. You don't exist. <laughs> if you do, you got giant yeah. lips. <laughs> like uh, this one guy on Food Wars. Another a black guy. Oh it's God. like, come on with the, with the lips. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, both male. Oh, born like, male. I get, I get black people have bigger lips, but at least make it look better. Like, <laughs> don't make it look like fucking. You can make it look normal. Yeah. The Aunt Jemima. Uh, Cartoons or donut whatever. Lips. Yeah. That's what they, they look like donuts. <laughs> uh, both male, oh, born male, but preferred female pronouns. She actually joined the League of Villains to escape criticism from society and live a life that she wanted. Wow, that's actually a lot deeper than I even thought. They went to it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, that's, you know, it. it, it so maybe Bakugo will finally admit his uh, love for Kirishima. Oh my God. <laughs> it was where it humanizes. Or it in, it makes the League of Villains look more endearing as like the like the outcast of society more so than just like pure villainy. Yes, yeah, it's it's, it's kind of sad when you think about it how villains are more accepting than the general society. Yes. <laughs> uh, next iTunes review comes from Ramen Hibachi. Titan season two is dope. Wow, this is what we were just talking about that everyone's telling us that Titan's yeah, gotten better. Yeah. Uh, hey, what's up, guys? I couldn't help but notice in the late last podcast. Now people are really liking the death sh- Deathstroke. Yeah, I heard that too. Um, you said you didn't know who Gindi Taravoski is. The funny thing is, you do know. And after the podcast, when you said that, I looked it up. We do know who that guy is. I think he's going to list it here. Uh, you do know who he is because he's the creator of Samurai Jack and Symbiotic Titan. Uh, with that being said, you should check out Primal. It's Symbiotic amazing. Titan. That was a show that was on Cartoon Network for a little bit that got canceled. I posted the, the there's a funny video from it that I posted on my Instagram every once in a while of a girl doing like a twerk kind of thing and this nerd watching her and he's like she's like basically she wants him to like either help her with an exam or help her with a paper that she's writing or something. She she, she twerks trying to like to sway him into helping her and at the end of it she's all like <sighs> and she passes him the paper and he's like no. It's funny. It's it's a weird show about like giant robots and it's kind of Power Rangersy a little bit. Okay. <laughs> it got canceled after one season though, so most people don't know about it. Um, but yeah, I heard Prime was really good. Uh, did you hear anything about it since the podcast? I don't know what that is. Um, it's apparently a show by this guy who makes Samurai Jack, but it's a not a unspoken word, so it's like the characters don't talk. 
but it tells a story of like a, a caveman. So it's like the episode of Buffy, Hush. Yes, but a whole series. <laughs> it's storytelling through images and not words. But it's about like a caveman and he, I think he finds some kid or helps some kid or something like that. But I heard it's good. So it's like Dororo without the kid. <laughs> Wait, what's that? Remember Dororo? I t- we watched, we both watched like the first two episodes or whatever. They, the, the, uh, oh, with the guy that has sex with the hooker because he's so turned on from the fight? No. Oh, <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Uh, the guy, like the ninja guy that lost all his limbs and his skin, and every time he kills him. Oh, him's... yeah, yeah. What happened to that show? And we stopped watching it. <laughs> no, but Demon still... Slayer happened to that show. <laughs> but it's still, it's still on. Oh. Or I think it just ended, like the season. I feel like Demon Slayer took its thunder. Swordsmen, yeah. demons, feudal era. Yeah, but yeah. limbs. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> instead of like breathing, it's limbs. <laughs> All right. Um, that's it for iTunes reviews. Thank you, Ramen Hibachi. And, oh, he says uh, he hopes that we do a full review on Titans soon. So if it, it's wrapped up, that could be on our list of things to watch. Well, I don't think it's wrapped up. Oh, it's not? I know. It's I still going? It's still going. Oh, fuck. All right. <laughs> not yet, then. <laughs> Gotta watch Coke and Dagger. That's also on the list. Wow. <laughs> wow. First Black Lightning, not Cloak and Dagger. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll talk about it when we get to Watchmen, really. <laughs> uh, but before we get into all that jazz, we still have emails. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. First email comes from Chidi Azu. Uh, the Gebedu party is on. How'd you pronounce that before? The what? Gebedu. Gebedu party. The African party. Remember? Didn't you pronounce it better? What? <laughs> Remember the African party? Gebedu. G-B-E-D-U. Gebedu. Where do you see that at? Right there at the top of subject. Oh. Gebedu. Geb- I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I thought you knew. Because <laughs> I'm African. <laughs> no, well, before I, I said something African, you, you corrected my pronunciation. So yeah, I, but I said I don't know if that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he says the Gebedu party is on. Sorry if I'm ruining that word, but I'm sure I am. Because the G might be silent. The Bedu party? Yeah. Maybe. Ah, we're bad by people. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Blur Vision? I was reluctant as hell to write again as the last time I did. Michael shat all over my African ass name. And that's a level of fourth wall separation I didn't need in my life. I was at the gym listening to this and almost dropped the weight on my neck. Wow. See? You almost <laughs> killed a man, Michael. <laughs> Clearly, he's saying I said it wrong. Uh, it's all love, though. I had to come back out of the woodwork to join the Gebedu party late in true African fashion. Once I found out my people had also finally arrived, what the hell is that? I looked, I'm trying to figure out how to say, because I looked up Gebedu, but it's just a video of people dancing. You just look up on Google. They have pronunciation things there. Um... Once I found my people finally arrived, I don't know if I'm the OG African listener, but I've been here a minute. Like Jovan and Asia were excited for Wally West to be Kid Flash minute. Wow! Oh, I just had like a fucking flash backwards, to like fucking the early, early years of the podcast, back when I was defending. Oh, I was here. Oh. Yeah. Bedu. Bedu. So you're right. The G is silent. Yeah. Say it again. Bedu. 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 The Bedu party. Okay. Thank God. What? <laughs> so English is English. Be-do. We say it Bedu. Brits say it Gabidu. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> anyway. Australians. Bedu. Bedu. So so a Bedu. 
So let's go with Bedu. And Bedu. Indians say it. We're, we're none of those things, though. <laughs> <laughs> so why do you care? <laughs> well, we don't know who's listening. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, that was back in the day when I was defending Legends of Tomorrow to the point where I was saying it was going to be the Justice League on TV. Like, I was like, I love Wally West on the, on the Flash. And they were like, love? I'm like, yeah, I love it. Man, if I could go back in time and slap the fuck out of my past self. You know nothing, Jordan Barnett. <laughs> he, he didn't. <laughs> he was just waiting for a world of heartbreak is what he was doing. Um, it's dope to see how much the community and you have grown. On to my conversation driving question. Jordan Michael, if you could do a dream creative project, what would it be and who would, it, who would you want to work with? I love you both. Never forget that you're both appreciated for your passion and the work you put in. Uh, the going has been tough at times, but you still uh, put out the podcast, memes, and other discussion driving content for blurs all over to devour, and it's great. When these loans and credit card debts get off a brother's neck, I'm in uh, much needing to be plugged into the Patreon. Also, when's that merch coming? <laughs> actually, now I'm actually tied with somebody that does merch, like Nerdy's Brands. So I actually could get Blood Rouge merch done relatively easily. So maybe I should look into that. Ill. Gross. <laughs> Michael like, burped like, at that. Like you don't burp. He scoffed at it. <laughs> he was like, whatever. Uh, it's much easier to be financially res- irresponsible on merchandise than the Netflix-style commitment to Patreon. I agree with that. What are the bleezies, Jordan? Where are the bleezies? Why are we not flexing in our bluechi fits yet? <laughs> what? <laughs> I guess instead of Yeezy and Gucci, it's bleezy and bluechi. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Yeah, word. I'm going to coin that phrase. Uh, anywho, thanks, guys. Chidi Azu. And I please tell me if I butchered your name. And if so... Chidi Azu. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But his question was... Um, Is that racist? <laughs> uh, we're trying, so I don't think so. Uh, if you could do a dream project, what would it be and who would it be with? Like, who would you want to work with? Dream project. So it could be anything. Uh... A dream project? A dream project. It could be anything. Anything? Anything. Well, if it can be anything. Anything. I don't know. No, wow. Wow. Well, since I'm doing Power Rangers stuff right now. A threesome with Iceman and Nightwing. How is that a project? (laughs) I'm working on it. (laughs) All I have so far. You said it could be anything. (laughs) I've got a bed and I've got some flowers on it. Let's get to work. Uh, I would do something it's big bag Beetleborgs and bring them to life. Jesus Christ. Uh, I would like to be on a show with like Jeremy Johns and other people. <laughs> like a like a panelist kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Or like That's a show, like or like a show, like a episode. I talk. mean, the fact that I'm doing all this Power Ranger shit, I would totally do something in the vein of like I would want to work with actual Power Ranger actors, have the budget of something like a Bat in the Sun or um or a Boom Studios. Like if I had actual backing from Hasbro or something. Oh my god, the sky would be the limit. But man can dream, I guess. <laughs> um, Might be a guest on Double Toasted. Aren't, aren't they in Texas? Yeah, they are. Austin, Texas. That's too far. <laughs> Black Nerd's been on there before. I think they know each other. Who? Black Nerd. Oh, Andre. Andre. Yeah. I'm like, you don't know who Black... Yeah. There's only one Black Nerd, Michael. I know we're, we are Black Nerds, but he's the Black Nerd. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Our next email comes from Danny Villa Senior. Question of the week. Hey guys, so the Flash season whatever is now has now come out and it was eh, all right. I know y'all gonna talk about it unless one of y'all didn't watch it. 
uh, not pointing fingers because both of y'all sometimes do this, lol. But how do y'all feel about blood work as the potential main villain? Also, what do you think is going on with the whole Godspeed thing? Spoilers with no context. Wait, what? Oh, the Godspeed thing. Who do you think is behind it all? And most importantly, how do you feel about Vibe being gone, but Cisco still being part of Team Flash? That is so stupid to me. Uh, even though Carlos Valdez said he gone formed the Flash. Said he gone formed the Flash? He's going from the Flash? I don't know. I don't know what that means. Anyways, that's it, guys. Man, you- I thought he was supposed to leave. I thought he was supposed to leave, too. That's why they depowered him. Yeah. I guess maybe they threw some more money at him. Or he said, yeah, I'm going to leave. And then he tried to go audition for other stuff. And nobody else, other people were like, nah. He's like, oh, yeah, Flash, I'm staying. Yeah, because it's very stupid that he's still part of Team Flash. Like, the whole point of losing his powers was so he didn't have to be involved. Yeah, in the, so he the could have stuff. a life. But he's still there every day. Yeah. So I'm like, so really, if you just had your powers life would be more convenient for us. And you could teleport places so you could get places even faster. Well, now, he's still, now they got the, the device. Ah, yeah, the, the vibe uh, fob. Yeah. Which is like, again, if you're going to do that. Yeah, then what's the point? <laughs> um, the Godspeed thing, I'm sure it's going to tie into Crisis. It seems like a weird hanging thread that like these weird Godspeeds are appearing that don't have voices. Or is it? I don't know. I feel like it's something outside of I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe. It's like they're having way too many stories going on at the same time. Like, they're focusing on crisis, but then they're doing the blood, the doctor shit. But then, granted, the Godspeed thing only happened in that one episode. But that seems completely separate from even that. Yeah. I don't know where it's going, but I feel like the blood work stuff. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't think he's going to be the main villain. It's not, not, like I said, it's not connected. All, All you're focusing on right now is crisis. Like, introduce the main villain after that. Yeah. It's like, it feels so disconnected. If he, do you, I hope he's not the main villain though. If he's the main villain this season, what, what the fuck? I don't need another retread of, hey, he's a guy that we trust, and no, we don't trust him. Like you know, like oh, he betrayed us. Oh no way. At least in this episode, most recent episode, like Barry even was like, I know you're trying to betray us. I'm not stupid. <laughs> I've been through this like three times now. <laughs> but even that, it's like nothing really changed. It's still, are you our enemy or are you our friend? Yeah, a little bit of both. Yeah. It's like, all right, we've done this before so many times. I don't really care. So as a main villain, I'm not that enthused. But if he's like a side villain, like a like a what Sakata was supposed to be. Know. He might be the main villain. But <sighs> it might not be like he's gonna make an army of those blood zombies. Yeah, blood zombies. <sighs> Whatever. Because I'm like, what are you gonna do against the flash? I mean Like you don't have you're not super smart, so it's not like you can take him out that way. He's a blood monster, though. Doesn't blood work become a big blood hulk? Yeah, but what does that mean when you can run faster than light? Well, you, apparently Man, you we can't. Say that. Apparently, I was going to say, well, apparently you can't because that ultraviolet girl, she was able to hit him. Which is so dumb. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, her powers might might lose move at light speed when she shoots you with them. But then it, she doesn't move her arms at light speed. No. She that- can't redirect her aim at light speed. So I'm like, what it's are you? Like, it's, it's just like, uh, <laughs> what's, uh, what's his face from Game of Thrones? Uh, the the brother. Oh, zigzag. Zig, yeah, zigzag. <laughs> Come on, Rickon. Like, what are you doing? I'm gonna run in a straight yeah, line. Yeah, I'm gonna run in a straight line. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I would've been like rolling, fucking jumping side to side, like stupid. <laughs> yeah, I hate that shit. Um, let's see, where did the email end off? Uh, P.S. Jordan. Can you give us a little update on Power Rangers Unworthy? 
Another PS, My Hero is out by the time you read this, unless you're reading this Friday or sometime before it comes out. Woo, hype. Extra PS. That's a lot of PSs. This was supposed to be for last week, and I thought I sent it, but realized I didn't, so here you go. Oh, so this week, this is like two weeks removed of an email. But yeah, we're going to read My Hero today, um, and Unworthy that kind of updated you guys already about yeah, what's going on with that. Um, next email. Dio Ade. Back to Africa. Oh my god. It was a little bit of a longer one. Let's, let's, oh, he's mad. How dare you? Initially, I wanted to talk about CW stuff when I was composing the email, but how dare you? I'm writing this email to let you know I am very upset with our with your slandering of My Hero Academia dub. First of all, how dare you? <laughs> how dare I? How dare they? trash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went back and listened to... Uh... <laughs> Like the preview for the next episode, and they're just like, "Oh no, all might, I can't take it." I'm like, "Ew." <laughs> Wait, let me see if I can pull it up. I I actually to compromise with my girlfriend because we watched the most recent episode, the third episode in uh, Japanese, and I had watched the second episode in Japanese too, but she hadn't watched the second episode. So to compromise, so I could watch the third episode in Japanese with her, we watched the second episode again, but in dub. And man, if I had watched that episode and dubbed the first time, I would've been like, I would've been mad, cause I was like, yo, this is terrible. But the only voice I kind of like is Mirio's. That's the only I, voice. I don't know what his, sound, what his voice sounds like. Let me see if I can find. But he sounds goofy. That's why it kind of works. No, this is sub. But like his All Might's English voice, like I love Piccolo, but not as All Might. Like he. During fights, I'm kind of okay with All Might as Piccolo, but during normal conversation, ugh. Ugh. Let me see. Oh, God. Oh. But this, no, this isn't the preview, though. But that's always Deku's voice. He never changes from that tone. No, it's not the preview. But here's, the, here's the voice of Overhaul. Oh, it's terrible. And you lost them. <laughs> sounds terrible. <laughs> it's not intimidating at all. But the Japanese voice for overall sounds intimidating as hell. Ugh. All right, so let's see what he has to say. Because <laughs> he's offended at us. <laughs> uh, how dare you speak such hate about something so pure? 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 <laughs> Purely trash. <laughs> my Hero Academia dub, in my opinion, is the best anime dub of our generation. Then what does that yeah, say Dragon about... Yeah, that's our generation. Yeah, because it's still going. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I should know I watch anime almost exclusively. That, I would dub. say the Dragon Ball Z and the Death Note English dubs are the only one I can tolerate. I can't even rock rock with you on that. I you, hate the Death you Note. You don't like dub. Death Note? I'll take a chip and eat it. Like it was so corny. I'm like, oh, it's stupid. I like the Death Note. I was like, this is a bad. Oh, granted, I like the the Japanese uh, sub better, but. The dub is tolerable. Uh, I can't. <laughs> I can't with it. Let me, let me pull it up. <laughs> it's, I, just, I just gave you the best reenactment of that whole dub. I'll take a chip and eat it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, light. Not like this. <laughs> Even Ryuk sounds weird to me, but anyway. Uh, and while not all dubs are good, my God, I have heard some truly horrific dubs. I'm looking at you, Neon Genesis Evangelion. I generally believe that recent dubs have taken huge steps in the craft, and My Hero is at the forefront of that. 
<laughs> I think the emotional disconnect you feel from the series is from the fact that up until that point, you watched My Academia exclusively in sub. Yeah, that's what people say, but mm. <laughs> a while ago, I would watch a couple of episodes of My Hero in sub and felt nothing, no connection. It was like watching what? strangers. That's exactly how I said about the dub. So maybe to an extent, but I, I'm sorry. In terms of like voice acting, the Japanese actors are way better at the yes. nuance. And we've kind of explained that before with uh, the Baku, the Bakugo Bakugo scene. thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have an attachment to the dubcast of the series. Again, how dare you slander All Might's voice. Literally perfect. Iconic. I am here. I honestly can't imagine anyone else saying it. I'm, I can. I'm here. Yes. The, the <laughs> Japanese guy. Yeah, the sub. When I watched the sub, I was like, meh. But the main thing that had me almost foaming at the mouth was when you played the Bakugo scene. Oh, no. He's going to defend it. <laughs> a scene that had me, my sister, and my friends literally crying. Oh, man. What? <laughs> then you proceed to shit on it. Oh, man. How dare you? I can't imagine. Well, allow me to take my pants down and shit over the <laughs> I stole that from you. But this, it was terrible. Like, there was no emotion. In that thing, like, no. you, you, why didn't I take all my? <laughs> I can't believe Basically, it's, it's like... not like he was taking a shit. Yeah, like, like he, he had no fluctuation in his, his, his speech. No, his voice wasn't cracking. Yeah. He was just screaming the whole just, time. Yeah, just screaming. Yeah. They all oh. have one mode, screaming. Here we go, here what's, we go. What's this? This is Death Note? Kurogiri. Oh, no, it's <laughs> My Hero. Yeah. I'll deal with the children. Oh, that voice is stupid. It is. I'll deal with the children. But wait. I'm afraid that I barely have a minute left in this form. <laughs> My powers no. declining fast. See, yeah. when he yells plus ultra, I'm okay with it. But, like, his normal English speeching, uh, speaking, it's just... I have to stop these villains. You know what helps us, too? The music. Yeah. Because I am. Mm. Yeah, I don't feel... Even I am, I don't yeah. feel nothing. Even, I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't believe it. Even with the like the the with the animation and stuff, he doesn't sound like he. I'm the world symbol of peace. Let's go to the Japanese version. I want to hear that same line, because that that line had nuance when the Japanese all might said it. Yeah, what about it? Oh, see. What about it? <laughs> yeah, he he's trying to sound too much like Superman, like classic Superman, like the Superman from like the '60s. Okay, let's see if this is it. Yeah, because the world symbol of peace. Like you can hear the pain in his voice. Yeah, and you can hear you can hear that he's kind of scared, like almost scared. Yeah, he doesn't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, but he's conviction. Yeah, he's convincing himself. But I must do this. Yes. Oh, chills! Yeah. I got chills just now. <laughs> Mm. That's fucking yeah, exactly. passion. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say, it's racist. Not like you said, nigga, nigga. <laughs> but you can hear the conviction in his voice when he says it. Yeah. Like fuck, man. I got hype. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dio, but you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Opinion, you know, no one. Survey says. <laughs> <laughs> Opinions are subjective, but... But you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> uh, flat. <laughs> he says... Uh, the, vo the way his voice cracked, the way he's holding back tears, how dare you? What were you listening yeah, to? Yeah, what were you listening to? <laughs> he says, flat? Flat? How dare you? 
I'm not even done listening to that argument or that segment. I had to pause it because I'm already mad as hell right now. <laughs> Your girlfriend is a real OG. OG, potty me, Yoruba for brethren. <laughs> I'm sure she would love this because she, me and her, we agree on like 99.9% of everything, and this is like one of the few things we disagree about. And it comes up like every day now, where it's like subs. She's like, "Fuck you, dubs." I'm like, "Fuck you, subs." <laughs> like, it's driven to wedge our relationship. Yeah, I gotta flip a coin. Yeah, she knows what's cooking. Anyways, I welcome. Uh, if welcomed, I gladly pin down an email talking in depth about great anime dubs. Maybe not soon, because I'm in my last three weeks of university, and emotion, stress, and anxiety are starting to ramp up. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, man. But eventually. P.S. The reason I'm so passionate about English dubs is that it's literally all I can watch comfortably. And Joker's voice when he was talking about his negative thoughts, <laughs> all I have are English dubs. <laughs> and I mean, that's fair too. I, my girlfriend's the same way. She can't watch subs because she feels like she misses the, the, the images. She can't like look at the subs and watch the images at the same time. You got to train your eye. Yeah. That's yeah. why it's like, yeah, it's kind of like a peripheral like thing you do. Peripheral vision. Uh, as stated on an early email, I have dyslexia. Oh, okay. So following text on screen is hard as fuck because I am really a slow reader. Well, yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And when I'm watching sub, like, meanwhile, we just shout at him like, last. Well, no. <laughs> I'm not shitting on that. <laughs> yeah, but... I know. It's just funny. We're like, you're wrong. He's like, oh, he's, he's, he's still wrong, though, but, <laughs> but I get why you're watching it, but you're still wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when I'm watching sub, I always have to pause the episode to read the text, which, as you can imagine, isn't a particularly great viewing experience. Oh, for sure. If I had to do that for subs, I wouldn't watch it in subs either. Um, anyways, I just wanted to get that off my chest. I've calmed down now, and I really don't want you guys to alienate your audience because I'm really sure I'm not the only ones watching My Hero and Dub, and it really bites to hear fellow fans shit on your viewing preferences. Oh, well, I guess. <laughs> also considering that some people literally can't watch subs. I mean... But should not really turn people off, though, from, like, we still love My Hero. We all love My Hero Academia. We just love different versions of it. Yeah. Yeah. If we can't get along as My Hero Academia fans, just like it in different languages, there's no hope for the world. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? If we can't get along, blacks and whites, religious and, and like, Muslims well, and Christians. I mean, we already, it's, there's already an issue with that. So. I'm saying, like, if we can't get along, there's uh, no hope for any other groups. <laughs> Because we're, we're the same group, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, Marvel fans can't get along with each other. Cause That's true. Or Marvel comic book fans. What? You like oh, you like Avengers better than Justice League? Fuck you. Yes. All right. You're, you're right. There's no hope for humanity. <laughs> all right. So stay nerdy, my blurries, and go beyond plus ultra. Plus ultra to you as well, my friend. But I guess when I hear plus ultra, I think plus ultra. But you hear plus, plus ultra. ultra. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking, man. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, next email comes from Diamante Sharp. Man, we got a lot of emails and a lot of them are long. So this is going to be a long fucking episode. Black, Exploita Black Exploitation Revival. Hey, Jordan Michael. It's been a while since my last email. And after literally just listening to the last episode as well as past recent episodes repeatedly. Cut up. See, I like this line. See, there sounds good. You know what made that really cool? They they put that that uh the echo like yeah the echo on it. Uh, and they say plus ultra in, in English anyway, you know. I still don't like it. <laughs> I, I like when he says plus ultra in that scene because they put that echo ultra. Wait, wait, wait hold on, let's see if it hits us as hard. Oh, what is this? Oh, this is two heroes. Don't do that. <laughs> 
Oh. Yes, sir. I like Deku's height. <laughs> Don't like his voice. <laughs> Don't like that either. Oh my god, this is such a cool fucking moment. Oh, shut up. <laughs> oh, so dope. I want to hear a double Detroit smash. Oh man, I hope it's good. Because even when we saw this movie in theaters, it was in sub. Yeah. Oh, that run is so iconic. I don't, this is canon to me. <laughs> well, they said it's technically canon. They're just never going to mention it again. That's fine. <laughs> it's still fucking awesome. Oh, that together run. That's what got me. Mm. I just lost my hype. <laughs> I just lost my hype. Oh, no. No matter the cost! Oh, no it oh, sounds so <laughs> fake. It didn't sound real. Like, he didn't really mean it. No matter the cost! What's gonna make or break this for me is when All Might does, like, his pose. Oh, even their grunts don't sound real. <laughs> He's like, ugh! <laughs> All right, they got a little bit of pass. But that's just because the, anim the, that's the animation and the music, not and the, the voices. And the echo. They put the echo on that. But the Japanese version doesn't need echo. No. <laughs> it's <is> awesome. <laughs> Although part of me is like, I don't know how I feel about them having this shirtless little boy. Why did all my shirt come off? <laughs> He is a young preteen or whatever. <laughs> no, I think he's a teenager now. Isn't he like 16? I don't know. That's yeah. still... You can still get locked up. <laughs> uh, let's see. Da -da 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 -da, where I leave off Diamante's email. Uh, I thought it occurred in my head, and I wanted to get both your opinions on this and see if it would spark a debate. I think a lot of recent news about black people being casted as race swaps for characters. Notice ah! how... <laughs> Cast. Oh, casted. Yeah, you hate that. <laughs> Notice how I specifically said black and not people of color. Yeah, because always black. Do you guys think we are slowly drifting back into a period of black exploitation in Hollywood? Oh. I don't know about black exploitation. But I see where he's coming from. Because it's definitely riding off the success of like a Black Panther and those things. Yeah, but black exploitation was purposely like, like heightened and they leaned into a lot of stereotypes purposely. But then they tried to make it like empowering, like the pimp. But isn't this like a new age of that? I would say I, I don't like think it's more of a politically correct version of it. That's what I was gonna say. I don't know if it's black exploitation because they are like saying like, real, like issues. Say like black uh, making Ariel black. Like you're not leaning into like a stereotype. You're just making Ariel black. Yes, but I'm talking about things just in general, like black and blue, for example. Like they're leaning into like the headlines and like the recent news that are black issues. And they're, like, they're using that as a jumping off point to get black people in the theaters to be like, oh, this is our story. This is what, what we deal with in real life. Do you feel like that's... Because, I feel like that's all trickled down from Black Panther. She's like, oh, there's an audience for this type of stuff. Let's make more yeah, of this kind like, of stuff. It's always been an audience for this thing. Yeah, but they didn't, they didn't care. <laughs> yeah, they didn't care. Because <laughs> they didn't see the, like, the money coming in from it. But well, we'll see what he says. Um, granted, Hollywood isn't bankrupt, and the movie industry, or at least comic book industry has been the most successful. I can't help but notice that a lot of the beats are very similar 
A lot of the beats are very similar. This also expands to women in LGBTQ+. And if we are drifting back into that period, do you guys think it's more of a positive or negative? Well, definitely more positive than it was. Also, since this is my first email in a while, mainly because I couldn't think of anything to send, I think I'll start sending emails of my favorite highlights from weekly episodes, such as Michael finally admitting he's older than Jordan. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I've said that plenty of times before. I just don't say it all the time. Yeah, and other times <laughs> you just deny it. <laughs> uh, Michael getting called for making excuses to watch Steven Universe. Well, <laughs> I'm still not going to watch it. <laughs> Jordan giving us a black history lesson about Rosa Parks and the Underground Railroad. Yeah, what? history lesson. No, I don't remember that. I think we talked about the Rosa Parks movie. This is a joke. I don't think I was being serious, serious. Um, Jordan opening my eyes to the like, dub of My Jordan, Hero and how lackluster it is. History? You don't, you don't, no, I don't. You don't read? <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> See, he liked our conversation about the dub being better than the sub, so. Uh, the podcast ending prematurely because Jordan couldn't find good enough batteries. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, we gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. Uh, how shit Gemini Man was. Sorry for the long email, but two more quick things. One shout out to episode 124, the Dumbo review for Dramatic Pause, the origin of loud ass motorcycle guy. Oh, my God. Is he a recurring character yeah. in our podcast? <laughs> he just shows up every once in a while. Uh huh. Uh, and two, I'm so glad you guys finally binged season two of Black Lightning and gave you a review. Oh, wait, never wait. mind. Oh, yeah, I, I was, was like, like what? Like, <laughs> wait, we did? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that both of us were like, wait. <laughs> uh, well, that's all for now. Can't wait for the next episode. Can't wait for Power Rangers and Worthy 3. Stay blurdy. P.S. Can we please keep up the good luck, Michael, whatever it is you're doing joke running, please? <laughs> yes, uh, we can. No. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Good luck, Michael, with whatever you're doing. Uh, let's see. Next email. Oh, my God. This this My Hero Academia thing created like a rift in the podcast. We got another email about it. Dub versus sub. Rashad German. Uh, hey, guys. It's your boy Rashad. Rashad Six Pass on Instagram. I haven't sent an email in a while, but just wanted to drop by to say My Hero Academia sub is trash. Oh, shit. The sub? The sub is trash. What? <laughs> Lamile, just kidding. Oh, oh. wow. Okay, good thing. I agree with your point that the subversion conveys emotion extremely well. I just don't have a big as a problem with the dub as you guys do. The scene... Oh, that scene with Bakugo breaks down in front of Deku destroyed me in both versions. So I guess it may just be down to personal preference. I usually watch anime and sub because it airs first, but I grew up watching dub. Attack on Titan is probably the only anime that I would say I actually prefer in dub, but that's because the translation is weird sometimes. If you have time, check out Irwin's final speech in dub. It's fucking amazing. Really? Because I thought the, his speech in his sub was amazing. The, like, uh, scream my soldiers! Charge my soldiers! Like, that was awesome in, in sub. So, I wonder how it's better in, in the dub. Anyway, keep up the great work, my dudes. And as always, go beyond plus ultra. All right, here we go. This is, like, one of the most hype moments in anime of, like, the last, like, year. Like this and United States of Smash. Oh wait, why does he sound like that? Ew, that's his fucking. Oh no! <laughs> I'm a big gorilla, so I talk like this. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds stupid. He sounds slow, <laughs> real slow. 
See, the problem is like a lot of times Japanese voices are just really deep, so they don't have to do stuff like that. Yeah. the voice for Irwin? It almost sounds like Piccolo. <laughs> he's just, he's an every he's every he's every leader. We'll wait until the moment he's ready to throw. And then we'll fire our smoke signals together. Hmm. Should somewhat reduce his accuracy. While we distract the beast. Wait, wait, skip forward. Captain Levi will get skip forward to the part where he's like saying that they're, they're not gonna survive because his life is gonna they're, they ain't shit. Yeah, this part where everybody's like, fuck, we're gonna die. And he's like, was it meaningless? No, it's not meaningless! We'll only be showered by more boulders. Ready your horses on the double. Be honest. Are all of us riding to our deaths? Yes, we are. Alright, I'll say this already. I think this is a better dub than my hero. And it's better. If we at least die fighting. I am. But wait. If we'll die anyway, then who cares what we do? We could just disobey your orders. And it wouldn't mean a thing, would it? Yeah, if you're a bitch. <laughs> Everything that you thought had meaning, every hope, dream, or moment of happiness, none of it matters as you lie bleeding out on the battlefield. Mm. None of it changes what a speeding rock does to a body. Mm. I like that translation better, actually. But does that mean our lives are meaningless? Does that mean that there was no point in our being born? Oh, I see what they're saying. Say that of our yeah, the phrasing in this is better. Yeah. Their lives. Were they meaningless? Because I was more confused. I was like, is he saying that it's meaningless? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I like this. I like this too. We trust our successors to do the same for us. Oh, yeah. I think part of it is because of the translation. It's better. Oh. Ooh. Okay, that those lines are a little bit different than how they were in the Japanese version, but I, or if it's not better, I think it's comparable. Mm -hmm. It might, be, it might be even be better. I kind of like how he was phrasing the uh, before the. No, it's not meaningless. Because in the Japanese version, I was like, wait, is he saying it's actually meaningless? Meaningless. Yeah. Okay. All right. You guys got us. That uh, only for that. Yeah, only for only that. For that. Only <laughs> <laughs> but I've never actually listened to the uh, Attack on Titan dub. That that no, that, that was the was first good. time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Thanks, Rashad. Uh, next email comes from. I don't know what your name is because it's in Russian, but. So me and okay, so I guess summarize this one because me and Michael uh, watched this video uh, before the podcast started, and it's basically a listener from Russia, which is crazy, that made a WandaVision sitcom style intro and like a mini motion comic kind of thing. It's it's actually really cool. Yeah, like it it, it kind of opens yeah, it gets, up. It gets pretty dark. <laughs> it gets real dark, but it's, I think it's a good like, an, uh, interpretation of what the tone of the show might be. Where it's like this veneer of like this happy 90s sitcom kind of thing. And then every once in a while, because it's all an illusion made by Wanda, it breaks. And you see glimpses of what, the, what her actual reality is like. Mm -hmm. And if it's, if it's this dark, man, the show would be fucking awesome. But I think it's so cool that like fans from Russia made it. And like Russian, it's English subtitles, but it's got Russian dubbed. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that we even have listeners from Russia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that are also creative as fuck. So shout out to you. I don't know your name because it's in Russian and I can't read Russian. Can you read that, Michael? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Something with a W and an M. But I don't know if that's an actual W and M or that's just a Russian W and M. We'll never know. But shout out to you. Whoever made that WandaVision uh is it Krokoan? I don't even know what that means. You don't, yeah, I was just <laughs> saying, you don't know. You don't know that reference. <laughs> I don't know nothing. <laughs> uh, we got a couple more emails left. Next That's one the language can't... that the mutants speak now. Not they live on Krokoa. You don't even know what I'm talking about. No. <laughs> <laughs> X Men. Uh, man, we, it's almost an hour in the podcast. We haven't gotten <laughs> off of emails and iTunes reviews yet. Got a lot of catching up to do. All right, let's keep going. Next email comes from Rory Grace. This DC nostalgia and anime Krakoan news. That's kind of like um, what's the jet? What's the Jewish language called? Hebrew. Hebrew. Yeah, the the written language. I guess Hebrew. Is it Sanskrit? No, it's not Sanskrit. I don't, I don't know. know. Whatever. Keep going. We are not worldly people. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, Rory says, hey, Blurds, kicking this off with a relevant topic of quality DC shows when we were young, Teen Titans and Static Shock. I made a tweet about them and got 5K likes, small flicks, but it was the scene where Star and Cyborg talk about racism and when Richie's racist and super conservative dad called Virgil a hoodlum. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah, both I remember those episodes. Episode. Today's shows can't really do a scene like that, in my opinion. Um, uh, I disagree. Yeah, I think they've done it, it, but they usually veil it, just like how those old shows did. Cause he didn't call him a nigga. He called him. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Um, even Steven Universe has things about like uh, subtextual messages about race. Um, that's the whole thing with the diamonds. The diamonds consider themselves perfect, and all other beings are lesser beings. So that's that's a metaphor for racism right there. Uh, let's see. Overhaul is here, and what a way to open things off. So do I, so I don't spoil anything accidentally. I'll switch over to the news. I don't know if Michael heard, but Crunchyroll and Webtoons are now in a deal to make Korean manga and animes. There are some great ones that you guys will enjoy, so keep you posted. Oh, so I'll keep you posted. Also, that TTFN was from Tigger. Oh! Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I said Winnie the Pooh. Oh. Stay near my blurred and go beyond plus ultra. Thanks, Rory. Next email, Elliot Robinson, the X-Men I want. Hey dudes, love your podcast. Really dig what you guys are doing. I was wondering if you guys had a chance to read House of X. Power of I was literally, God damn it! I was literally <laughs> just talking about this before we recorded. I was yeah. like, oh yeah, somebody hit me up. Was like, hey, are you guys gonna review House and Powers of X? I was like, Jordan didn't read. I read it, no. but Jordan didn't read it. Hey, only one of us is a comic geek here. Okay, so, but you now that it's wrapped up, you said, like, yeah, I like literally brought up Krakoa. I was like, you don't know what I'm talking about. No, like, what? what That's about? from House and Powers of X. Oh. The reboot is awesome and really puts mutants on the top of the food chain finally. Yeah. I even really enjoyed the uncanny X-Men leading to it. With that said, I have a theory and as storyteller wait, and as a storyteller in ways, I hope you enjoy it, Jordan. Oh, thanks. I think when mutants are introduced into the MCU, it should be revealed as a massive conspiracy. Have it where Charles or preferably an Emma Frost has been using her abilities with the help of Nick Fury to cover up the existence of mutants from the public for years. Make the X-Men a S.H.I.E.L.D.-like organization that's been protecting mutants from the shadows. Kind of a soft retcon to explain why they were never mentioned uh, then end... Wait, what? They never mentioned then end the first movie with the reveal to the public. Spend the next few movies showing the bigotry and why they need to hide. Use Cyclops and Kitty Pryde as the characters that believe that change can happen. 
Just think it will be a fresher take on the screen than we've seen already. But then I guess, well, I don't know. Because I don't think, well, what about movies like Captain America or things that took place in the past before Charles Xavier was born? Oh, you're saying like, where were mutants then? Yeah. Maybe there's no internet, so they didn't have the way to spread news of the other mutants. Okay. Because there were <laughs> aliens running around. Captain Marvel had aliens. Like, yeah, that's true. No one talked about that shit. <laughs> like, Nick Fury was acting in Avengers. He's acting like Thor was the first alien yeah, Thor, they met. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> that's yeah. why I keep saying, like, in all of these movies, especially that have a, has a universe, they need to have, like, a continuity czar. Yeah. But I guess it's not 100% There's no, like, contradictions. Out. Yeah. Yeah, but even if it's not planned out, like, obviously they didn't know when they did Avengers that they were going to do a Captain Marvel movie, but there's a person that looks at the continuity and was like, well, yeah, but this for this movie, this doesn't make sense if you put this line in it, so... Mm. Yeah, you're right. So, so do you like this 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 uh, theory about how to introduce the MCU? Because I dig it. Yeah, because the, the whole thing about, all oh, the mutants were created from the Time Stone, and all, I'm like, I don't, I don't like that. Or, I don't, yeah, not the I don't Time like Stone, them. or the Snap. I don't like I saw that theory. I thought, yeah, I saw that theory too. I'm like, I don't like that. Especially now we're introducing Eternals and stuff like that. Like, mm. they were created. They're basically an offshoot of mutants, more or less. Like, they're a more powerful version of mutants because mm. they all came from the Celestials. Yeah. That's why they look human. It also make, makes me wonder how much of the inhuman stuff is still canon in the MCU or they're just going to ignore that completely. They're just going to ignore it. Okay. Because there's even Because I, I, I read somewhere that uh, Kevin Feige's possibly looking to redo the inhumans and introduce them maybe on like Disney Plus. Because we're already getting a Kamala Khan and she's inhuman. Yeah, so yeah. you got to address it at some point. Yeah. Unless they're going to make a mutant. That'd be stupid. <laughs> I mean, the, the fact that there's inhumans and mutants is stupid. Like, they're the same thing, basically. There's different ways to get there. Yeah. But there's inhumans, there's mutants, there's enhanced, there's witches, there's... Like... Yeah, but so did you like this theory, though? Of, like, if not Charles Xavier, somebody keeping things under wraps. I mean, I guess Xavier makes the most sense with Cerebro. So he's been doing that since, what, the 60s or something? Since how, how old is he? I don't know, since he has Cerebro. <laughs> yeah. Because, hmm. hmm. I mean, I guess memory, even if he did it recently, if you don't remember... Hmm. True. True. doesn't matter how far back you go. I like this theory. Any way to keep there's some kind of history intact. I don't like just oh yeah, just mutant start now. Like it's not this doesn't have the same impact as like something that's been around for. A yeah, because then it's like how do you explain apocalypse? Who's yeah. existed in since ancient Egypt? Exactly, apocalypse, Wolverine, even yeah, Wolverine, Mystique. Yeah, which I hope they actually do that. Like make Mystique. Like, she was around back in the 1800s as well. Like, her and Wolverine have a long history together. Mm. I hope they don't do the route that they did with, like, the movie and say, oh, yeah, she's Charles Xavier's adopted sister. Mm. I don't like that. I mean, like I said before, in the Ultimate Comics, Wolverine was the first mutant. Even that doesn't make sense because there's an apocalypse in that universe, too. So, like, mutants started, and they were man-made, but they started, like, in the early 1900s. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> too much, too Wolverine-centric for me, but yeah. Uh, let's see. Next email comes from Joshua Atkinson, My Academia. Man, man, man. I went ahead and spoiled it for myself by reading some of the parts of the manga and uh, looking things up, and I can save for what they have in store for season four. If it follows what I read, it will be amazing. All I can say is, Jordan, you are right about the girl with the horns, Something big is coming soon. I was right. What was I right about that she's important? Because I think it's kind of obvious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's in the credits. Yeah, she's like the like the entire credits are about her. 
Maybe she's like, um, but I cheated. I already know. You know, you fucking, you piece of shit. Supposed to be this together. <laughs> I'm gonna assume, and don't tell me if I'm right or wrong, you asshole. But I'm gonna assume either she can like negate power. I was gonna say she's important because of her quirk. Yeah, it's gotta be. Duh, it's gotta be that. But I assume it's like um, an X Men, where it's like there's like a child that's important. It's either they they have the power to change. Like the timeline, or the power to negate powers, or the power to amplify powers. It's gonna be something like that. Both. Both what? Don't 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 Both. Negate powers and also the future. Amplify. Really? So you just you told me. I said you not to tell me, <laughs> wow. and you told me. You fucking asshole. <laughs> so was it her that negated the powers in that opening scene? No. Oh. She can't literally negate powers, but she can amplify powers, but Overhaul is using her to get rid of quirks. To get rid of quirks? Yeah. Interesting. I guess that does make sense for his character since they, they explain Or that. not even ampl not even amplify power. Not she can't amplify powers, but she can she can reverse your body. What? Because it amplifies, it kind of amplifies Deku's powers. She, she can reverse your body. Oh, sorry. What the fuck? What are you doing? <laughs> she, she can basically bring your body back to its original state. Like she can revert, like reverse, almost, kind of almost like reverse time. So if I touch you, I can bring you back to being a baby. What? what? Really? Yeah. So how does that work with Deku's powers? Don't tell me. Because <laughs> every time he uses powers, he injures himself. Ah! <laughs> Why? I am sorry for everyone. I'm, I'm gonna have to bleep this out. I don't even know. You're an asshole. I don't want to know that. I guess Suffer. <laughs> Just because you want to spoil things for yourself, me, I want to know. But anyway, thanks, Joshua. I'm with this trash person over here. Um, is it the last email? Uh, no, 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 no. There's one more. Yeah, it's one more, and it's from Jacob. Season four. Hey guys, awesome podcast as always. I'll keep it short so y'all can get to the topics quicker. Well, Jake, we're an hour in, so. <laughs> uh, My Academia Season 4 is in full throttle. I'm super hyped for the episodes to come. Where last episode ended is where I wish Season 3 had ended in a suspenseful, suspenseful way like Volume 14 of the manga did. But that's the only thing I know, so I will say that. Like mm, okay. how he defeats Overhaul and all yeah. that, I don't know. So please don't do any more research because <laughs> you're just going to tell me. I'm going to look at more. <laughs> you're going to ear rape me until with information I don't want. Um, the arcs yet to come are going to blow your guys' socks off. That's all for this week. If you want to talk in depth about anything My Academia related, you know who to call. Hopefully you have Ghostbusters? more. Ghostbusters? Yeah, Ghostbusters. <laughs> Hopefully you have more guest hosts soon. Adios. Have an amazing day. Yeah, we really do need to do that again. Michael. <laughs> what are you talking to me for? Yeah, yeah, I got set up. <laughs> I'm a lazy piece of shit. Anyway, speaking of lazy piece of shits, Michael, let's talk about the creators of Zombieland 2. <laughs> okay. Not to say I didn't like it. I'm just saying that in terms of a brand new experience, I don't think Zombieland really is that. If you like Zombieland 1, this is basically a retread of the, of the first one again. And it's kind of evident from the trailers. More or less. Yeah. So let's, but is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about Zombieland 2 Double Tap. Pew pew! Welcome to Zombieland. I think I would have made a damn fine president. You would have brought a real dignity to the office. You're welcome, America. 
Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm Columbus. Madison. This is Tallahassee. Hey, Paul Blart. Is this your dad? Kaisi. <gasps> Old man is so tiny. Tiny, big, tiny. She is adorable. <laughs> my sister is gone. She picked up a boy. He's from Berkeley. Berkeley. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna go get her. We ride it, dog. Start talking. You first. Oh, my name's Tallahassee. They are much more afraid of us than we are of them. You'll be the first to die, but I like your enthusiasm. You might die. Thank you for your sacrifice. And for those that don't know already, since we're here on Blurred Vision, I'll drop it here. What was this, like two hours later? <laughs> we here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable. And then you have less than passable and more than passable. <laughs> yeah, it's an hour into the podcast. Now we're in the topics finally. So let's just let's try and get through these as quick as possible. It's going to be a four-hour podcast easily. <laughs> no, people like those. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Zombieland. Same cast. I don't know if it's the same director. Same director, too? I don't think it's the same director. Hmm. I have no idea. I'm going to look that up right now. But the same cast for sure. Uh, I can name names. Emma Stone, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. What's this dude's name? Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Abigail Breslin. And they've all, well, except for the youngest girl, just because she was a little girl in the first movie. Everyone's basically aged so well that they told me this took place like a couple months after the first movie. I believe them. They did not age like a fucking minute. No, it's the same director. Oh, so there you go. Retread, retread, retread. Um, but yeah, more zombie, high octane action. More comedy beats than the last time. Uh, if you watch the trailer and you've listened to our trailer kind of impressions we weren't overly enthused just because from the trailers it just looked like they were doubling down on the goofy comedy to the point where it looked like kind of like a cartoon um and i think since then you rewatched the first movie right mm-hmm. i also did um and honestly i mean aside from a few moments where it was like oh shit will they die toward the end um it basically was just a straight up comedy but i will say that this version definitely i think feels a little bit more cartoony than the first one yeah. Would you agree with that? Okay. They they lean they lean more into the fact that yes, it should be taken seriously because they're in this zombie world, but it shouldn't be taken seriously in the context of like watching the movie. Yeah. It opens up with the fucking joke. So yeah. like the whole opening sequence is just like, oh, this is the kind of movie we're about to watch. Like a, a zombie cartoon. <laughs> Basically. Um so let's just give our overall thoughts, non spoilers, even though it's been over like a week plus, almost two weeks now at this point since it's released. Let's give our non spoiler thoughts, ratings, and then get into spoilers. What'd you think? Uh, I love this movie. Go. Your turn. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're hours <laughs> I loved it, and what's the rating? Uh, I'll give it perfect vision. Really? Yes. <laughs> because, like, even though I feel like this movie should have come out five, six, seven, eight years ago. Yeah, definitely. And the thing about Zombieland 1 versus Zombieland 2, like Zombieland 1 was kind of novel because this was before like The Walking Dead. It was before like the zombie craze with like that. What was the All, all those other zombie movies, the zombie shows that came out. What's, what's that zombie show that came out? The, uh, the Strain or whatever the, the fuck? Strain, it was the Vampires. Oh. Yeah, The Strain. Um, World War, not World War Z. Yeah, uh, it, it was before World War Z. Yeah, zombie. Like before, it was before the big zombie craze. So yeah, there was, a, there was another movie. Oh, Z Nation. That was a show. There was another movie where a zombie be, starts to become human and he falls in love with a girl. Oh, Warm Bodies. Whatever the fuck. I was, I was like, this is weird. And that's yeah. nasty. It's like, you're dead. Like, why? Yeah. Yeah. Ew. But it was before he all of the, ew. it was before all of that. So like 
Zombieland was not original, but it was it was new. It was, it was ahead of the curve. Yeah, it was ahead of the curve. And so with this, like, you've had The Walking Dead and all these other properties, World War Z and et cetera, et cetera. So it wasn't as... Um, What's the word I'm trying to use? It was it wasn't new, but at the same time, what they did with it, I still enjoyed. And then I enjoyed the fact that they did try to pepper in something that you've never seen before with the zombies evolve. That's actually one of the things I didn't like about this movie, only I, because I, I, they didn't go into. Well, it. yeah, I was gonna say, but at the same time, like, they, 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 they didn't they really go. All I, these I, would, I would have liked to have seen more. They, they like we've seen the 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 big daddy monster of the zombies, the T eight hundred, what they call, but we didn't get to see the other ones. Did you feel like they were gonna go into like uh, you're playing Left for Dead? No. Oh well, do you know about about Left for Dead the no. game? I know about Daybreak. Uh, all right. When we get, I don't know what to use an example now, but when they when zombies evolve, and they look different. Like they become like giant monsters, or they become like oh, really no, not fast. Day, not Daybreak. What is it called? Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of zombie games, but there's the idea of they they look they they morph into different types of creatures. Like some are super fast, some are giant hulking, like the Hulk. I thought they were gonna go that route when they introduced like different types of zombies in the beginning of this movie, but then they just they establish it, and the only one they really use is the T800 one. Yeah. But I'm like, why have there was there's a point where a zombie is so smart it uses that someone's it's not spoilers because in the very beginning of the movie just to establish the type of zombie, but the zombie the smart zombie uses someone's eyeball to retinal scan and get inside of a like a like a like a stronghold. I, I, that's super smart. Yeah, like that's crazy. And I thought that was gonna be a thing, like to the point where a zombie could be like a leader of other zombies. They call them like what Einsteins or. No, Hawkins. Like Hawkins, Stephen Hawking. yeah, like Stephen Hawking. But it never even came back. The most they do is there's a scene where a zombie jumps up on a bus, and that's like, oh, it's a Hawking, because he got on a bus. The other Hawking could, like, open a passcode door. You're like, no, I mean, it's completely different. Yeah. So that's, that, that's my biggest ding for the movie, that the fact that they didn't go into, like, the ninja, or even the Homer, which <laughs> I thought was funny. Yeah. I would like to see more of them. Like, they did they, use they that at the end, at least. Yeah, they used it at the end, but I would like to have seen more of them. Like, the True. ninja. Like I feel like the ninja would have probably been a bigger threat. Yeah, the ninja. Than the T-800. They never even talked about it again. It was weird. Why yeah. establish it? <laughs> so that's that's my biggest ding for the movie. But other than that, I enjoyed everything else. Like I agree. I feel like this movie was funnier than the other one. Uh, the 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 new character that they introduced, like this one character is dumb blonde. Like I really she seems like, like her. she seems like a character at first that was like okay I'm gonna you, hate I, this yeah this is gonna get annoying. But I yeah I really end up liking her character. I was really surprised by that, and I was I was surprised by what they did with her because I thought. I guess it's probably a spoiler, but so I'm not gonna say it. Yeah, I'm like, hold hold your thoughts. Yeah, but yeah, I, I enjoy I enjoyed it. Like, granted, it hit the same beats as the first one. Yeah, that's even what I mean. to the point at the very end where they ended up in like a large, almost like carnival park. Yeah, and then all the zombies swarmed them, and then yeah. But I still had a I still enjoyed it. I I, I so yeah, I'll give it a perfect vision. I'm I gonna have, echo everything you just said because I felt the same way. I went in thinking I was gonna hate it just based off our impressions of the trailer, and even stuff like the the what I thought would be annoying characters, like you said, the blonde chick. She ended up being my favorite character, Madison. <laughs> and I don't I don't even know if I would give it a perfect vision if I hadn't watched the original so recently because they were they did throw a lot of references to the first one. They did. And that's why it feels I, like it should be a sequel a year later. That's not, what I was gonna say. And had had I not just went back and watched Zombieland one, I'll probably be like, wait, what? Even within the story, it's it, they they do the thing where it's the same amount of time for us in the real world that it is for them. 
So it was t- they've been together for ten years in this world. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really feel like that. No, it doesn't feel like it. It feels like it's been a couple months, like at most, you know. Yeah. Even though the little girls are now an adult, but other than that, like I'm like their characters haven't changed enough for them to or look different enough for it to feel like ten years later. And they treat the zombies like such an afterthought, like as a joke. Like they're not well, bothered guess, by it. Well, I guess in ten years in this world, I guess. But then you when you meet the other side characters that die off instantly, it's like, they're still a threat. Like <laughs> you should still be a little scared. Um, but even things like the, 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 the doppelganger thems that were in the trailers that we thought was gonna be like a stupid, like, Oh, that's lame. Even that, that was, yeah, fun. that was funny. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I didn't like, and I didn't like, it, I wish they did more with her was Rosario Dawson's character. Mm-hmm. Cause she's really good. Like she's yeah, a I liked really her great char- actress. I liked her character in this, but she's, so, she's such a good actress that she always seems natural in everything she's in. But she doesn't get used enough. And this is not my words. My girlfriend pointed this out. She feels like it's because she usually does genre stuff. And black women usually aren't used in genre settings. Like, you know, supernatural stuff or superhero stuff. So when she is in those roles, she's always the same type of character. Or a dark-skinned character. Because she's not black. What is she? I don't think she's black. She's Hispanic. She's mixed? I think she's Puerto Rican. Let me see. Oh, that just straight Puerto Rican? But she she pointed this out that she's always the side piece to a lead white character, and she's like the dark skinned girlfriend. Yeah, that's like oh, that's always her role. I was like, oh my god, you're right. And basically everything I've seen her in, Clerks, uh, Daredevil, I guess Luke Cage was the anomaly. <laughs> uh, her mother is Puerto Rican and Cuban. And what's her father? But it doesn't say what her father is. I'm gonna guess either white or black. Or he could be Puerto Rican and Cuban. <laughs> oh, yeah, or he could be that, yeah. Um, but yeah, she's really good. I just thought she'd have more her of a role in this. Name, her mother's name is Isabella Celeste. It's so Spanish, all right. And her father, so this, he could be white. Her father's name is Patrick Harris. Definitely white. <laughs> I mean, he could be black. <laughs> it could be, but that's like a white name. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's always using the same type. Okay, so my girlfriend was wrong about her being a black woman, but just still, same thing, a woman of color. Um. And by the end, she I'm does. Like, wait, Neil Patrick Harris? <laughs> yeah, no. By the end, she does become more of like a part of the group, but for she's not in it for the majority of the movie, which I was surprised by. I thought she'd be more of a main character. Um, but yeah, other than that, I I also enjoyed it, and it was a pleasant surprise because, like I was saying, I I thought I would hate it. I thought I would be like, oh, they all they did was just hit all the same beats of Zombieland again, and it's just it's it's cornier and it's more ridiculous and over the top. But all those things I just said actually made it better. Yeah, it is more ridiculous, made it funnier. Yeah, it is over the top, but it made some of the action sequences kind of cool. Like when they fight the two, uh, well, I can't say what they are because that's a spoiler. But when they have that long one take when they meet Rosario Dawson, they fight those two zombies. Uh huh. That was a cool scene. That was a cool scene. Even the beginning, how the movie opened. Yeah. Yeah. And good cinematography. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, in the opening opening se- sequence of the movie basically showed you it set the tone for the whole movie going forward. Yeah. And oh, there was a line that I really like. It's self aware, where Jesse Eisenberg's character is like it's a voiceover, and he's like, uh, "I know there's a lot of zombie options out there nowadays, but thank you for choosing Zombieland." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Ah, okay." <laughs> they they even have a reference to The Walking Dead. Oh, he's reading the comic. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, this is completely yeah, unrealistic. unrealistic yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. So yeah, I I was wavering between a more than passive one and a perfect vision. I'm gonna give it the I'm gonna give it perfect. That was the thing that happened because I when I saw it, I saw it, I was in the theater by myself. And so because I was in the theater by myself, I was on I was on my phone. 
And I saw it in the Dolby screen. And you know Dolby has the intense sound, the bigger sound, the surround sound. Yeah. And so I'm on my phone because the movie hadn't started yet. And there was this thing that happened at the very beginning. You know how the zombies attack the 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 Columbus logo, whatever the fuck, the statue? Yeah. That scared the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, really? Like the very beginning before the movie even started? Yeah. That was a really cool sequence too. That scared the shit. Because I, was, I wasn't paying attention. I was on my phone. All of, and there's like surround sound. So it sounded like somebody was in my ear. And it's like, like oh, shit. <laughs> so you would have gotten got in the zombie land universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's just get into spoilers. So I, clearly, I need to have rules. <laughs> yeah, clearly. I love all right, getting the spoilers. I love the fact that the doppelganger uh, Columbus and... Tallahassee, that the other guy doesn't have rules. He's he has got commandments. commandments. And he's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, mine's just rules. It's not as religious. Yeah. <laughs> Their conversations were funny. Oh, like, yeah, like he was like, yeah, Ziploc. He was like, oh, yeah, I try not to use name rants. Yeah. <laughs> and I like the fact that he immediately saw that Tallahassee and the other guy were like the same person. But he was like, he, he didn't recognize that the other guy was like him. And she was like, you can't tell, seriously? <laughs> you don't see anything similar there? Yeah, like, no, oh, no, no. Yeah, no, no, I don't get it. <laughs> But I didn't expect it for them. And I'm glad they did it this way. That in the same scene they're introduced. They die. They die. <laughs> they become zombies instantly. They become T-800s or whatever. And I, I, I like that scene. Like that's, I was like, wait, are they going to die? Like, I mean, obviously I didn't think they were going to die. Oh, the but main like, characters? No. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it was intense. It was intense. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was all one take too. So I think it was filmed really cool. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, oh, what I was going to say about uh, Madison. Yeah. Madison. <laughs> I love, I love I, that moment where she's like, I'm Madison. <laughs> I thought, I was like, there's no way she survived in the zombie apocalypse being this fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. gonna, I'm like, there's good, she's playing you guys. There's gonna be a moment where like. Oh, she's gonna betray them? Yeah, I thought she was gonna betray them. Oh, shit. It's like, oh, got you fuckers. And it's like, cause I'm like, there's no way you could be survive all this time, 10, year, 10 plus years and just be this fucking stupid. And then the fact that they said, no, she's actually this stupid. <laughs> I mean, I ended up, li- I ended up liking it. It's funny that you say that, because now that you say that, I could totally see that happening. But at the time, I never even, it never crossed my mind. I was the whole like, time, I was like, I, I was looking for at die. No, nah, I was looking at this feeling like, nah, she's she's playing, y'all. There's no way. <laughs> see, that's funny, because I was more just like, oh, she's gonna die, especially just because she became like the rival love interest for, between um, Columbus and what's her name, Ohio? What's her name? Oh, uh, Wichita. Wichita. I'm like, oh, she's definitely going to die. So that moment where they, they fight that first T-800 and she got grabbed by the leg and it looked like... By the ninja, yeah. Yeah, it looked like she got bit. Mm-hmm. And then she's in the car and she's starting to get sick and she's just throwing up like they do when they become zombies. I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't want her to die. I was like, oh, man, you killed her so fast, really? Yeah. But I was like, she can't be... I didn't think she died. I thought he didn't kill her and she would come back at the end. So I guess kind of what you thought. But betray them not on purpose. I thought, like, as a zombie, as a zombie, she would follow them to the end of the movie and then lead all the zombies to, like, try and kill them at the end. But and then, but when they show her again in the ice cream truck, I was yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> I love that she didn't die, though. I was yeah. like, I was legit. She's really like, yeah, I live. was trying to tell you I have a nut allergy. Who knew nuts was in trail mix? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, clearly says nuts on the bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When they got to the uh, the the hideout at the end, or like the 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 safe With house, the stupid hippies. Yeah, the yeah hippies. we're we're in a zombie apocalypse. Let's get rid of all of our guns. Ten years in, you've been alive for ten years in this apocalypse. Like, this doesn't feel like ten years later. No. How the fuck have you all survived for ten years and also created a safe haven where you can burn all your guns? 
And on top Bullshit. of that, and on top of that, you're not that smart because you're shooting off fucking fireworks. Yeah, fireworks attracting live? the zombies, and it doesn't seem like this is the first time they've done this. Yes. How did you live for ten years? <laughs> but when they go into the, like, that complex, I love when she like sees the name of it because it's called Babylon. She's like, "Oh, Babylon!" Baby <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my gosh, she's so stupid." I love it. <laughs> she's hilarious. Uh, even the hippie, the the hippie that's with the the whole reason why their the younger sister runs away, which I also thought was like, "Really, you're gonna run away from your sister?" I, mean, I kind of get it though. She wants she wants some dick. <laughs> but for ten years, like you see her her sister's been getting dick for the last ten years. <laughs> Yeah. And she's gone through, like, she's went through puberty, her hormones and all that. She's a virgin, more than likely. I don't know if I would leave what's been keeping me alive for 10 years to go get some dick. But I'm not, I'm also not a, a teenager deprived of sex. I was so. going to say, she sees a hot, hot guy. <laughs> well, in her mind, or really the only guy, because same thing with Madison. Like, I haven't gotten any in so long. Yeah. <laughs> that dude is like, look, either we're going to have sex right now, or I'm going to bite the bullet and go fuck the old guy. <laughs> He's like, oh, all right, well, I guess we should have sex then. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was like that moment when they're in the car with her, like the, the sister and the hippie. And she's like, oh, I really always wanted to smoke weed. Like, do I look like the type of guy? This is in the trailer, but like, do I look like the type of guy that would smoke weed? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at me. <laughs> and the fact that he like, he plagiarizes old songs and says that he and writes tries, them. Yeah, tries to say it's his. <laughs> and the fact that she knew that by the end, she's like, come on, who doesn't know the Beatles? <laughs> but part of me was like, is that a, a joke on the movie? that came out called Yesterday was like an alternate universe where the Beatles never existed. So he basically oh. stole all their songs and pawned it off as his. It could have been. Because he was the only one in that world that knew about the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know, but it could have uh, been. Yeah. Um, how'd you feel about the uh, zombie kill of the week, zombie kill of the century stuff? Part of me was like, how do they How do they find out about this? Especially like There's the no guy, internet. <laughs> yeah, especially like the guy that killed the zombies by tipping over the t- leaning tower of pizza which was cool but a huge waste of the lean tower of pizza to kill three zombies yeah only three zombies I'm like bro <laughs> but i was like how did you how do you communicate this and then how do you verify it yeah it's a funny joke but it's like in terms of logistics or like the guy in the middle of nowhere with the tractor and he ran the zombie over and made it to a bale of hay yeah did you I, feel like what, uh, i'm like what is this like game of thrones where they have ravens <laughs> The ending and how they beat the zombies, I was like, bullshit. With the monster truck? Well, with the monster truck, that was okay. I was like, all right, but there's still a thousand of these T-800s. And then also, yeah. did you notice, like, once there was, like, a, a, a giant horde of them, they were they much easier, easier to kill. Yeah, they became easier to kill. Because, like, only one of them was, like, almost impossible to kill. But it was, like, a whole horde of them was like, yeah, you hit them once, they're dead. Yeah, that's, that's what they do in these movies. It's the same, it's the yeah. same thing in, like, the final, ep- final season of Buffy. Where it's like they introduce this uber vampire where Buffy herself, like the strongest slayer, it took everything she had to kill one. But then you get to the end where it's a whole horde of them and these brand new people that just got their powers of slayers, they're taking them out like instantly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the power of diminishing returns. Yeah. Um, I was going to say. Oh, but when they when Tallahassee like funnels the zombies past all the hippies with like shields up so they can all fall off the, the, the tower or whatever... Not one zombie was like, where's the guy right here to my right? I'm just going to kill this guy. <laughs> like, why would it be like, oh, no, got to get Tallahassee? Because <laughs> they're pushed. They can't. Bullshit. <laughs> these, are, these are T-hundreds. Well, they, they didn't say they were smart. They just said they're hard to kill. Ridiculous. <laughs> Though I did like the, the in-joke words, like the last zombie was like, oh, no, it was another zombie. Yeah. Oh, it's that a was homer. a homer. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. And he just walked off. Yeah. 
but yeah, I just I was pleasantly surprised about this movie. I did not think it was gonna be as good as the first, but I think if you like the first one, there's no reason why you shouldn't like this one. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would say I, you, I would like the first one better because, like I mentioned, it's the, it was a novel. It was something that was kind of new. Mm-hmm. I was going to say. Oh, uh, how do you feel about the post-credit scene with Bill Murray? Oh, that post-credit scene. I love that post I was I, like, this could be a whole movie in and of itself. I heard people hated that scene, but I felt like that was hilarious. They hated it. Yeah, hated it. Why? I don't know. <laughs> but I was like, oh, man, you can't believe well, For how those they, people, I hate you. Yeah, how they shoehorn Bill Murray into this. I'm like... I thought that was a funny like callback to it. Yeah, especially the the uh, Rosario Dawson was like, uh, I almost murdered you. Wait, what? Murdered you? Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm like, how do people find out about this stuff? And it's like, yeah, and if I find out who did it, I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> I'm gonna kill him. Like, oh, that's a rumor, right? That's not, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I just I just love the fact that he seems so bored in like the Garfield interview, and then as soon as the zombie apocalypse starts, I was like, is that a real thing? Was he? Was he he in- was in Garfield 1 and 2, oh, but Garfield 3, I think it's an inside joke because he hated making those movies. Oh, okay. He got tricked into making them. I forgot why. I was like, how do you get tricked? Because there was some direct... That's he didn't, he that's didn't like, read the that's script. Like, that's, like one of the, that's like the start of every por- like gay porn. Like, oh yeah, you're going to get dick sucked by a girl. You're blindfolded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you tricked me. <laughs> oh, yeah, but keep going, keep going. No, keep no, going. no. It was like, there was a, it was a director that had the same name of another director. And he didn't read the script because he thought it was like that prolific director, but it wasn't. So he got hooked, he got like roped into doing Garfield 1 and 2. I don't think Garfield 3 is a real thing. I think that was made up for the movie. But I just like the fact that he was so bored in that interview, but then when the zombie apocalypse starts, he seems so happy killing people. <laughs> like, oh, this is great. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so perfect vision from both of us. Pete Let's... Hewitt is the director's name. For Garfield? Yes. Okay, I have no idea. <laughs> I do not recall. Um, so let's move on. Let's talk about the new Watchmen series on HBO. I'm the one who strung your chief of police up. You're 90 fucking years old. How the fuck did you hang here? I am 105 and you curse too much. You didn't kill him. This doesn't make any sense. Just get those fuckers who did this to him. Okay. Lori Blake, FBI. I'm here to help. Folks assume the 7th Cavalry did it. But that's not what you assume. There are people who believe that this world is fair and good. It's all lollipops and rainbows. We don't do lollipops and rainbows. Because we know those are pretty colors that just hide what the world really is. Black and white. The only way to stave off mankind's extinction is with a weapon more powerful than any atomic device. That weapon is fear. So I've already kind of given my very, very, very vague general thoughts on the pilot, but now that the first two episodes have aired and you've watched it, do you now understand what I mean by being far more black-centric than I think either of us even predicted? Yes. <laughs> I know Regina King was the main character in it, but like neither but of us were like, yeah, oh, well, no. clearly. Because <laughs> usually what they do, like, yeah, they'll have a black character that's probably the lead, but they were not going to go into like black cultural issues or anything like that. Almost kind of like, think about like what we talked about with Bright, how mm-hmm. it's Will, it was Will Smith, but the way they wrote him was like just a regular guy, like a white, like he could have been a racist white guy. Yeah, exactly. But this, I mean, it delves into 
things that I didn't even know about Black history. I know it's just a shame for me to say that, but like the Tulsa massacres, didn't know. About I was that. I was gonna ask you if you nope, knew about it. Didn't I had to look at well, when I watched the pilot for the panel. I was like, wait, is this a real thing? I had to look it up. I was like, there's a Black Wall Street? Wow. And part of me is like, because I guess since we're talking about it, I'll spoil it. But there, yeah, there were a lot of people, white people as well, and obviously black people as well, because you talked about it. And I've seen other black people talk about it too. Like, they never knew about this part of our history. And I'm like, it's kind of sad like a failing of our educational system that people don't know about this but stuff. It makes a lot of sense why they wouldn't talk about it. You know what I mean? But it's like, cause it's like all you really learn about, cause you know, black history month, all they talk about is, Oh, Dr. King had a speech and then black people were slaves. Yeah. And then the civil rights act of 1964 and the voting rights act of 60, voting rights act of 65. Yep. Everything else is like, yep. <laughs> nothing else matters. <laughs> nope. They don't talk about like black inventors or anything like that. Madam C.J. Walker was the first black millionaire. The race riots of Tulsa, Oklahoma. None of that. No, the whitewashing of history. Yeah. Well, we know about Mozart and Columbus. and Yeah. But it's definitively a black show. Like everything like from like most of the cast to the issues it delves into. And I'm not even mad about that. Like I think it fits so well into this Watchmen universe. And yeah. if nothing else, I feel like. And that's what I'm trying to get across in my very vague review. I'll let you speak on this. Um, I felt like, even though there's not a lot of Watchmen things in it, like if you're going by like the comic or the movie, like the the Watchmen characters that we know, like the Rorschach, well, not Night the characters, Owls, but there's a lot of Easter eggs. There's a lot of, there's a lot of Easter eggs, but even without having those characters, it still feels like it fits perfectly in the Watchmen universe. They do a really good job of capturing the essence of what made what made Watchmen so compelling. Even to the point of there's a character in this that he's not Rorschach, but he's basically Rorschach. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And uh, I, looking Glass. Yeah, Looking Glass, and like that, I think it rings very true to Watchmen. So even though I'm not watching Watchmen as it was, it still feels like a real sequel to Watchmen. And the thing that I didn't know, I don't remember if you mentioned this or not. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Is this series is a direct continuation slash sequel of the comic not the movie Mm -hmm. and i didn't know that going into it really the biggest i mean because the the Zack snyder movie if you've seen the movie and you haven't read the comic they're for the most part pretty much similar yeah almost panel for panel and dialogue for dialogue but the biggest difference is ozymandias's plan Mm -hmm. involved uh, summoning a giant squid to destroy half of New York <laughs> as opposed to like, yeah, from another dimension that he made, as opposed to like in the movie, he just had a nuclear explosion and blamed Dr. Manhattan for it. Yeah, which it was easier to understand if you're not a fan of the comic. I mean, even then, like, even I mean, yeah, even in the comic, it was like, wait, what were they doing? They're yeah, making it. Like, this is stupid. They were using their science and art skills to create an alien squid from space. What? Yeah, I'm like, this is stupid. It's fucking retarded. <laughs> um, but the way they bring it into the show, because if you don't know, if you don't know, you don't know. Because my mother watched the first episode of Watchmen, and she was like, "What was up with the raining squid scene?" Yeah, I was like, "That's from the comic." <laughs> I'm sure they're well, gonna go into it. it. The, it's ramifications from the comic. Yes. Yeah. 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 So the idea, I guess, is when he opened that portal to that other dimension, it tore a hole that still opens every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. And instead of, I guess, summoning more giant squids, it just summons baby squids? Baby squids. That dissolve instantly. But then, I, I don't know, I have even more questions from that, because not like he actually did open a demand. He created that squid. 
he had a bunch of scientists and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there wasn't another dimension. He opened at up. All? He he like opened up. He figured out how to teleport because of Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. He got the technology to learn how to teleport, but it was unstable, and that's why he was like, "Oh, if I teleport something, I don't know how to make it where they don't explode." Oh, right, right, right. So he teleported the squid, knowing it was gonna explode, but it wasn't like a the squid came from another dimension. Hmm. He was making it on like some island off of whatever. So they do change. So that's a so bit. that's why I was like, so I don't even get even with that, like where the squid's coming from, because it's not like. See, my version makes more sense because if you open yeah, it a makes, portal, or something, that's why I was saying your version makes more sense because <laughs> it's, it's like he came from a, a squid world, squid work, yeah, <laughs> squid dimension, yeah. But in this, in the, it didn't make sense in the comic to me. It was like so he got a bunch of artists and scientists and their brilliant minds together somehow created a giant squid. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, it's not. Uh, All right. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so tell me what you thought about the pilot in the uh, second episode, and then we just jump right into the ratings and spoilers. Um, yeah, just like you mentioned, this series is nothing like what I expected. And not even just that. Let me rewind for a little bit. I went into this series not even knowing not just what it was going to be, but I didn't think I was going to really like this series that much because mm. I'm not even that big I mean, of a, I'm not that big of a fan of Watchmen. Yeah. And like, we both were kind of like what yeah. is this about? And we were watching the trailers. Yeah, and I, and and, that, and even with that like yeah, like the trailers were very vague and then on top of that like the lead up to the show didn't really get me that hype. No. And I think part of that is like like I said I wasn't I'm not that big of a fan of Watchmen. Mm. And I remember we talked about uh before on the podcast so like man it's not going to compare to the boys. Like, how is this going to compare to the boys? Of course, this is going to be better than, mm. I mean, the boys is going to be better than this. Yeah. And so going into the episode, I was kind of like looking at it with like the screw face, like kind of <laughs> like impress me. Like, this show is going to be corny. Like, who, Watchmen? Like, yeah. who cares? Like, the, the, mo- the most important thing about Watchmen is Dr. Manhattan. If Dr. Manhattan. Watchmen. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, who cares about the Watchmen? Like, people are really watching it for Dr. Manhattan. He's like the Superman in this world. Yeah, but the characters is what I fell in love with. Like, yeah, the characters, but still. Spectre, Night Owl. Yeah, and even Rorschach. then, none of them are in it because it takes place like 35 years later. Exactly. They, if they're in it, they're super old. So they're not doing like Watchmen esque stuff. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, just based on. Even how the show opened, like the fact that they even went into the Black Wall Street. Which, that's how it opened. Yeah, that's how it opened. I was like, what the fuck? And I even like how, in the, this is not spoilers, but in the in the little like Nickelodeon, the kids watching, I like how it kind of, I don't know if it happened with you too, but you know, you see black and white. I expected the dude in all in white, when he takes off his mask, is a white guy. Yeah. You're all in black to be a black guy, but it was, it was flipped. And the hero, the sheriff... Was the was the I black guess, guy? I guess technically we are talking spoilers because we're like describing the episode. Yeah, a little bit. All right, so spoilers, guys. <laughs> well, I mean, this is the last week's episode, yeah. so yeah, it's full spoilers for Watchmen. Yeah, but yeah, keep going. No, that was it. I was just I even that in that first scene, I liked how it played with my expectations. Cause I think that was the point. Yeah. Yeah. Your assumption was, oh, it's a white guy chasing maybe not a black guy, but the the villain is the one in black. Especially it with it being a, a silent film, like. Yeah, and at, and at first, as I was watching it, I was like, "Was this a real film?" Like, that was. I'm like, "There's no way." Like, a film that took t- took place in the 20s has a, a black, black protagonist, yeah. and then you got white people looking on him fondly. I had to look it up. It wasn't. I found out that it wasn't a real film, but Baz Reeves is a real person. Oh, okay. He was a real like he was what he was one of the first black sheriffs oh. in America, but 
the Watchmen universe made that fake film about him. Oh, that's cool. Okay. And made it to like, it was a real. Yeah, like a Nickelodeon show. Yeah. And so, yeah, overall, like, I really enjoy the show. And I think the thing that I like the most about this show is even just kind of how you mentioned, like, you didn't know about Black Wall Street. Like, I, I, I like this idea that they're both educating you while also still providing a very entertaining piece of media mm-hmm. or enter- I don't want to say entertainment twice but very entertaining show yeah yeah, yeah. and still also keeping it keeping like the Watchmen-esque spirit alive because there are a lot of Easter eggs oh, yeah. to like even getting to this into the second episode where they mentioned like Keen is running for president and like if you don't know the Watchmen comic the Keen act was the thing that outlawed vigilantes mm. So throwing all those references, or even the fact that it's raining squid, or you t- you mentioned Doctor Manhattan, which they mentioned Doc, they mentioned Doctor Manhattan a lot. Episode two, especially in epi- especially in episode two, like yeah. they making sure you re- remember this, remember that blue dick, <laughs> it's still here. Oh yeah, we'll get to that later. Oh, no, it's blue dick glory. But I, 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 part of me is like, because they keep talking about Doctor Manhattan so much, are they gonna have him show up at some point? I thought he was in the trailer, like they show like a blue light. In a, in well, scene. in the first episode, they show him. They show like footage of him on Mars. No, not that though. It was like he was in a scene with somebody else. It, it didn't show Doctor Manhattan, but it showed someone turn around. It was like a blue light on the screen. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe he's got to come back. There's no way they're doing all this and he's not. Especially, I, I'll get to when we get to the second episode. But there's something that they do. I'm like, all right, is this their way out? Whatever. I'll just say oh, yeah, it. Any, I'll just say. Say. I'll just say it anyway. When you get to the second episode. There's there's this reference of like uh, when you get to the old man. Oh, but that was in the trailer. Huh? That was in the trailer. Him saying maybe I'm Doctor Manhattan. Well, no, not even that. But I was saying that the explanation where it was like you can't be Doctor Manhattan. Doctor Manhattan can't look like us. How do oh, you yeah. know that? He could do. He can float things and all. Exactly. I was yeah. like, yeah, if he could do all that, why couldn't he just? So change I was like, how do you? Looks? And then they bring it up later on in the episode. He's like, yeah, he tried to say Doctor Manhattan could look like us. They're like, that's not true. So I'm like, because they brought that up more than once. Yeah. It's a term that you taught me, Chekhov's gun. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's got to come back. It's smoking gun. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, so is this their way of like lowering the budget? Like, oh, we can't have, it's too much money to have him show up in like the blue irradiated form, but he's going to look human, like a Trigon nah. situation. And I can totally see one of the characters revealing themselves with Dr. Manhattan at some point. Like, oh, shit, you were Dr. Manhattan the whole time? Yeah. That, that doesn't make sense. How can he do all these other things? It was like... But looking like another person, that's impossible. <laughs> like, what? Why is the but line you're there? Like, you're like God. Yeah. Let me ask you, I'm sorry to inter- interrupt your review, but um, just speaking on like uh, Zack Snyder, in the second episode where they, because the whole time in the first and second episodes, they're talking about this show coming on that's basically like a retelling of the story of Watchmen as we knew it. Like with the, the dude with the noose around his neck, I forgot his name, the Minuteman. Chief Judd. Is that his name? Oh, you're talking about the actual hero. Yeah, the hero. Hood, Hooded Justice. Hooded Justice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it almost feels like their version of the Zack Snyder movie, but in propaganda form. And the scene where Hooded Justice fights a group of guys in the convenience store, did it remind you of like the Zack Snyder style of fighting? Like with the slowdowns and like the slow motion moments? Yeah. It felt, I was like, is this like a Zack Snyder nod? <laughs> and, and I mean, it reminded me of the movie in a sense, the fact that it was like super fucking brutal. Yeah. <laughs> we was like, pow! Bow, yeah. the guy's head in the and counter. then even even then he didn't stop and he took a fuck fucking grab the cash register and smashed his head in. Yeah, I was like, God damn! But I love it. Blood, sex, gore, magic. There's yeah. no real magic, but still. Yeah, because it seems like a, a hyper 
a hyper-realized version of reality. And I feel like that's what the Zack Snyder movie kind of did. It made, even though they're all people, like the whole point of Watchmen Universe is the only but real yeah, he made them. He made them superhuman. Yeah. The fact that Night Owl was like kicking guys into the, through walls and shit. Like, like aren't you a person? <laughs> How are you yeah. this strong? So that's why a lot of people didn't like the Zack Snyder version of Watchmen because it's like, you're missing the whole point. They're supposed to be regular people. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was just curious. I'm like, that feels like a Zack Snyder nod to me. But yeah, overall, like I really enjoy this. Like, there's a lot of questions, mm-hmm. and I have a couple theories. I love to hear them. But yeah, I, I I enjoy the series so far. Like, based on granted, I don't know until I know because I haven't seen the entire. Excuse me, I haven't seen the entire series yet. But based on just my level of excitement for it, as of right now, I like this better than the boys. Really? Yeah. Based on these first two episodes, you know what's hard for me though is because I binged the boys. As opposed to this, where I have to watch week week to week, so there's a level of, of anticipation that I feel with the Watchmen show that I didn't feel with the boys. So it's hard for me to compare. But in terms of what blew me away more, like and the subverted, boys, and subverted my expectations way yeah, more. Yeah, like the boys surprised me with the level of violence, but this surprised me with the story and direction and like the 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 places they're going with the characters and the world building. I, that's what I really liked about the Watchmen show. And the fact that it's so black-centric. like That's what I mean, yeah, with the characters. I'm like, yo, this is... I did not know you were going to go this deep. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So what'd you rate it? Perfect vision. Yeah, same for me. I'm not even going to be around the bush. Because <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's, it's like, really, if you think about it, like, because we met you all the time. All we have... We don't watch it, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> all we got is Black Lightning... And then you... Half of Cloak and Dagger. <laughs> half of Cloak and Dagger. Never mind. But <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, raising Dion. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Still haven't watched that. Because you're trash. You're racist. Yeah. And uh, Luke Cage, which doesn't count. Cause oh, fuck. Yeah, I forgot about Luke Cage. Luke Cage doesn't count anymore because it's not, it's not uh, happening. Yeah, and now we, got, now we got Watchmen. But it's like, what? I named four shows out of how many... Shows that have been out in existence, and just like usually more times than not, when you think of a superhero show, it's very straight white male centric. Mm-hmm. And this one's like, and I like that this is Watchmen almost different. tricks you. It's like, yeah, Watchmen, you guys know Watchmen, right? It's all about black people now. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> but done super well. It's not and not and, and, I'll, and here's I'll, the thing, I'll get CW. It's not heavy handed. Like it's all it's a hundred percent. This is what I think. Well, I'll get into it when I get into news. But some people there. Never mind. You already know. You already know. You already know. Come on. They're not fans. This is it done right. This is what I'm always talking about. What I'm saying. I don't have a problem representation. Talk about. Talk about. It's too black. Oh man. Come on, dog. Too black. But as a Watchmen fan, you got everything that you should be wanting. You no, got... we don't. We want white leads. That's the only <laughs> we difference. We don't want to learn about black history. We didn't come here for black history. But thematically, that works so well with the 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 the, the disparity between the the factions in this world, where like the Rorschach cult is a bunch of alt right, angry, disgruntled white dudes who didn't get the reparations, and the black people in this world got reparations for. And I, I said this in my YouTube review. I was like, it makes sense that. People that follow Rorschach are art writers because he Rorschach, was. Yeah, Rorschach was definitely a right winger. Yes, and crazy. And crazy. Yeah. Like I know we we like him because we followed him and we knew his story. Like that scene where in, I think they didn't do enough justice. In but the like movie. yeah, in the comic he talks he down he looks down on gay Gays, people. Yeah, other women. Races. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a piece of shit. He but, sent his he sent his journal to a right wing magazine that he yes. admired. 
But we like him because in the context of the story, he was pursuing the truth. So that's why we, we like Rorschach. But in terms of him being a good person, he definitely was never that. No. <laughs> yeah. But um, what was I going to say? The uh, uh, About him. Damn, I forgot. Just the things he was doing. Oh, the, the uh, becoming endeared to his character. He, he was a piece of shit. But in that flashback, I think it was done better in the comic, where you find out what broke him. That scene where he finds the little girl that he was looking for in that dude's house. And all he found was like her shoes. Because the, the, the assumption is, the insinuation is, that this, this dude raped, raped her. killed yeah, her, yeah. and fed her to his dogs. A little girl. So when you see him snap the fuck off and go crazy and kill this guy, you're rooting for him. Well, kill, quote unquote. What do you do? Well, in the, in the movie, he straight up killed him. He like oh, stabbed him in the he head. He stabbed him in the head with that axe. But in the comic, he uh, chained him to like the radiator and left it, left that axe next to him, and then set the house on oh, fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was like, "You have a choice. Yeah, you, you can get out." Or you can die mm-hmm. again. Way handled way better in the comic. I think. So yeah, more it was more straightforward in the uh, in the movie, but stuff like that. But that's either why way, you, yeah, either way you're gonna suffer because if you get out, you're gonna lose your you're chopping your arm off. Yeah, and I don't think anybody's going like, oh, it's too far, Rorschach. Like you're like, no, fuck that dude. He raped and killed a little girl. Well, yeah, in the movie, he just straight up like he made it more like he killed him. Yeah, Snack Snyder gonna be Snack Snyder, make it a blunt thing. But I, I like it in the comic more. Um, and I just feel like you. Like, of course Rorschach would be that way. And of course his followers would misinterpret the things he left behind. I was say, is it a misinterpretation? Because I just said, like... Well, it would take it to an extreme. Because if Rorschach was alive, he wouldn't like them either. He'd be like, you guys are pieces of shit. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, even though they follow his his teachings, they're not following it correctly. Because even he didn't do stuff like that. He, he wasn't a terrorist. He still considered himself a superhero. Yeah. Um... But yeah, you get you get elements like that. The Rorschach cult. The what, they, what are they called? The Seventh Cavalry. Seventh Cavalry. Yeah, I don't understand that reference. What's that reference to? I don't fucking know. Oh, I, 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 you would know. I'm, sorry. <laughs> um, I'll look it up. I'm sure it's reference to something. If not within the context of Watchmen, within the context of our world. Um. I just feel like they do so many. Seventh th- Cavalry is a United States Army Cavalry regiment formed in 1866. The regiment is famous for its participation in some of the largest battles in the Indian Wars. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Mm, okay. Interesting reference. Again, more historical stuff that's actually used in Watchmen, which I kind of like. Yeah, so I say I like the fact that this show is both entertaining and educating. Yeah. I think that's what some of the best entertainment does. For sure. But granted, you know, you got people that don't want to. It's black. I don't want to learn about black history. I came for Rorschach. Yeah, it ends there. They're like, oh, black can't relate. Sorry, bro. It's like, come on, man. We have we have to relate to all your stuff. <laughs> Bridge the gap. Meet us halfway, yeah. man. Because then you got characters like the Looking Glass guy, who is exactly like Rorschach. Just he's a cop. And I love like how he inter- interrogated that that I guy people, in the first I episode. I hear people say stupid shit like that. Oh, because mm. it's a black story, I can't relate. It's like. Yeah, you might not relate on that level, but there's still emotion attached to yeah, like love, lo- love, hate, anger, whatever, like something like uh or even something like love Simon, like oh, because it's a gay story, I can't relate. No, you can relate to the fact that he's trying to find yeah. like his love yeah, to that. his someone, love interest. Yeah, like, someone trying to find their place, trying to someone trying to find the person that loves them. 
That's that's universal. Yeah, you can't relate to wanting to suck another guy's dick, but you can relate to <laughs> the emotion behind yeah, it. That's the line that we can't cross. Yeah. Everything else. <laughs> Unless you're Jordan. Like, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> uh, I was going to say, the... Oh, the, the stuff with Regina King's character and her family, like, that's layered. The fact that she's got adopted kids, because I guess from the second episode, you find out... Yeah, you find where out. Where she got attacked. Well, you find she out about... shot right in the stomach. You find out about the back history of one of the kids. They kind of tease the back history of the other two. Yeah. With the guy. Yeah, the random hillbilly dude. Yeah, that's that. coming to see his kids. Mm-hmm. But you don't really know what that's about. Yeah. But I like it. Like yeah. it, 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 it's an interesting. He's, he's one of the actors in Supernatural. The white guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. I like it, it's. It's just a la- layered and complex family unit that you don't really see a lot in media. Yeah, especially like two black, two black people yeah, and raising white kids. I, I was just about to say that more like, times than not, happens. it's always the flip. You see the white parents always adopting a black kid, you know, white savior, yeah. but you never see the reverse with black parents. Yeah. And I think their relationship is great. Uh, the guy that plays her husband. And I'm, and I'm sorry, Manta. I gotta say that little boy looks like a fucking serial killer. He does. He, he looks seri- like he uh, Michael serial- Myers. Yeah, he has serial killer face. Or no, uh, young young Jason. No, not young Jason. No, Michael Myers. Yeah, from the Halloween movie, the one directed by Rob Zombie. He looks I didn't just see, like. I didn't see that one. Oh well, he looks just like young Michael Myers. But like even even before you knew the connection between the two of them. And Regina King was teaching like bakery or whatever in the oh, class, yeah. and she was st- she stared at him, and he was staring back at her. I was like, he about to shoot up, the- <laughs> he about to shoot up the classroom or something. Like he looks like that type of kid. I mean, he's he's definitely broken, especially in the second episode. in the second episode, yeah. yeah but I mean, I get it. He lost his parents. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about the end of the first episode where the police chief, who was a white man, got lynched? I was like, oh, this is what we're doing in the show. Okay. Yeah, I didn't expect. Uh, like, neither. <laughs> I didn't. What What they ended up doing with him in the second episode is what I expected for his character overall. To end up dying? No. In the sense that we said we're talking spoilers. But yeah, we're in spoilers already. When they got, when it was revealed that he had a, a clan robe in his closet. Ah. Uh. I thought I was like, oh, the chief of police, he seems like a good... He's part of the 7th Cavalry. That's usually what they do in these types of shows. But then the episode ended with him dead. I was like, oh, shit. He wasn't. He was actually a good guy. But then you get to the second episode, it's like, no, he wasn't. So I'm like... It seems like a maybe. Like, it's a weird question mark on it. Nah, I feel like... My theory... Oh, yeah. Tell me your theories. My theory is he was part of the 7th Cavalry. And... Maybe he was actually behind Regina King getting shot. Because uh, it was only those two that survived, right? No. Yeah. And everyone, everyone that else that did survive ended up quitting. So it wasn't just them, but most of them died. And then he was conveniently there, and he only had like a broken arm or whatever. Yeah. But then maybe maybe throughout the interim, because it seemed like they weren't that close in the beginning. Like when they first, when they showed that flashback and she called him Captain, he's like Judd, and, and yeah. he called her like Lieutenant, whatever, and she's like, call me Angela. So I think... Maybe through that camaraderie, especially with her saying, I'm not going to quit. Eventually, he started to learn. Because like I mentioned, they weren't close. So eventually, he started to see her humanity Mm. and actually become close to her. And that's what changed him? And that's what changed him. Mm. So you think the reason they killed him was because he betrayed them? Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Almost kind of like, have you seen American History X? Yeah. Where like Edward Norton was a staunch racist. Mm. And it was his time in prison meeting with the black guy that changed him. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I could totally see that being the case. I did like in the. I thought he was gonna die in the first episode with that night owl like uh, 
police vehicle thing when it crashes. I was like, he's gonna die already? Oh, he's alive. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but stuff like that. I like those little Easter eggs like that. The fact that it was like a night owl esque ship. Or even when she was uh looking through the house and he had the, the night owl glass she had the night owl glasses. Yeah. X ray vision. That technology seems like it's become mainstream. This world is weird though. It's like they have very advanced technology, but they're very behind the times because they're still using pagers and they don't have cell phones and they don't have the internet. But I like that. I like the alternate history kind of take on it. Because that's what Watchmen was. It, yeah. it became alternate history. So it's cool to see how Yeah, I like that. I like that too. I'm just fun, from a, like a scientific technological standpoint, I'm like find it weird. I'm like, how do You got pagers but yeah the your paparazzi flies yeah, around with has, moth has wings. Moth wings. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> but you can't have a cell phone. Yeah, it's fucking weird. But you got flying ships. <laughs> and what do you think is the deal with the old black guy? I know they reveal that it's actually her grandfather. And which I, guess I, which I wasn't, kid. which I wasn't expecting. Like, obviously, they show that the little, that the older black guy, Louis Gossett Jr., he's the little boy. Yeah, the kid. Yeah, Will. But. I didn't know. I knew there was going to be a connection between Angela and Will, but I didn't know they were going to be related. Mm. I thought, because remember they showed at the end of the massacre, Will was laying in the field and he picks up the baby. Yeah. And he wraps it in a blanket and walks away. I thought that baby was going to end up being like, like Will's, I mean, Angela's like grandmother or whatever. He Maybe he watched over them as the years went by because went, went by, clearly they weren't related because yeah. the parents only gave them Will. Yeah. They didn't give him a baby. That baby... The little the the black woman had that baby, mm-hmm. so I thought like he just watched over that that family or whatever, over as he gotten older over the generation. So maybe he was just like somebody, I don't know. He's just somebody that watched over hmm. her grow up. But now it's like no, that's actually your grandfather. Yeah. So I don't know. And was that night owl ship that that picks up the car at the end? That I was like the way the episode like yeah I was like what the fuck the way, exact, exactly how, exactly how that episode ended Regina King was like what the fuck that's exactly how I felt yeah. watching that episode because clearly he was like I got connections I thought he was just talking I thought he was talking about Dr. Manhattan I was like maybe he doesn't Dr. Manhattan or something I thought he was just talking shit but yeah. no he got some connections <laughs> he's like yeah I, I mean know. you could arrest me but I'd be rescued because at like, first what? again a theory I had a theory especially with this new Watchmen world like I thought, especially based on what he went through with the Tulsa, Oklahoma massacre, I thought it was going to be like a Magneto situation where he becomes Hooded Justice. And Hooded Justice in the Watchmen world was the first masked vigilante. But wasn't Hooded Justice a white guy? That's what people think. Oh. And again, assuming and subverting expectations, people think it's a white guy, but it actually turns out it's a black guy. That didn't make a lot of sense. Also thinking about... Because they never actually show who he is under the mask. No, nobody knows who he is. Yeah. And then, like... You can going, look at little eye holes. It's <laughs> just some play all over again. You got little eye holes, bro. You can clearly see what race you are in the eye holes. Well, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> but, then, but that's what I was going to say. Like, maybe he, like, painted... I don't know. Painted it white around the eyes? Or maybe. painted black around the eyes. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, um, like a mask. And people assume... Just assume he was black. And granted... I'm pretty sure, like when Alan Moore wrote him, he was a white he was a white guy. Yeah. But in the comic, they never revealed who he was. Yeah. They only like threw hints, like oh maybe he. I think he has German ties or whatever. But they never said who Hooded Justice was. So I'm like, I'm thinking like maybe uh, the creator of this show is t- taking that concept and saying, well, Alan Moore had an idea, but I'm taking it and making it a different. Yeah. 
I like the theory a lot, actually. And it makes sense why he was such a focus point in this second episode when they do like that that TV show version of him. And they, they do like a close-up on his eyes, so you see it's a white yeah, guy. Yeah, you see it's a white guy. Yeah. And that, mm. But that's society assuming it's yeah. a white guy. Kind of like... Uh, uh, you think about the origin of Blue Marvel? And honestly, you make a lot of sense for his costume, too. He's got a noose around his neck. Not even just that, but then the fact that... Because, again, everything has to... Check off his gun. Everything has to come back. Yeah. Like, what was he watching when he was a little boy? He was watching, like, the hooded... Yeah. The hooded sheriff. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And that gives him a direct connection to the original Watchmen, too. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of the original watch, we forget off this topic because we're almost two hours. But, but I was gonna say, but going, but, but uh, with that theory, uh, fuck, I forgot what I was about to say. Hooded justice, black guy. Um, I don't remember. No, <laughs> no, I was, I was into it. What's it going? Noose around your neck, original Watchmen. All right, I'll keep talking. <laughs> back to you. Fuck. Um, the uh, who's clearly Ozymandias. In the first episode, it was kind of like a, what the fuck is this? But from the colors of his Jeremy cake, Irons. Yeah. yeah. And even in the panel for Watchmen, they wouldn't, they were, they were very coy about who he was playing. But now in the second episode, definitely Ozymandias. Everyone thinks he's dead, but apparently he's living up, living his life in this weird, like, isolated mansion with these clone butlers. Which butlers I didn't, and, yeah. And, and, uh, and maids. Which I didn't realize. You watched, did you watch Sleepy Hollow? Yeah, some of it. Like first season, uh, what the Mr. Phillips? That's Ichabod. They got to play Ichabod. Oh snap! Yeah, didn't even realize. I didn't realize that. Didn't he have long hair in the? Uh, yeah, he had longer show? hair. He oh, cut his hair. That's why I can't tell. And a beard. And a beard. Yeah, that's why I can't tell. <laughs> Once you shave your face, it's like who the fuck are and plus you? Plus, he like swooped his hair, but like he looks, he just looks, he looks older. Well, I mean, I yeah, yeah, time, I guess. But what, what do you think is going on there? Like, what the fuck is Ozymandias doing? Fuck, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, Grant, when, 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 when the first episode ended and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm writing a play about the Watchmaker's son, I was like, obviously, I had something to do with Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan is the Watchmaker's son. Yeah. But I wasn't expecting that. And then on top of that, when, he burned, the when, guy. He, burned, when he burned the guy alive, I was like, there's no way. <laughs> I was like, this look, I was like, oh, fuck, this looks real. But I was like, there's no way he burning him alive. And then when the guy showed up as uh, Dr. Manhattan, I was like, oh, with penis. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's all dick. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, it's theater trickery. They start, and it's funny, the first thing you see of him coming down is dick. That's what I was going to say. First... That's the first thing, that's the first thing they show. It's iconic. Like, oh, blue dick, Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> I know who that is. But like, I was like, oh, it's theater trickery. So it's not, so he didn't get burned alive. And then you show, it's like. He burned his fuck. There's a whole, and he's not only burnt as fuck, there's a whole bunch of clones of Crenshaw and mm-hmm. Mr. Phillips, or not even Mr. Phillips, they all have different names. Mr. Phillips is the butler name. Yeah. The, I guess that's the promotion. Do you want to be Mr. Phillips? No, I see what the fuck you did with this other Mr. Yeah, Phillips. <laughs> but also, clear, episode, I was like, also clearly robots? shows like there's something off about these, like they're not that smart. No, so it was like, they, I was, at first I was like, are they robots in that first episode? But in this one, clearly they're clones. But to what end? Not they can't just be you because even when they said um they were putting the body in the basement like next to all the others like it'll have it you soon I'm like what the fuck are you doing yeah like, I don't know what he's doing and clearly he's just obsessed with Doctor Manhattan he never got over it that's why I'm, again I say it like I feel like this season is gonna end with something doc, he summons Doctor Manhattan back or whatever or Doctor Manhattan was there all along or, I don't know I don't but all those questions are what intrigues me to keep watching like I this I. I am saying it right now. 
I think I'm done with Black Lightning. <laughs> I, I, if we're going to watch a black superhero show, this is definitely the one to watch. Which, funny enough, <laughs> that actually just reminded me. Somebody just sent me a message on Instagram while we were uh, doing the long email okay. uh, section. It was like, bro, no disrespect, but Black Lightning is so much better than y'all are giving it credit. And y'all are giving it credit at this point. The music, the gravitas of what's happening in Freeland. And then it said, it's like Jordan is half watching it and missing the other greatness. I mean, I admit it to I'm sorry, half I'm sorry you haven't been watching the full seasons, but do you think it's fair for someone to rate something without really watching it in its entirety? Yeah, because it's my show. <laughs> <laughs> I can do whatever I want on my show. <laughs> but I mean, I get what you're saying. He's got a point. I mean, but, he has a but point. to be fair, he has a point, I also but... went in saying I half watched the show because it didn't catch my attention. He has a point, I said that. but I was, that's what I, that's <laughs> the other point I was going to get to. It's like, he has a point on that aspect, but at the same time, if it's not catching my attention, why do I have to keep watching it to torture myself to be like, yeah. oh yeah, this is good. No, catch me now. Yeah. And we wouldn't be in this position in the first place yeah. if you just caught my attention to begin with. Watchmen's only been two episodes and I'm digging it. Yeah. Black Super Lightning and I'm like... It's a chore. Yeah. And talking about chores to watch, let's get into the CW talk. I'm trying to remember what I was going to say about Hooded Justice. It might come up during CW talk. I don't know why it would. But yeah, was... <laughs> you you, you want to think about it for a second? Um, or Why look at the list of CW stuff that we have to discuss? He's black. I don't know. <laughs> he's black. <laughs> That's a good theory. I, I think you're absolutely right. I think uh, Mr. Prediction Head has returned for this. I think that's going to that's gonna end up being correct. And if it's not, you should be writing the show because I like that twist a lot. <laughs> oh, 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 wait. What was that? Uh, uh, I, think, I think I remember. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, because remember when you think about, like you, you know the origin of Blue Marvel from uh, Marvel Comics? I think you told me, but I don't really remember it. But like he had the he had the mask on and you couldn't see his face. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And most people thought he was white. Yeah, yeah. But while he was fighting one of the villains, his mask ended up coming off mm-hmm. and it was revealed to the world, oh my God, this blue Marvel, this person that we loved is actually black? <laughs> he needs to change his name to Black Marvel. <laughs> Not even, but like people start, people got outraged and like that's why they wanted him to retire. And I'm thinking maybe almost something, because Hooded Justice just disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe somebody found out he was black. Mm, that forced him to retire, and that forced and forced him to retire and disappear and go into hiding. That makes sense. You know what? I'm locking it in. I think you're right, and you know why? I just remember the scene where she comes back to the black guy, uh, the old black guy, and he 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 got he got cuffs. out of the handcuffs. Yeah, and he went over to the other store to get some eggs and came back. How you doing that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You gotta be a superhero. But even then, he was like, "You think you think I can lift 200 pounds?" Yeah. Well, no. Remember she, was she when when they when you first saw the old yeah old no man? but he probably was like joking about that because in his prime he probably could but now he can't because he's in a wheelchair yeah but that makes a lot or maybe he got shot you think he's paralyzed from being shot or is he no old? I think he's just old oh well then never mind <laughs> but yeah because he mean, said he said he's hundred and five that's right that's right okay I like your theory that that explains how the fuck he got those cuffs because like what the are you not in Manhattan? <laughs> don't lie to me. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. I don't know. But then, but then, I don't. The, the the when they started showing the American hero story, and then they even leaned into the guy being the white. Yeah, with the I was eyes. Like, then that kind of made me go. So maybe it's not him. No, no. But, but your then, theory's right. Yeah, yeah. I think you're, it, that's just how people interpreted him. 
but it's not necessarily because even in the beginning of that, didn't they say that they found a dead body that was supposed to be him or something? And he was like, "This is not who I am" or something like that. Yeah, I want people to think that's who I was. I don't know if that's related at all. But then it's also, even still with that, it's like, but then how do you know? Because nobody knows who the justice is. Yeah. Mm. I like your theory a lot. So I don't I don't know. I don't know. No, nah, I'm, I'm with it. <laughs> I'm in. But I'm not into this. <laughs> when you talk about first, you talk about Flash or Arrow. We could do Flash. All right. You want to start? Over in a Flash. Something better? All right. Let's start with the Flash. <laughs> Yay, Flash. Last two episodes, episodes two and three. Uh, a flash of the lightning and dead man running. I need to see this crisis for myself. Where will you go? The day after I'm supposed to disappear. You'll come right back to this moment. Promise. What'd you see there, kid? Something's coming. It's always going to be a crisis. Or some bad human threatening to take the life that you love. We're all living on borrowed time. There's a creature out there with the strength of ten men getting stronger by the middle and let's just jump we're just all spoilers just gonna, Wait, I don't remember <laughs> well let's, let's, I'm the same way so let's think about this together okay so Flash and the Lightning was the episode where after they found out from the ans- the, from the monitor that he's gonna die so that's when they go to Earth 2 oh, oh, oh with Jake yeah. Eric and his, and his mother yes or not his mother not his mother <laughs> just happened to be he ends up dating a woman that looks like his mom. Yeah. So if they have a kid, <laughs> I was like, hey, little me. <laughs> Genetically, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so most of that episode but is focused is, on that. Wasn't there a Barry in Earth 2? There what? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, no, what? Isn't Jay Garrick from Earth 3? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. <laughs> he was just watching over Earth 2 because there was no Flash there. Wasn't Jesse Quick? Well, yeah, there? Jesse Quick was there. Well, yeah, what happened with that? Well, she's dead now if you get to Arrow. <laughs> yeah, word. If she's and so, so was Harry. Wait, I'm wrong. It was Earth 3 they went to, right? Yeah, Earth 3. Earth 2 is where Arrow went. I'm getting them confused. No, but I'm saying Earth 2 is also where uh, Zoom was. Yeah, yeah, but that's where Jesse Quick is. That's yeah, Earth that's what I'm saying. They're dead. Black Siren. Yeah, oh yeah, they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> they're dead. But I'm talking about for Arrow, I mean for Flash, Jay Garrick's on Earth 3. Yeah. Got you. Yeah, and we don't know if there's a Barry Allen on that world. Okay, all right, now we're figuring it out. <laughs> but yeah, he puts on the Magic J. Garrett cap, and he sees, basically, he, coming he's, soon, he's, a crisis. He's, he's Doctor Strange. 14 million timelines. Yeah. Well, he's seen, he's seen more than Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. I've seen billions of timelines. And everyone dies. And everyone dies, and everyone. Unless I kill myself. Yeah. Unless I sacrifice myself, just like in the actual crisis in the comics. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure. Why don't you watch Crisis? I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure there's other ways. Kind of like with uh, Avengers. Like, no, I'm pretty sure there's other ways you could have won. It's just your way out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we did that already. It's like, no, 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 you didn't. <laughs> what I'm struggling to remember was what was the B plot of that episode? Because the, the um, B plot of one of them was was um, the, the elongated the, man uh, and his mom. I hated that. I did too. But the uh, the ultra was- the ultraviolet girl. Oh, okay. Yes. And yes. them trying to fucking... The mystery was a seal. Oh, yeah. Hey. They keep trying to make the seal a thing. Oh. <laughs> now I'm remembering. That shit was so stupid. And we already talked about the ultraviolet thing not making sense. It was like, yeah, Barry, her, her ability is light. So, yeah. And you've already fought somebody that had that ability. The fucking chick that was his... uh The, the Asian chick. Dr. Light? Dr. Light. But I don't know if she had that. But she had beams that were, were light beams. 
which should move at the speed of light. No, it doesn't move at the speed of ultraviolet light. That's I don't know. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the whole point is, yeah, the beams move at light, but you, she's, her hands aren't pointing in the direction of the speed of light. So she should still be able to, oh, her hand's going up, flash time. It should always never be, there should never be an issue for any of this shit, but yet, uh, plot contrivance. Though I did kind of like how he beat her, where he had to like just walk through it. Oh, I'm going to eat that ultraviolet rays and punch you. Yeah. But I mean, even though. Still whack. Even still, as you're saying, is shoot. Yes. <laughs> yes. Her hand's Bob coming and, up. Bob and weave. Yeah, just go around it, bro. It's not hard to do, but sometimes speediness is not speedy enough, I guess. But yeah, so she, he one hit KO, KOs her. Although he, I was like. She should have fucking exploded. Like the boys. Yes. You get hit with a lightning punch. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> She's not durable at all. But even her as a villain. Cause it well, even a- like when he was running, it was some moment where he like ran, tried to go into the speed force and he couldn't, and it, he like crashed or whatever. Oh like, yeah. Your yeah. whole body should be broken, bro. Yeah. Cause he got, he, he had to dodge that antimatter wave or whatever that was coming yeah. through the dimensions or whatever the fuck. But hers a villain was just so generic. I was like, you should, granted, I know you have accelerated healing, but you should be in, like, if you had to run so fast that you're able to break into the speed force and then you fall like that, like, your whole body, like, your bones should be crushed. <laughs> you should be spaghetti, man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just as a villain, she was so generic. Like, she looked just like those villains at the end of season two with Zoom that just wore, like, remember Cisco's brother, his doppelganger? That wore like a, an evil villain mask. Yeah. These look so generic. They're like, I'm a bad guy because I have a weird looking mask. I'm like, uh. I have the same powers as this, my sister or my cousin or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that whole plot with the mystery was just stupid. I mean, and what would you rate that episode? This season is kind of like what, what I said with like last season where I was like, oh yeah, the, the excess stuff I'm into but everything else, I don't give a fuck. I agree. The it's crisis the same thing. stuff. The crisis stuff, I'm into. Get rid of the B plots. Why does CW need a B plot? Same thing for when B we get an or arrow? C plot, bro. When we get an arrow, sometimes there's a C plot. Yeah, why? Why do you need? It's always just manufactured drama. That's all it is. It's CW heavy-handed bullshit drama. Because the next episode with the elongated man, and his mom, who the fuck cares? Yeah, like who? Ca- like it was so random. It mom, was- I can't, you can't. I, what was it? What did she do? She she lied about. Lied oh, that's about so stupid! All these boyfriends. Yeah, they all die. Yeah, but I like them. Let's, let's, why do I care about this? What started off as a joke, like it seems like a joke. The idea of, hey, mom, what happened to all my pa- all your past boyfriends? I liked. Oh, they all died. Clearly, that was a lie. Like, I knew that from the, the 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 door. I thought that was the joke. Like, oh, she's just saying that to, you know, not make him. He's a grown-ass man. I don't know why he would, but not making him feel bad, the fact that she she broke up with her past boyfriends. But when it's revealed, and it becomes a dramatic plot yeah, point, <laughs> where they actually have, they have to have a sit-down about uh, yeah, it. Yeah, a full sit-down conversation. I'm like, yo, this is CW at its worst. It's this is so, exactly what so, I'm talking about. It's so stupid. And that was the whole B-plot. When we're... When we're over here focused on fucking blood work... I'm like, why is this even important? First of all... Granted, I get you want to give Ralph Divney his own story, but like this, not this. Yeah, it's the same. Oh, this is you, Cisco you, bullshit. You killed, Don't do it. You killed. You you got rid of these boyfriends that I liked. First of all, I have no connection to these boyfriends. So. I'm a grown man. Yeah, that, if he was like a teenager, maybe. But he's like forty. <laughs> well, he's not that old. <laughs> he's like thirty five. Like he's he's older. I think he's still in his twenties. 
Ralph Dibney like, on the show? I don't know about well the actor. The let actor's me, in his twenties. Let me look it up. No way, because Grant Gustin's thirty. I think Grant Gustin like just turned thirty. There's no way that dude is. If that dude is not thirty plus years old, white people don't age up. well. Oh, no, I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, of course. He's thirty four. I know it. He had to be mid thirties. Like you're a grown ass man. You should not care about what your mom does with her love life. Okay. <laughs> How old is Grant Gustin? I'm gonna look. I think he's like 30, 31. No, Grant Gustin's twenty nine. Oh, he's not even 30 yet? No. Oh, wow. Huh. All right. Well, anyway, the fact that they, they had to have a whole side story about Ralph Dibney and his mama drama while we're trying to get more introduction and more scenes with Bloodwork, who's supposed to be one of the main villains of the season. Yeah, Excess is 35. Oh, yeah, that's right. She is older than Barry and Iris. She just looks really young. Yeah, Iris face. is 31. Yeah, she got baby face. Excess. She's damn fine too. I remember, remember those. Yeah, I remember you showed. Oof, oof, <laughs> oof. All right, <laughs> but yeah, it's just and yeah, Bloodwork is a villain. If he's the main villain, even in this episode, like even Barry is tired of this trope of like, oh yeah, you say you're on our side. Oh nope, I know you're betraying us. And like he, I like the fact that he at least smartened up enough to test him. And he was like, all right, I'm gonna leave the room real quick. Don't do anything villainous. He walks out for five seconds, comes back in. I saw you. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking saw you. But even still, it's still going to play. But he's still, he, at the end of the day, he still trusts him. Because he was like, all right, I'll help you. Because yeah, I yeah. took an oath. A doctor's oath. You can do the right thing or not. Yeah. But then you find out the zombie thing that he revived he can, he by can killing control him. it. Yeah. Because his blood's in it. Which doesn't make It was still, it was a stupid reveal, though. Because like, if you have that much power, why is it attacking you? Shouldn't it recognize that you're its master or whatever? Yeah, it was. He was like, "Stop" or something. He had to give it a direct command. But still, when it woke up, it beat him over the head with a fucking stick or whatever. Yeah. Immediately, <laughs> take that, master. <laughs> hey, I don't. I don't really care. And at the end of the day, when he becomes blood work, I like. I like the actor because he's the Russian heroes. I think he's good at playing villainous. But at right now, there's nothing really to his character. He's just. I don't want to die. And then like. It's so separate from everything that's... That's why I was like, don't introduce him yet because really all they're focusing on and all they should focus on is Crisis. It's coming in like yes. a couple weeks. All this side stuff, introduce it later. You could be doing cool investigation obviously, about the yeah, Godspeed thing. Because I'm like, yeah, obviously the show is still going to continue after that. So break up break up the seasons this half is all crisis kind of yeah. like what they did with like once upon a time one yeah one half was like focused on one storyline but then the next half of the season was another yeah separate storyline. i don't want another cicada okay i don't want another like oh my god he's still the villain like i can't do another season of that last season was the worst because of that yes <laughs> and i feel like they're going to the same direction except this time instead of a cicada daughter he'll just become a big blood goo monster yeah, that's that's interesting. He'll, he'll keep evolving or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> I'm a fucking like the, like fucking uh, nemesis monster. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. How did they beat that zombie thing? They uh, overloaded it. Oh yeah, they just stuck with more of the dark matter until it fucking exploded. Yeah. Like oh my god. Okay. <laughs> kind of like what Goku did with that alien on Dragon Z. You could run through him. No, apparently he can't because when he runs, when he uh does his like little lightning punch, they don't explode. I'm like, what the fuck, man? You're faster than time. <laughs> this shouldn't be a problem for you anymore. Oh, that's what I was talking about with um 
Sometimes his, sp- his speed still isn't fast sometimes. When the thing breaks out of the containment unit, it, like, it, it, like, I guess it doesn't lose its super strength, so it punches the prison open, and like the glass shatters, and it blows back Barry, and I forgot who's with him, but they both get like, flung backwards. You can stop time. The second it, he hits the door, flash time. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Always flash time. Well, even still, like, he still get hit by the wave. No, you would leave the room. He punched, he had time to watch him punch the glass, and the glass shatters. He's so fast that as the, the punch is hitting the glass and it's shattering, he could grab whoever's in the room with him and well, get I'm out the room. He probably didn't know, he, he saw him punching it, but he, because that's never happened before. So you can, that, but you can that see, one thing I could forgive. But you can see glass cracking. Like when he, even, taking out the fact that we don't have super speed, when you punch something, there's not like it's it's not instantaneous. For him it was. It was bullshit. <laughs> you were the flash. The, the glass didn't crack. You are so fast that when you get shot in the neck from behind, you have the reaction speed to that stop only, the bullet. That only happened one time. Was, <laughs> we can't we can't acknowledge that. <laughs> get the fuck out. The bullet was literally on his neck. Yes. Yes. <laughs> get the fuck out. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, what would you rate these last two episodes? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like I said, the crisis stuff I'm here for. Yeah, but it's all the other stuff. Yeah, so that's all I'm like. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna say low less passable. than passable. You're, you're on less than passable. I was giving it the benefit of the doubt and going low passable, but honestly, if I'm giving, if I'm giving my true feelings, it's less than passable. That's really how I feel. And I'm even more confused when we get to Arrow. So that's it. Less than passable. Yeah. for agreement. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about Arrow. The last two episodes. What were they called? Uh, Starling Welcome City. Welcome to Hong Kong was one. Yeah, that was the second episode. The first episode was Starling City. There is a crisis coming. What you said is right. We're facing the destruction of pretty much everything. Good luck. This is the night that we have been waiting for. This city will be ours. Will be ours. Oliver? I'm a sign of life. An entire world erased from existence. There's no way that my entire Earth is just gone. We have to get out of here. I need my family to live. And our listener was very accurate. He said he assumed that despite the future stuff, well, he's half accurate. Despite the future stuff, he said we would rate it perfect vision. Yes. I right, but then the future stuff. I don't give a fuck, bro. It's worse now, and it's getting worse. Like it's ever been, it's getting worse. Yeah, and you know why? And I, I had to think about this because because I was like perfect vision on one half, especially with uh, Connor Hawk getting sidelined and and Mia oh. Mia 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 Smoke just showing out of nowhere. You don't know how to lead this. Th- uh, I'm taking over, and it's like, who the fuck are you? That's right. You didn't watch the end of last season. So no, you didn't even see her introduction. No, but what she's doing now is exactly what she did. So you're not missing anything. That's exactly how she showed up in the show in general. She's just like, I'm Mia Smoke. I'm the daughter of Oliver and, and and Felicity. That means I'm the main character now. It's like, bitch. Who are you? You were never even a character before before this episode, and that's what's happening here. They're just, they're just doubling down on it, and, they're and pushing then they try out to Connor throw. Hawk. Then they try to show throw in this 
faux fucking drama oh, or controversy. Well, not controversy, but drama to, to like oust of a reason to oust Connor Hawk by introducing oh, his brother. It's your like, brother's oh, Deathstroke. Now you're compromised and all this other bullshit. You don't know how to lead because because your brother. Now this is the reason uh. why Mia can take the lead uh. and become the new Green Arrow. It's like the new strong female character Green Arrow for her spinoff. I don't like any of this. Do, this do, is stupid. Please. I know, I know, I know we have a different perspective on this, but do you now see what I'm saying about the strong female characters? Just like, just by virtue of being strong female characters, they are, they're the leads. She's not even a strong female character. But she She's is. just a female character that they're making, to, they're making the lead. So yeah, I don't consider her sound like I don't a lot of things. I don't, <laughs> I don't consider her strong. I just consider her annoying that they're just shoehorn, they're shoehorning her in. But she's 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 strong. She's Bullshit. she's fuck quote unquote strong. Where fuck. she she's no she's no nonsense. She doesn't take any sass. I don't give a fuck about her. <laughs> I know me too. But what I'm saying, but it's like when I say shit like this, I'm sexist. But no, it's 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 forced. It's so forced, and, this, and she has no character beyond her her namesake yeah, of being the name. daughter of Oliver Queen and Felicity. But other than that, she's got no business being a main character in the show or even a character in the show. But yet she's she's been thrust as the lead. Connor Hawk. There was a whole episode just tomorrow where he was the Terry McGinnis to Oliver Queen's Bruce Wayne. Nah, fuck that. Now as a woman, now she's got to be the lead. I'm like, but she's got no right to be. But I had to think about this. Because I loved all the stuff with Albert Queen in that alternate, like, multiverse world. Yeah, Earth, th- Earth 2? Yes. Where, I loved that episode. But then yes. they kept coming, they with, kept with, jumping to the fucking... With Tommy? They kept jumping into flash forwards. And I'm like, uh, I don't care. About, and you know why it's stupid? You're killing my moment. You're killing the momentum. Because in one hand... Even the Hong Kong stuff, I enjoy that. Same. Same. But, but again, again, they keep jumping. Forwards. Yeah. And you know what it is, though? It's because the, the main timeline stuff is trying to do something different. And it's it's doing everything I wanted. It's it's doubling down on Oliver Queen's story and him coming to terms with his death. And it's like this, this straight line to crisis. I love it. But all this flash forward stuff, and now that we know there is a pilot coming, like a spinoff pilot, it feels... Why even have a spinoff pilot when it, you force the pilot for that show into this show? And it pisses me off. I'm like... All they're doing, and all they're doing, they're not even, it's not even a good pitch for that show. Because all they're doing, those flash forwards, is all, they're just, hey, remember Arrow? Remember the Arrow formula? We're doing that again, but with new characters. Don't you want to see that? No. No! <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't! Because <laughs> like, that's the worst part of Arrow when it was like in its lull seasons. They just, they fell into this formulaic, like, oh, villain of the week. Let's do some fucking science. Let's, let's band together. A little bit of forced drama. And now let's fight the villain. That's everything you like, right? You like Deathstroke in season two. That was their favorite season of Arrow. Now we got another Deathstroke. With none of the emotional attachment, none of the, the strong character development that the original Deathstroke had, none of the strong acting presence that Manu Brennan brought to that role. This new guy... I mean, you know, credit to him for being a brother and getting work. I'm, I'm yeah. happy for him. But at the same time, I'm like, you ain't my new Bennett, my dude. Like, and it's not your fault. It's them putting you in this yeah, role. Yeah, putting you in this role. <laughs> trying to make you the new my new Bennett. Well, you're not. It's, it's, it's like literally you're watching two shows at once. So and, yeah, Perfect Vision, poor, per, Magoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So what does it equal out to be? Less than passable? I don't want it to be because I love the Arrow stuff. The, the main timeline Arrow stuff. The, the, hit, the stuff with uh, him and Tommy... A, a, a low passable. The, the the fight that he had with Tommy, like the, the debate they had, I was like, this is great. I really like this as a concept. But, you know, Thea overdosing. Like, Although t- Tommy with the beard, 
I dig it. He's vulnerable. Wow, I didn't like for that reason. <laughs> no, but, you yeah, did. It's I the same, it. same thing. Him being revealed as Prometheus or not or the Dark no, Prome- Archer. Pr- no, Prometheus. And Prometheus is actually, being Arrow. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, I loved that. But no, but no. Although I did find it kind of weird that all of a sudden, like you right. had uh, Black Canary. That oh, Black we, Siren? Yeah, Black Siren. In this, as if she's always been but there. But that's because you... I mean, to some extent you're right, but you also missed the end of last season where she did have a whole arc where she ended up becoming like a, a full good guy as Black Canary on the main Earth. And then she went back to that Earth, or her original Earth, to try and bring those lessons um, you know, to that vigilante. I just thought it was kind of rant. Like, all of a sudden, it's like she had this whole operation going on. Yeah. And it's like, hers. Didn't, didn't you just leave? You saw that too, right? Yeah. Strong women. It's like, no, he's not. The arrow of this world, he's not in charge. Well, she, has, she has money. So she, it makes sense. Well, she's got money and she's also got experience. Because he doesn't, he didn't have money. No. Prometheus, uh, Adrian Chase? Yeah. I don't, well, not in the main world. I don't know about this world. Yeah. But I like that twist on it. Like him being the arrow of that world. And then, but again, like, they didn't do enough with it. And it's because they spent so much time with the fucking flash forwards. Yeah, and even the fact that he was like, he, he was just sure it was Malcolm Merlin. Yeah. Was, it's like, no, Malcolm Merlin's actually good in this world. Yeah. But I like that, that you can see the differences between him and Oliver. Like, he doesn't have the same mind that Oliver has. Like, the same deductive reasoning that he does, which makes him a lesser arrow. But mm-hmm. it was interesting. And Dick was just showing up like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> I came to this world to find you. Yeah, it's like, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was the original, or oh, the Earth 2 version of Diggle. And it's like, no, yeah, no, I just came to find you. But I like that moment where you do a callback to season one where he tries to jump out the car. And they, they actually show what he tried to do, which is like dip low and trying to open the car door. Yeah. He's like, nah, I locked it. I know your tricks. <laughs> I'm like, I like that. So yeah, fucking low passable, borderline less than passable. And it's not the fault of the main show. It's the fault of this stupid side plot. Which is part of the main show because the sh- main show was deciding to put this shit in there. <laughs> it's everything I feared. That's what makes me mad. It's everything I feared that would happen. And instead of just like, remember how I was even upset that we're going to have like a one ep- one episode dedicated to that future timeline to set up the, the, the spinoff? Why are you putting your dick in every episode though? Yeah. Like why have the dedicated episode if you're going to put your dick in every single episode too? Like, you're ruining the end of Arrow to promote a show that honestly won't even last a season. If it gets past the pilot. It may get past the pilot. Because I'm like, Batwoman has got a full season order. Yeah, but she's also being propelled by the crisis. Like, she was already set up to be in the crisis. But even still, like, it's not... Supergirl, and I think that's probably part of the reason why I'm not watching it. Supergirl and Batwoman are, like, so disconnected from the crisis. Like, they don't even talk about it. Black Lightning too. It's really only Flash and Arrow that are like super connected. Yeah. To the point where both of those shows are about, hey, you know the main character's gonna die, right? <laughs> That's literally what both of them are about. Basically. Um, and yeah, the Hong Kong episode. Same issues with the future timeline stuff. But I did like the return of Katana. And, you know, nods, nods to previous seasons of Arrow. Fuck that future timeline <laughs> shit, man. Fuck it. Fuck it. And I also like that like with this being in the final season, like the cast has been dwindled down. Like, obviously Felicity's gone because the actress left, but you don't see. Oh, that's right. Like, I forgot. You barely see Dinah. You barely see Dinah that much, even though she's still a presence, but not really. Yeah. Uh, same with uh, Wild Dog, uh, Mister Terrific. The actor left the show, so of course they're not going to show him. I also forgot about that. Damn, that explains a lot. But it's also like. 
they don't have to be there anymore. Like, now that we're, like, streamlined going to a crisis, it's not that's necessary. And also, they've ruined their characters. Because in the future timeline, they're assholes. So it's like, whatever happens in this main timeline stuff now, it's like, all this camaraderie shit, like, yeah, we work together, and yeah, Team Arrow. It's like, well, in 20 years, you're all going to be assholes to each other, so yeah. why do I care? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they fuck, they, they've, they've, the flash forwards have ruined the shows in so many ways. And again, I'm mad at myself, because at first, I was an advocate for it. I was like, hey, it's kind of a cool concept. And they were like, ha, you thought. <laughs> Even like Roy, if anything, where's Roy? Yeah, where'd Roy go? Is he still in the show? Because wasn't he part of the future timeline too? He was. But now it's all about the Mia show and lesser. But not even just the future. Like, have him come. Where is he in the. Even for the crisis? He was never even in the the main timeline stuff last season. It was always the future flash forwards. Yeah, but then even then, like, where is he? (laughs) They're still showing the future, but he's not even there. Whack. Low passable wasn't passable for both episodes. Even Dinah was in the future stuff. She's not even. She's not there. She was in the first episode, the ultimate. Well, yeah, the old Earth 2. Yeah. I'm talking about the future stuff. It's like they, they had an idea for the future storyline, but then it's like they completely shifted and changed what they, what they were planning. Because at first it seemed like the future storyline was going to focus on William, and William was going to be the main character of the future stuff. Mm. But now it's like not even. No. So Mia, 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 Mia. Like they don't even show. Like like I mentioned, Roy was in the future timeline. Dinah was in the future timeline. Because they're pushing that fucking pilot. They're pushing her as the main character of whether that new show is gonna be. Do we need three, not female superheroes as female superhero shows? Do we need a female Arrow, a female Batman, and a female Superman all at the same time? Like you know what I mean? Like at some point. Just give me the fucking heroes. Like, give me actual Batman. Give me actual Superman. Like, well, we're gonna start with news. Oh wait, I did hear about the Superman show. Yeah. All right, we'll save that. All right. On that note, what's but now it? I'm like, you just said, give me. I don't care. Yeah, it's, kinda, too, it's too late. It's oversaturated not, now. Not well, not even that. It's not even it's oversaturated, but just the fact that what they've done with Tyler Hecklin's Superman, basically making him a jobber. Yeah. So to give him his own show, like yeah, it's true. Call Kara. Yeah, <laughs> Kara's way stronger. You remember? And remember also, you did, said that. and didn't Lex Luthor die last season? But he got brought back to life. Oh well, whatever. It's stupid. Um, but even still, call Kara. Anything, I'm like, just give me anything you can do. She can do better. Give me female superheroes that are female superheroes. Like you could have done a Vixen show. That's what I was gonna say. Where's Vixen? Where's like, Zatanna? You could have done those, and that would've been fine. <laughs> but instead, like, no, no, no. We need the brand awareness. So we're just going to take what you already know as a male hero and make it a female. And if you don't like it, you're sexist. <laughs> like, fuck you. Even Bumblebee. Give me Bumblebee. Yeah. I mean, I'm down with that. I'm down with anything at this point that's not the fucking just, just sex flipping these characters. Well, like, if you want to have a cat, if you want to have your cake and eat it too, it's something I'd be interested. Give me a Donna Troy. Mm, Wonder Girl. Yeah, Wonder Girl. Mm. Without having Wonder Woman. Mm. I'd be interested in that. Let's, get the, let's move on. <laughs> We're going to be a four-hour episode of this podcast. Um, so let's talk about My Academia or Dr. Stone. Which one are you going to do first? <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Uh, let's do My Hero Stone. My Hero Stone. <laughs> uh, let's get into My Hero Academia. Episodes two and three, Overhaul and Boy Meets. <laughs> Yeah, 
Boy Meets World, which I was like, you gotta finish that. Boy Meets What? Boy yeah, Meets Boy What? Boy Meets World. <laughs> um, and we kind of touched on the, the introduction of Overhaul as a character in the emails, but yes, his introduction in the Japanese sub was epic. Because <laughs> I don't, I, I still know his power is, don't fucking tell me if you do know, but the way Who? Overhaul. Oh. When it seems like he overloads your body or something, because when he touched the uh, Magne, it's like, it looked he like disintegrated. Not even disintegrated. He exploded. It looked like veins. Like it looked like him, him touching him forced something into his body, and then he exploded to the point where it was just his legs like sitting there. I was like, "Fuck, that's extremely violent." Yeah, and that that was the thing. I kind of mentioned this last season. I was like, "I have a feeling this season is going to be the darkest of my hero so far." And as based on what we've seen, especially with that episode, it's kind of proven to be true. And the other guy lost his arm. The uh, yeah, the compression dude with the top hat. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, damn, son, I'm getting a robot arm. How's that gonna work? <laughs> so I think that I, I think that is his quirk, making people explode. Making people explode. <laughs> but what's he called? Overhaul. Like, is he overloading your body with something? He's overhauling. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But it was a, it was a dope introduction because he's a villain, but he's not on the side of the League of Villains. Not, well, kind of. He wants to take control of them. Yeah, but he's not on it. He's not. He doesn't recognize Shigaraki as this true successor. No, because Shigaraki is fucking terrible leader. <laughs> he is. But again, I think it's also cool that by introducing a villain that has his shit together more than Shigaraki, it further gives us like Shigaraki's not a good guy, but he's got development like a good guy because you see like again what he has to do to become a villain on the level of someone like Overhaul. He doesn't have that that that, that level of like. Uh, not only just charisma to have like you know your group rock with you, but also your ability to plan ahead and um, you know just have a have have some actual. What's the word? Yeah, because Overhaul even asked him like, "What's your actual plan?" Yeah, he's like, "Plan? I don't know. Defeat heroes." <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, you gotta have more than that. Like, <laughs> he doesn't have the the brilliant strategic mind of All for One. No, but this guy being part of what was it? Not the mafia, the. Yakuza? Yakuza. Yeah. But then it kind of makes me wonder, like, is Awful One actually looking in on them? Because they kind of showed him, like, he was like, it doesn't matter. You can keep going until you're ready or whatever. See, I thought that next. was more just like a narrative, a storytelling device. Like, he, he's just thinking to himself, like, no matter how many times you fail, Shigaraki, keep trying. Like, he's not actually talking to him. He's just thinking to himself, like... But yeah, yeah, he's no, I didn't think he was actually talking to him, but he's thinking to himself. But I'm saying, is he thinking to himself because he's like somehow watching what's going on? Oh, see, I didn't get that. I, I just more so thought that in general, he knows she's like, a fuck up. That's why I was like, <laughs> it's kind of random to just show him all of a sudden. 
I think it was for like the thematic nature of it, of him believing in Shigaraki despite Shigaraki not really proving himself yet as a a main leader of villains. But I like it. it again, it gives something for Shigaraki to aspire toward. And the fact that both of those characters have one hit kill abilities. Like either one of you, it, if either one of them touches well, you, yeah. you're fucked. The, the 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 Shigaraki thing. That was the first time we've seen his power to that extent. Because before we've seen him touch people, but only like parts of their body would disintegrate. Mm. And if he held on to you longer, then that's when you're fucked. Yeah. But like when that instance, he touched that like one like one punch, yeah. like one hand, and the whole fucking person disintegrated instantly. Yeah. We've never seen that before. Yeah, I guess if he does it like a forceful like palm strike into a vital area like this, you hit him in the center of the body. You can't, like an arm can fall off, but if you hit him in the center of the body, you're just fucked. <laughs> like, he's like, oh no, oh, I'm disintegrating. Yeah. Yeah, and there was that weird moment like our listener said that it seemed like quirks weren't working on overhaul. And there was that weird thing with the bullets, bullet shells falling. So maybe he was shooting the people that were attacking overhaul and that's why their quirks weren't working that moment. The only thing I noticed was when the compression guy tried to touch overhaul, it looked like he got like bumps on his skin. Do you see that? It's real quick. But when he touches him, like bumps form. Arm, I, th- I thought that was part of his quirk because I'm assuming part of his quirk is like you can't touch him. Overhaul? Yeah. Is that why Capresh's arm exploded? I was also unclear about that. I was like, did the gun guy shoot no, his I, arm I off? I thought that or? was because he touched overhaul. Oh, so you can't even touch Because you also kind of show, show. You saw like he made uh, Mag Magento, whatever his name is, yeah. explode. Yeah. So I think it's part of that. He tried to, because t- that's his court. You have to touch him to turn into a ball. Yeah. So I thought he tried to touch him to turn him into a ball. But because you touched him, and he even said, don't touch me or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His fucking arm came off. Yeah, but then he also noted to himself, like, the compression guy was like, my quirk doesn't work on him. So I didn't yeah, know if I was... his fucking arm blew Yeah. <laughs> his arm blew off. I don't know. Just I, I like the mystery of it. Like, what exactly is going on with that guy's quirk and his other teammates' quirks? So I feel like if you have to touch, like, your quirk... How the fuck do you fight a guy like if, that? If you need contact to touch him or for your quirk to work, it's not going to work. Because if you touch him... That activates his quirk, so I guess that negates your quirk. So you fucking explode. So Deku's fucked. And is that well, why Mirio... No, remember, I mentioned the, gir- the girl. Yeah, but he can't... His 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 punches are all physical. Unless he shoots him with like a, a Yeah, but if he's, holding, if he's holding the girl, she could prevent him from exploding. Because she reverses your body. Oh, okay. That makes me, make sense. I thought that's why Mirio would have to fight him. Because he's he doesn't have to touch you. He can phase through you. Yeah, but eventually well, he just have to hit you. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. eventually he has to hit you. Yeah. Maybe he was like a bat, like hit him with a bat. <laughs> as far as I know, he's just a guy. So if you hit him with a bat over the head, yeah, well, maybe <laughs> there you go. Um, but I'm intrigued. I'm also intrigued what's gonna happen with Deku now that he's been sent to Night Eye to get training slash his internship. I want to know what the 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 because uh, supposedly he foretold something about All Might. I'm like, is it death? Is All Might going to die? Oh, oh wait, Night Eyes foretold something remember, remember if you look at the preview for next week's episode, it says you learn the truth about something that uh, Night Eye. And he's like, I can't take it, All Might. No. Something. I was like, what? Oh, I assumed it was because he knew if All Might kept fighting that he'd eventually lose his powers. That's yeah, but thought. he already knew that. Did he? Deku, I mean. Oh, Deku. Oh, yeah, maybe. Huh. I don't know. That's a good question. 
Okay, I do like that mystery then it also around go, it. Then it also goes away. He, All Might said that he saw this coming. Like, I can't talk to him because he saw this coming. And I thought that meant he... That's what I'm thinking. Maybe he knows he's going to die at some point. Then oh, was, that's right. No, I just I remember just, now. Just it say, seems remember, like in the preview that he's going to like, oh, I'm dying. Yeah. Oh, no. That's what I was going to say. Oh, remember, I repressed it. <laughs> remember thinking about uh, the fight with All for One. All Might specifically said, I cannot die yet until I finish training or something like that. Yes. You're right. And now I'm remembering the preview for the next episode and it's like that that weird scene from the trailer where it's like a, it's like a mirror of when he first told Deku you can be a hero but it's like way sadder. And I'm like, fuck. No. No. No, Michael. If they tell us that I'm almost going to die this season, I'm done with the show. I'm not though. But I will be very sad. I don't know. I, I, I feel like because oh, I mean no. he doesn't have he doesn't have one for all anymore. Yep. He already mentioned he's on borrowed time. Not even just that, but he already meant he like he doesn't have any of his organs or anything like that. So yeah, he's missing a lot of organs. I'm oh assume- wait, get the little girl, heal him. Come on, little girl, that's her power, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, she could probably do that. <laughs> oh God. But I guess would that bring one for all? But no, it wouldn't no. bring one for all back. So that would be the tease. That would make a lot of sense. If he does say that he's gonna die, that would be the way to save him. Get that little girl, and she can reverse his damaged organs. Oh yeah, that man. I didn't even think about that. Yes. Oh, thank God, it's an out. <laughs> <laughs> but will they take it? Oh, I hope they do. Because maybe she might be like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna hit." It's too late. You're no, already, he's already dead. <laughs> I made me so sad just now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now I'm remembering. Yeah, I forgot about the preview for the next episode, and it did very much heavily allude to the fact that he might be dying. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like uh, the girl from Get Out. No, 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 no. Oh my god! I hope not. So yeah, maybe yeah. That, I didn't think about that. So yeah, they can have the little girl save his life. Save his life. Yeah, right, that makes a lot more sense. All right, but I also like the stuff they are doing. I, I like thematically what they're doing. But then with, I'm also like, eh, it's kind of an, it's just an easy out. Why do you want him to die? <laughs> Why do you want all dad might to fucking I dramatic, die? I need the dramatic tension. No. And there will be, but maybe if I didn't know about her quirk, next time when the episode aired, I'd be all fucked up about it. But now I'm like, where's the way? There's a way. <laughs> but you're right. I don't know I was if they're going to say, gonna... we don't know if they're going to take. Yeah. It could just be a thing when they set it up to be like, oh, we can save him. But no. I can, I can also see that. Um, what was going to say? The I like the stuff with Night Eye, not Night Eye, uh, Mirio and Deku, where they're now they're very much leaning into the fact that if Deku didn't show up, Mirio would have been the true successor to All for One. Yeah. Or One and, for All. And honestly, that, that's why not I even accepted him. Yes. Because he's trying he's gonna he's gonna try to convince him to give up yes. all for one to Mirio. Yes. He's like, you know what? You don't see that you're not shit, so I'm gonna let you do what you think you want, and then you see Mirio in action, and then you're gonna hate yourself because you're gonna realize, oh wow, if he had that quirk, he'd be doing way more than you are. Yeah, but yeah, I'm like but I'm like Mirio would all one for all, like he'd be a fucking. He'd like, be unstoppable. Yeah, he's OP as fuck. Like he can't already be, as it is. Yeah, he, he like he's Kitty Pride and he's Superman. Too many powers. <laughs> Which is weird though, because I never said he has super strength, but he does clearly. I don't know if it's super strength. I feel like they just make it seem like he just works out so much he's strong. Even though he punched the guy whose ability is to harden, so it's like, yeah, there's some fucking Watchmen strength <laughs> going on. <laughs> but yeah. That'd be a fucking ridiculous power set, but uh, I like but that fight it's too. It's funny that the rest of the class they don't they, they don't have work studies there yet. Deku's the only one. But I also like how they show different like the different mentalities of the group. Like 
Deku's doing like above and beyond trying to like get stronger because he has a goal. He has like I gotta, I gotta get as strong as All Might to stop all for one and these villains because if without a symbol of peace we're all fucked. But the other heroes are just like we're in school, bro. <laughs> I'm chilling. Like I don't like how to keep going. Uh, uh, what's his name? Todoroki, Todoroki and Bakugo. Like, yeah. He's like we're falling behind. Shut up. <laughs> We've gotta hurry and catch up. Like <laughs> shut up. <laughs> stop saying that. <laughs> I like the dynamic together. Yeah. Um, and the fight with Sir Nida I really like too where you find out that his powers the ability if he touches you you can basically see every move you're gonna make Nida touches you and makes eye contact ah yeah, yeah I'm yeah. like that's too much like stand still yeah let me look at you but then but it's that's a I'm good like, how does that work if you're in a fight like wait 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 don't move don't move don't move <laughs> yeah yeah but I mean you kind of need that drawback because once he does that it's kind of OP where yeah. you, you, he's untouchable basically to you because now yeah. he can see everything you're gonna do, and it doesn't matter because because at first uh, Deku thought like, oh, if you ex- if, I, if I obscure his vision, if you can't see me, then you can't predict what I'm doing. He's like, no, that's not how it works. Yeah, <laughs> no matter what you do, I know what you're gonna do, even with random objects and like, thrown around the room. Yeah. Still, how would he know? Like, how would you know if I threw if I threw a book with papers? When the the way the book and papers get flown around or like random. But I'm assuming maybe he saw that you threw those books and like he sees that you were going to do that. And so he knows how the books are moving and landing and what you're going to do in between that. Oh, I guess. I, I thought it was a cool like moment, though, because you think just like, you know, usually my hero. Oh, he's going to do it. And he, he, he fails the last yeah, second. Like, oh, shit. But it kind of makes me wonder. I guess his quirk, maybe because of his adoration for, admiration for All Might, his quirk got pushed further. Because I'm like, if it only lasts for an hour. How was he able to know what's going to happen with All Might if that didn't happen until, like, way after? That's a good question, too. Guess we'll have to figure all that stuff out next episode. Also, just to clarify for me, because I was a little bit confused. The reason, other than accepting him to let him see the difference between him and Mirio's skill levels, what was the deal with him saying, like, oh, because you... you were hopping around the room like crazy, but you purposefully didn't hit any of the All Might posters... That showed him that he's got a level of control over his powers well, or it shows, planning or something? It shows that he isn't just... Because he thought he was just attacking randomly. Yeah, okay. And without thinking. And it's like, the fact that he didn't want to step on the All Might poster shows that despite him being angry and losing control and becoming quote-unquote unfocused, he was still... He still strategized and thought enough ahead mm, Okay. that he didn't want to step. So it's like, oh... Respect. Yeah, I res- kind of I respect you. Okay, but you still ain't shit. So yeah, you still ain't shit. But <laughs> all right, all I right. respect that you ain't shit. Yeah, <laughs> you try. That's what's important. You try it. Um. All right, but yeah, would you rate these two episodes? I gave it perfect vision. Perfect vision. All right, let's jump into Doctor Stone. We're almost three hour mark, so we're. Gonna... That was a perfect vision too. Oh, there you go. I didn't have to. <laughs> but yes, Doctor Stone's episodes. Uh, a Tale for the Ages and A Hundred Nights and A Thousand Skies. I'm not afraid to die. 
It was really just all background stories for uh, what happened. His with, father, not father. Yeah, his father, not father. Which is, I'm like, when they said that at the very end, like, oh, we're not actually blood related. I'm like, bullshit, you had the same hair. <laughs> like, it's the same weird hair texture. Well, it's different colors, though. His <laughs> Weird that you adopted a kid that had the same hair texture as you, but okay. That was, part of, that was part of the requirements where you fill out the adoption form. <laughs> must have same hairstyle. <laughs> but I really like both of those episodes. His his father, the background about him being an astronaut, and, and so, why it's called Ishigami Village after his father. Yeah, basically, I'm like, this is only an anime. The fact that you were so important to this world that your father was the only one that survived the world being turned to stone because he's out in space and then he goes back to Earth and basically starts civilization Yeah, there. not only that, he makes a civilization for you. Yes, knowing that knowing one day... that one day you're going to wake up. <laughs> yes. And so I'm going to tell a story so they can pass down through the generations so that story can eventually get to you. I'm like, anybody knows with the real life, when you play a game of telephone... It gets fucked up. Yeah, it gets fucked up. Even with like 10 people. This is thousands of years of... <laughs> In the future they were really good telling those same stories over <laughs> and over again how does that work i don't know but the fact that they he created like the the priestess thing and like the story aspect specifically because it's like to give people hope or give people like he knew people would need something to believe in other than just you know we're just here you know what i mean that had the level of foresight but it's still weird how this show dials down on the science but at the same time there's some people turn, shit people turning into stone is not science. No, no. But I like it though. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the perfect level of realism and and fiction combined. That's why I like it. Because even things like in, in the second episode, the, or the most recent the, episode, the main villain being able to fucking punch out a line, <laughs> bruh, being Kratos basically, <laughs> powerful enough to like jump out, jump high in the air. Remember he grabbed the fucking bird or whatever, yeah, yeah. snatching birds out the sky, fish out the ocean, bullshit, wrestling boar with his bare hands, like yeah. the fuck out of here. Number one savage student or whatever, but um, like in the, in the most recent episode, I really liked when they would do the, like the the mirror of of their internal monologues. So as Sinku was thinking something as he was frozen in the stone or whatever over those those years, his father was thinking the same things, and they would mirror their two thoughts. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I liked that a lot. I was getting real hyped over that shit. Yeah, I was. I was too. Yeah. And uh, I dropped tears when they get to the end of the story, and he he gets he's shown his father's gravesite, and, and then he's like, start, yeah, he, he he has the girl leave, and then he cries. Yes, like it's like you could see like the him in his astronaut suit, kind of like behind him and shit, like that. The imagery made me like, emotional, like talking to him from the grave. More yes. Or less. Yes, I'm getting chills right now thinking about it. I love that shit. I'm like, oh my god! Again, Doctor Stone's execution also, is amazing. Like, is this Game of Thrones? Because I'm like, if it's only those little bit of people, oh, they're all incest at a babies. certain point, all incest. They're thousands of years of incest, baby. Like, but you also see why they threw that. That oh, we're not actually related. That way, it's not weird if I bone any of you. <laughs> like, but even still, but just the rest of them, they're all but like Chrome likes the priestess. Oh yeah, they're all incest. That's babies. like his cousin or sister or whatever yeah <laughs> it's weird when you think about it but yes exactly that yeah but i don't know like it was weird that giving the village that backstory by the time you get to the end of that most recent episode and you're back in the village with all the people that were there now you feel even though you don't know them now you kind of feel like you know those characters a little bit better and like you feel like like now i have a connection to the village and i think that was pitch perfect for when now at the, the revelation now being that uh What's his name? Tsukasa? 
The villain? Uh, yes. When it was like, oh, he's on his way. I was like, oh, shit. Like, no. Now I like the village. Don't don't destroy the village. <laughs> but even uh, with that, like, where the fuck? Like, you kind of forget about his other friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. His dumb friend and the girl that he likes. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure they're gonna. No, I'm sure now they're gonna come back in, as being more important figures in the story, but you kind of you didn't need them. Like the focus on these other characters, I thought is even better because I I actually ended up liking them more. But it's like because they're focusing so much on these village characters, like almost I, I, part of me kind of feels like when the when the two f- friends come back, it's like oh okay whatever who cares. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like that way too. Yeah, but. Oh my god! Even in the moment where they're talking about like uh, his father being like, "Oh, we're gonna collect minerals and rocks that way, maybe one day somebody will take an interest in that." I'm like, "How did you predict that?" Yeah, and there's no way. <laughs> now Chrome is there, just happened to be there. Like, okay, it's all pitch. It's and all it perfect. Happened, and it happened to be somebody during the time that Senku wakes up. Yeah, and not before. <laughs> Very convenient. Yeah, <laughs> but I love it. Or even the moment where one of the... Because um, it gets sad when the people on the crew start dying off. Yeah. And you knew it was going to come because this is a thousand years in the past. So you know they all die. Yeah, you know they die, but the fact that they died earlier. Yeah. Like one caught pneumonia. The, the, both of them did. The 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 dude that was like the hard ass in the ship. and the oh, yeah, girl they he both, did, yeah, they both caught pneumonia. Yeah. And that made me cry too. When he... I cried a lot in the show. When he, when he was telling Sinku's dad like that he had fun because he was a hard ass the entire time. It was like, you know what? Like that was... Actually, when we were on that ship together in space, like that was one of my favorite times of my life. I had a lot of fun. I'm, I'm happy. And I was like, oh, <laughs> blonde guy that I don't know. I feel bad for you. <laughs> and, the, and the fact that his dad was cursing his own weakness because he was like, they just had pneumonia. Like if I just was smarter, if I had more capability, I could have, I could save them. And then the parallel of when Sinku is alive, he did save the priests that had pneumonia. Mm-hmm. I was like, the next generation well not even next the generation yeah, 20,000 removed years that moment too when they show the lineage like in the montage kind of thing when they show like the original founders and it shows the their ancestors and their ancestors and it shows the most recent village people in it that got me emotional I'm like, yes a lot of incest <laughs> but still fucking cool I don't know I liked it so one of them is going to end up being Joffrey <laughs> oh shit <laughs> <laughs> Um, is there anything else in this episode? Those last two episodes you want to talk about? Kind of just rambled about shit that I liked. I'm I'm curious to how the battle is gonna go because he's like, now nah, I'm excited to show them the power of science, and I'm like, but you didn't make like, remember he wanted a gun to take True. out. I'm like, you don't have any like you made medicine. You don't have any weapons or anything to take out these people. Well, I'm sure in the next episode they're gonna be like, now that we made these medicine things, these were the next step to make guns and weapons and other things, because they gotta do something because. Sukasuke's got that whole village by himself. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm also curious where the show's gonna go after that. Like, once they beat Sukasa, there's not really any more antagonists. No, he's gonna be like uh, Cicada. Then it's gonna be his his daughter. Or oh whatever. my god, I hope not. It's girl Sukasa. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, maybe. Maybe there's other people in the world that are alive too, somehow. But I don't know. I'm, I'm digging this show a lot. Yeah, maybe there are other villages. Maybe because maybe they weren't the only ones in space. Mm, that's a good point. There should have been other people or, in space too. Or maybe there were people underground, and maybe it doesn't affect you if you're underground. Hmm. Also, and a good they, theory. They also want to destroy the world of science. Everybody's like, "Fuck science! <laughs> Fuck science!" I I also maybe this episode also made me sad a little bit because I was it made me start to think how the show is going to end 
Because they keep talking about, like, oh, we're going to bring science back. Humanity's not done yet. But I'm like, it kind of is. I mean, like, the only way the show can end on a happy note is if it ends with Sinku, like, creating this whole society of science and they flash forward to everything being close to where it was. Yeah, close to where it was, yeah. But it had to be generations, generations, generations later. And then there's, like, a statue of Sinku. Yeah. That's the only way it can end kind of happy. But even that's kind of a sad ending. It's like, fuck, man. There's not really any true happy ending here. But then it's like, I don't know. Unless he figures out, because I'm like, what's to prevent the same shit from happening again? Uh, yeah, yeah. also figure out what, why it happened in the first place. Yeah. And and honestly, the space stuff just raises further questions. Because you see it's like this beam. It's like a beam from God like hit the hit the earth and spread over the entire earth. It was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. How do you explain that? I guess they will eventually. I guess they have to, but I'm like, you know, it's just, that's my fear for anything. Same thing with like the the basement in Attack on Titan. When you have like a big mystery, your entire show is predicated on your show lives or dies on the revelation of what that is. So I'm just like, hope it's good. <laughs> it's I mean, aliens. What? <laughs> I wonder. I wonder how far are they on the manga? That's a good question too, because I have no idea. But on that note. At least we ended on a happy note with our with our uh, reviews because oh, CW shit, man, it's getting to me. <laughs> let's get into news of the week with Michael. Like, oh, let's keep watching. Let's keep watching. I'm like, oh, fuck this show. <laughs> we have to just get the crisis, man. <laughs> Either we die or B- Barry and Oliver do. Like she's the Black Iron Man, but she's not Tony no, Stark. They man. just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I can call you a nigga. If he says that shit to you, his ass on Instagram. Y'all don't want to hand me down. I don't want any gay things. It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. Trailers. Dun 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 dun. Uh. So, Jordan, I brought this trailer up, but I don't remember shit about it. We talked about it before. And you were like, oh, yeah, a new trailer for this movie dropped. And I was like, what? Uh, Antlers with Guillermo del Toro. I don't know how you freaking forgot this. You you put me on this. You know how many trailers we talk about? Yeah, but this one looks genuinely like interesting. I don't remember stuff. Wow, all right. <laughs> yeah, second trailer dropped for this movie. And yeah, what did you think? I, I mean, once again, I think it's just vague enough and just crazy looking enough that I'm super intrigued. This little boy's clearly feeding his father that's turning into some kind of fucking monster. And then you get a glimpse of it at the very end. And I don't know what the fuck that is. But it's Guillermo del Toro. I can't say his name. Guillermo, Guillermo del, del Toro. Toro. So the the prosthetics and the you know monster effects are great. That's what he's really good at. He's really good at making like practical effects. Yeah. Even when he did Pacific Rim, he brought a level of like weight to those monsters and and robots that made it actually feel like giant things fighting. Unlike when you get to the second movie and it's fucking terrible. <laughs> fucking PS3 game. Yeah. Um. The thing I like about this trailer better than the second one is you get to see more kind of what the story is. Like the, sec- the first trailer was vague as hell. And then you got to see like, it was like a quick second of the creature. This one, 
granted, they still show show it in quick su- successions, yeah. but they show more of it. Yes. But it's still obscured enough in darkness. That's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And you also get to see that it does evolve. Yeah. Because remember, you see, the, you see the creature the first time. It looks like a vampire. Yeah, it looks like a vampire covered in blood. But then the second time, it looks like a fucking mutated reindeer or some shit. What the fuck? Like Santa, Santa Claus's nightmare. Maybe because it seems like the kid is feeding his dad or whatever it is, like cadavers like like roadkill and shit like that maybe it starts taking on the qualities of the things it's eating yeah, you fancy words like cadaver what <laughs> carcass <laughs> corpse i don't know <laughs> you know what i'm saying maybe that's why he's by the end he looks like that like all like i don't know so, so. basically this movie is proving that you are what you eat <laughs> yup <laughs> i like that witty <laughs> nailed it um Speaking of, you are what you eat. So, uh, BBC, which Jordan doesn't watch, but I like BBC. I watch Merlin, and I haven't finished Doctor Who. But I st- oh, because vampires. Okay. Sorry. Oh. You said on your segue of, you know, you are what you eat. And because before, when you asked me if I watched BBC, and I was like, Big, Big Black Cock? <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, so, a dick joke? I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> I wasn't going to, but we know what Jordan eats. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I thought you were making a joke at the... Never mind. <laughs> wait, wait. So, yeah, BBC Big Black Cock. <laughs> British Broadcasting Channel released a trailer for their newest uh, series, miniseries called Dracula. interesting i'm gonna watch it if it comes to netflix because that's why i watch most of my bbc stuff hmm. like Mer- which, you should watch merlin i like merlin yeah yeah the, it- the final season sucked because it was very rushed oh no game of thrones it was very rushed okay it wasn't as bad as game of thrones is it set modern day or is it in the past set in the past oh, okay it wasn't as bad as game of thrones but it's, it's game of thrones like oh man because Whatever, I'm, I'm gonna tell you. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> part of the, part of the whole thing of Merlin is like magic is outlawed, and 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 uh, Merlin has to hide the fact that he has magic, and Arthur mm. is his like best friend, and he's also the prince and eventually the king. Yeah. And throughout, so throughout the whole run of the show, uh, he doesn't know that his best friend has magic and is also one of the most powerful sorcerers in the world and so while they're going on adventures because he because because merlin is like his manservant he always has him by his side every time arthur gets in trouble like merlin's like trying to figure out a way to like use magic without arthur knowing about it and so you get to the final season he finds out that merlin has magic in the very last episode and then it's like i trusted you you lied to me all this time leave me alone Okay, you're my friend again. I love you. Wait, what? And then it, <laughs> and then it ends. It's like it was too quick. Okay, it was way too quick. But the, is and it, then it ends. Isn't the whole way Arthur becomes the king is because of the sword and stone, which is magic? No, isn't that the King Arthur legend? Wait, Excalibur. Yeah, I mean he gets Excalibur eventually. Yeah, but no, that's not how he becomes king. Oh, there's no sword and the stone thing. There's a sword and the stone thing, but that's not how he becomes king. He's already prince. 
Oh. By that point, he's already the prince. He becomes king because how do you become a king? Dad has died. Yeah. But I thought the legend was the sword and the stone. That's part of it, but that's not why he's king. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, it sounds interesting. But Dracula, Dracula looks interesting too. That's why he becomes the uniter of the kingdoms because um, there's other kingdoms. Um, but that's not why he becomes king. Mm. So, because his father plays a big, big role in like the first couple seasons. <laughs> I like how this Dracula trailer segue into like, actually, you should watch Merlin. <laughs> but you should. You should watch Merlin. Oh, it's okay. pretty good. And there's a lot of sexual tension between Arthur and Merlin. I'm like, come on. Oh, wow. Come on. <laughs> like, Merthyr, hashtag Merthyr is a lot. Merthyr. <laughs> but yeah, Dracula. Dracula. <laughs> yeah. Good, good pitch for Dracula. <laughs> it looks interesting. It does. That's why I brought up the other BBC because I like the other BBC stuff. Like the guy Marvel. whose cast is Dracula looks pitch perfect for Dracula. So, yeah. Sweet. Anyway, speaking of... I don't know. <laughs> speaking of sucking blood... I don't know. What's the next thing? Speaking of big black cock. Whoa. Uh, yeah, where's this going? Uh, Oberyn <laughs> is playing... He's not black. <laughs> well, he's brown. He's uh, close, okay. he's close enough. <laughs> Oberyn is the Mandalorian, and he's walking around with his big dick energy. <laughs> he does have that. <laughs> they said you were coming. They said you were the best in the Parsec. Would you agree? Taking out bounties in mm. the Mandalorian final trailer. Shooting people in the face while I've been looking at it. Which I didn't know. I knew Disney Plus was coming out, but I didn't know Mandalorian was going to be like day one launch. That's They're hedging their bets of like, you need to get this. But kind of like, uh, but then almost, kind of, well, I, I guess it's kind of different. Because I was going to say, I feel like it's going to be Disney, D- DC Universe Online all over again. Because like, Titans was day one launch. But then after you binge watch Titans, what else was there on the sh- on the network? But unlike Titans, but I was gonna say, but I guess universe. I was gonna say, but I guess Disney, yeah, Disney. Is, is different. They have like every fucking thing, yeah. especially now that they own Fox. Yeah, like, every cartoon you could think of, every cartoon, every movie, whatever is all on Disney Plus. Yeah, so that's just the icing on the cake. Like Mandalorian's a cherry on top, but it's like we got everything, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, Mandalorian final trailer. What do you think? I mean, every trailer I've seen of this, I've just been getting more and more hyped because it just looks great. It looks like a movie. It looks like it's got style. It's got a vision behind it. And from the panel that was on Star Wars Celebration, you know, it, that's how they're pitching it. They're pitching it like the, a, a legit movie-style TV show. That's what it looks like. And I was saying this when we were watching the trailer, I mean, it looks better than Solo. <laughs> it looks better than a lot of the stuff that we've been getting from Star Wars recently. So, yes, like, yeah, it does. I'm excited. But it's still... Oh, wait. Talk about trailers. 
Didn't the Rise of Skywalker trailer come out that we didn't talk about? Oh yeah, that was. How'd you forget that? Because <laughs> that was that happened like when we didn't record. I yeah, forgot I know, about that. But so that, it's your fault. <laughs> no, it's your fault. <laughs> it's the last Star Wars trailer ever. Yeah, the, well, not ever. Well, for the main nine. Yeah. For like the Star Wars uh, Skywalker saga. Yeah. Yeah. So Mandalorian. Yeah, so we like it. <laughs> but Skywalker, the rise of. What are you doing there, 3PO? Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. Confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. Your destiny. that trailer i don't remember <laughs> wow wow <laughs> this is the one that actually showed the emperor kind of well kind of you back. showed his back yeah. yeah and then also showed her training because she should be training <laughs> like the fuck why would yep. you have her training but this thing i don't understand and because it, it seems like Luke is training her from the from the the goat force dimension or whatever the fuck force dimension, <laughs> speed force. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but run, Luke, run. I'm like, so if you're gonna have Luke train Ray, I know what you're gonna say already. Why, why, why kill him? Because uh, it's Ryan Johnson. <laughs> I I assure you, if J.J. Abrams made the second movie, he wouldn't kill off Luke. Then it was only because Ryan Johnson wanted to put his dick on Star Wars, and he did. Even there's so many things in this trailer that are like, fuck Ryan Johnson. Remember how Kylo Ren uh destroyed his mask? We're gonna fix his mask. Remember how fucking the uh in the original Let the Past Die? No, fuck that shit. We're gonna rise the Star Destroyer out of the water. Remember th- remember that from the past? Yeah. <laughs> like, or even bring back the Emperor. Yeah, bring back the, the Emperor. The past of the past. Yeah. And Jeremy Johns brought up a good I didn't even think about this. There's a line that Luke says, facing fear is a Jedi's greatest mission or whatever oh, the fuck. I saw that. And that's, then he did a cut to Luke not wanting to... Yeah, throw the lightsaber, yeah, throwing over the lightsaber away because he's scared and he doesn't want to go back. It's like, what about what happened to Facing Fear, bro? It's because Ryan Johnson, <laughs> man. I feel like... And even when J.J. Abrams talks about Ryan Johnson the Last Jedi, like he's not throwing shade at Ryan Johnson, but he always says things like, you know, and I, I respect him as a creator. I wouldn't have done the things he had done, but, you know, I play with the ball lays. That's like the most polite way of saying, he fucked this up. <laughs> he fucked it up real bad. I'm trying to course correct. <laughs> and it's like hard, because even, even if this movie is great, this the, I, I mentioned this before. 
there's a lot of, maybe not all here, but there's still a lot of story on the table that you can't finish in this one movie. I don't care no. if this movie's three and a half hours long. There's not. It is the longest Star Wars movie, too. But it's only like 2.30, like yeah. 2.35. It's like two minutes long in Last Yeah, it's Jedi. not that long. Yeah. So it's like, but there's still, there's a lot of story that's left on the table. Like the fact that Ray, Finn, and Poe are supposed to be the Han, Luke, and Leia of this story. But this, Never. Is, this is the first movie where they're together or, yeah. or we're assuming they're going to be together. We don't know. Yeah. Like the fact that you missed that boat. The fact that (laughs) Han died in the first movie, but we're only just now seeing Lando show up, not even during like his funeral or whatever. Yeah. Or, um, even going to like the Finn stuff, the fact that he was part of the first order. These are his friends. These are people yeah. he grew up with because they mentioned they get them from birth or whatever or from childhood or yeah. t- when they're adolescent. So these are the only people he knew for the majority of his life. But yeah, there's no type of emotional conflict nope. of him fighting these people. Like mm-hmm. even the fact that the guy we mentioned traitor. before. Yeah, the traitor guy. That's If you read the novel, the, compa- the novel uh, companion book, that, that was his best friend. Yeah. Never, There's no type of emotion. Never know that from the yeah. movies. <laughs> so it was like that guy was a better villain than Kylo Ren is. <laughs> definitely than Snoke was. So it's like Snoke didn't do anything. All of this story that's like like there's never been any type of monologue or anything from Finn. Like damn, I'm fighting these. I I know these people. And that was all stuff you could have instead of doing the stupid Canto bite shit and introducing Rose and all that crap. You could have done all that stuff in the second movie. Yeah, like you gotten instead, more of, instead of him going instead of him going to Canto bite. Or whatever. Maybe he tries to sneak into the first order and like, I know I can get through to this person. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been dope. Like, hey, LaQuisha. Even the even the other people Let me let me introduce another black LaQuisha, you know, I know you. Tess's loyalty. It's like why isn't when they were trying to figure out how the ship's chasing us, why isn't the first assumption, well this guy was a stormtrooper. I bet you he betrayed us. Like, make that part of the plot where it's like, you know, choose your side. Whose side are you really on? That'd be some good places for Finn's character to explore. We could have gotten more about Poe and why he is the best fucking fighter pilot in the in the, the Resistance. Like, did you know that he's Force-sensitive? That's why he's so good at being a pilot? Wouldn't well, know that. <laughs> was Wait, is that confirmed? I was like, I, I know that's a rumor. No, no, no. I think that is confirmed. There's a, there's a comic where it talks about him growing up in like some kind of like forest tree or something. Like it, he had like a, for, a tree that was strong in the forest near where he lived, and that somehow made him in tune with the forest. But, but you know, but not like you can be in tune with the forest, but not be a Jedi. So that's why it makes him a good pilot. Well, yeah, it's like Moscanata is force sensitive. Yeah, that's why he's good at instincts. But it's like explore that. That would be really cool. Yeah, Jedi being a Jedi is not even just the Jedi because the, Je- the Jedi is like the actual training and religion. Yeah. But you can have Jedi powers. The reason you have that is because you're way, you have way more in- intuition or whatever with the force more than you just being sensitive to it. I really think they should have made Finn, a, not maybe not a Jedi, but somebody that had a lightsaber and could use it. Cause, it. Cause if the whole idea behind the last, especially with the Jedi, if the whole idea there at the end was the, the, the force isn't dead and the Jedi order is going to live on. Then have it spiritually live on in people who aren't Jedi, and that could have been your fins. It could have been your pose. We could have had three yeah, main do characters. Like a, do like a Buffy thing where it's like, we all can be slayers. Yes, and that would have been a dope theme for the entirety of Last Jedi, not just the very end where the little boy brings the broom to him. That could have been like the whole point of the whole movie. And by the end, you could have Ray, Finn, and Poe together, it's like, yeah, all with know, like, force powers. And then and then it changes it where it's like, yeah, the Jedi dies because the Jedi is an order. But yeah. you still have people with force abilities. 
Could have been, and I, I'm hoping it's where they go with the that Skywalkers. World, you, but you just don't have to follow the dogma of the like, like the whole idea. No, no yeah, love. No, you can't have no sex. No love. No sex. You can't have children. Yeah, no marriage. <laughs> all of that stuff. So you think uh, the Jedi were touching little boys, or what's up? <laughs> like, I mean, I'm just Anakin, based off our world. Anakin did go in that room. But... <laughs> oh shit! Oh, dark. <laughs> we didn't see what happened. But I think that would have been a really cool place to explore. And I think by the time you get to this third movie, if you had that build up in the second, that's why the second movie was so important. I don't know what the fuck Kathleen Kennedy was thinking. They're like, eh, let Ryan Johnson put his dick all over it. Let him do whatever. Like, no. The second movie is the most important to, to be the carry through for the, 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 fina- the for the final final movie. But now that the second movie just dropped the ball, basically, it's like the third movie has to play do all of this catch up and all this pickup and all and this then you could like correction. Make it better, butter. Make it better. Make in it the butter sen- better. Make it better in the sense that. Luke and even Yoda, because I think didn't Yoda saying like this that we failed or something like that? Did Yoda say they failed? I think Yoda was just saying shit like, um, not page turners they were and all that bullshit. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, but like, I think that was a moment where he said something about this. But like, make it so like him realizing like establishing the Jedi Order, although it did good, but like going back to like the fact that they were so strict about certain things. I think it was Luke saying that. Because well, he, he way, whoever that. said like, it, he said, he said that the Jedi were were arrogant. And, yeah, but and just hubris. so like have Ray or, or whomever be the one to like change the Jedi order and say, yes. yeah, you can still have a child or you can still have a love or whatever, and then maybe that'll help lower or decrease the rise of the Sith. Mm. You can still kill Snoke in the second movie. I'm not even against that. And but then make it very like, have Luke fight Snoke, and then the revelation of oh, there's that, the Emperor's still alive, or I'm being possessed by the Emperor, and that's where your third movie comes in. So instead of Jedi, and make keep it, Luke. So like keep, you were saying, so instead of, kill so, him. <laughs> so instead of making them Jedi, make them all gray Jedi going forward. Exactly. Where it's like there isn't there isn't just strictly light and strictly dark. Like if you use lightning, which is supposedly a dark force power, that doesn't make you evil. It's no. what you do with the lightning. Yeah, exactly. But here's my thing. Do you think it's going to be true what the rumors are? And it was all started by Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith was the first person I thought about this. But at the end of the the ninth movie, that the new Jedi Order is called the Skywalkers. Because that's kind of what we're talking about now. Like, making a new order. I feel like that's the place to go. If they don't, if they, It doesn't end with them being like, Jedi are over. I mean, maybe. But now rise, Skywalkers. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. Everybody has, like, force, has force powers. They're Skywalkers. That's why I'm like... No good, no bad. If you have powers, you're a Skywalker. And it's what you do that makes you... That gives you... That's what I said, because I mean, you are, basically, all, I mean, with the exception of Ben, but he's not even a Skywalker. He's a Solo. Yeah. So there are no more Skywalkers. Yeah. Tell my Rise of Skywalker. Who? Who's yeah. rising? Yeah. <laughs> Raise a Skywalker. I hope it's not something as simple as just, oh, yeah, no, Ben is good now, so now it's the Rise of Skywalker. I hope... That's too fucking basic. Well, Ben is a basic bitch. <laughs> but that's what I was saying. Even if he does become good, he's not a Skywalker. No. He has he obviously he has the blood, but even Leia. Leia's not a Skywalker. She's Leia Organa. Yeah. I hope they do that. If they man, I hope this movie's good. <laughs> but but the trailer, did you like the trailer? Yes. I also like the trailer, so Hopefully the movie is just as good. But yeah, Fuck I, Ryan I, I, Johnson. I, but that's what I was just saying. Like even even if this movie's good, even if this movie's great, I still feel like there's not going to be enough time. You there's no time. There's no time, Michael. <laughs> Especially for this to be the final movie. 
it's to not, tell everything it's that not, they. It's not J.J. Abrams' fault. It's not. No, it's, it's not, not the rise no, of Skywalker's it's not fault. Ab- it's not J.J. Abrams' fault. I'm just saying the Star Wars continuity and mythos. Yeah. Period. Like especially with this being the last one of like since Episode One. Yeah, it's got it's got to culminate with everything. It's got to rev up all the loose ends. Fuck you, Ryan. Why would she do? Kathleen Kennedy, why? That's why, I'm like, why would you let him do that? They need to fire her. <laughs> they kind of are. Kevin Feige's taking your job. They're just not going to outright say that she's fired. But then but. I'm like, but is he? Because that was before. They announced that before he got promoted at Marvel. So I'm like, now he got this now he got this promotion where now he's in charge of basically not Everything. just Marvel Studios, but basically every, comics, yeah. TV, all of it. Yeah. So it's like... Do you really have time to do Star Wars? He better, because they need some course correction over there. And even with that, like... Ryan Johnson lost the trilogy, and did you hear about the Game of Thrones news? Shut the fuck up. Oh, I'm sorry. And oh, even, sorry. But I was going to say, <laughs> and even, even, but even with that, though, I'm like, I don't think he's going to, like, take over Star... I think it's just, like, one movie, or maybe a trilogy of movies. At least and a trilogy. It. At least a trilogy. But not overseeing all of Star Wars. And that's what they need. Yeah, all the side movies, too. If they keep making side movies... Maybe they won't. Maybe they're just going to do all TV shows now because it's Disney+. Plus. But either way. Honestly, I don't think Star Wars needs side stories. That's not... A, I think TV shows are a better no, place. No, I think they could do side... Like like, like I mentioned before. You don't think remember, it should be side remember, stories remember, in TV? Remember, remember like... Uh, I feel like part of what made Star Wars so like appealing is the weight. Well, yeah, I guess the TV... I, I guess TV could be the side stories too because I was going to say, remember like uh, we mentioned... Fallen Order, that could have been a movie. Granted, I liked it. I wanted it to be a video game because I want to play it because it looks fucking great. Yeah. But I'm like, give me that instead of like Rogue One. I agree with you, but that's what I'm saying. Like, something like that, just make it a TV show. Because I feel like part of what made Star Wars. But I, th- I think that's what they're doing because uh, yeah. uh, Ewan McGregor mentioned that the Obi Wan movie or the Obi Wan show was originally going to be movies, but yeah. now it's a show. And you get more time for character development. You get time to flesh out that world a little bit better, whatever the story they're trying to tell. But yeah, it's... A lot of, I think, even with Force Awakens, what made that... like There was like magic in the air. It's like so much anticipation because you, we were salivating for a new Star Wars movie because it had been so long. But once they started doing like yearly, it's like, all right, I'm kind of done with you now. It's like... <laughs> but also part of that is because they kept dipping their toe into the same waters. I also agree with that. Where it's Star like Wars universe. I agree with that. In a galaxy far, far away. But I feel like we need after this last movie, we need There's a whole ocean. <laughs> I agree. But I feel like we need a palate cleanser now. Like we need some time to to miss Star Wars movies again. And if they just release new at the beginning of a new trilogy and like even even three years from now, I feel like that's too that's too soon. You need at least five. Half a decade. Yes. But going to what you said, no, it's not true. Ryan Johnson is still on board for Star Wars as of right now. No, what about Game of Thrones? But I was going to say, uh, but. Okay, all right. <laughs> I was going to bring it up later, but since you already were already talking Star Wars. But uh, it is confirmed and uh, basically that uh, D.B. Weiss and Bennett, whatever the fuck their names are, the Game of Thrones writers. D&D. <laughs> yeah, Dick and Dick. Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> David Benahoff and D.B. Weiss, they are no longer doing uh, Star Wars trilogy. And they're saying because uh, scheduling conflicts. Yeah. I. <laughs> well, no, it's because they're doing like Netflix shit or whatever they're yeah, doing. Yeah, they're supposedly doing a Netflix show. But I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you could have worked. Because the, the Star Wars news came first. 
You ruined really, Game of Thrones. It's you ruined, yeah, you ruined Game of Thrones. Yeah. That's why you're not. But the irony is they the wrote thing. it for that. It's the same <laughs> thing with like Colin Trevorrow. Remember he was supposed to do Star Wars Episode 2. Yeah. No, he was supposed to do Episode th- Episode 9. Yeah. But whatever movie that he came out with flopped. And now all of a sudden he's not doing it anymore. Yeah. I just think it's funny because the, the irony of that is he li- they literally ruined Game of Thrones trying to rush to that Star Wars movie. And they end up losing the Star Wars movie because they rushed Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. That's... That is sweet, sweet irony. <laughs> but also with that, uh, they are c- causing some controversy and anger amongst the fans because they were basically basically at some type of uh, convention or whatever talking about Game of Thrones. And uh, I wait, where's the article? I can't find it. I don't know. I can't find it. But basically, <laughs> but basically okay. they were on some type of panel and they kind of shit talk season one of Game of Thrones where they were basically like, uh, I guess they were kind of say, oh yeah, by the time the show ended, we like really got our footing. We we really knew what we were doing. But like the first season, we didn't know what was going on. Like the pilot episode was the worst thing we ever shot. We didn't know, we didn't know how to do, like, we didn't know anything about costumes and wardrobes. D&D said this? D- yeah. Okay. So I'm like, what? The first, <laughs> the first season, season was like. One of the best. Yeah. The last season was terrible. So, so, so like they're, they're basically saying like, oh yeah, by the time the show ended, like we really had a handle on like how to do shit, like how to how, like how to make a TV show and how to do this, like make this world work. I mean, I get what they're saying, but it's like from, from a, a production, production standpoint, angle, yeah. but it's like final story, season, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, the only thing that was holding that show up was uh, George R. R. Martin's writing. That's what really saved it. <laughs> Oh yeah, there was yeah. They said everything we could make a mistake in, we did. Script, casting, costume. Casting. They said script, casting, and costume for that first season. What was most of the cast that started the show was who ended the same the show? Ca- yeah, well, I guess they didn't. <laughs> who? who? I'm trying know. to think who who died early in season one. Drago. That's it. Uh, Daenerys' brother. They were all great. So who the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> Little boy, he's at the end. Like <laughs> the, the moon doors, my man. I want to see them fly. But yeah, so of course people are upset about it because they're like, "You're gonna talk shit about the first season, not the eighth yeah, season." Yeah, you fucked up the last season. What are you talking about? <laughs> the first season was good. What, are you delusional? Like, come on, man. Delusional as fuck. Now, where, where's that coming from? Is that coming from they really don't know that they fucked up season eight? They have to. Probably, they don't. Are they in denial? Like, they're what is in denial? This? Okay. Yeah, man, that first season was trash. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. What? <laughs> did we finish trailers? Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, Skywalker was the last one. That wasn't on the list, but yes. <laughs> but anyway, with that, uh, Joker is now proving to not only be the most profitable rated R movie ever, which Zazzy Beats was, uh, De- Deadpool was before that <laughs> and now it's Joker and Zazie Beats were in both of them yep she's just jumping from R-rated movie that's successful to R-rated movie that's successful but not only with that it's, it's looking like it might end up being the first rated R movie to hit a billion dollars and also it's proving because of the budget and how much money it's making it's proven to be just as profitable as Avengers Infinity War oh yeah yeah I heard about that that's crazy that's crazy that's what you can get with a low budget and high profits yeah so. I think he deserves it though. I, I I really like Joker. 
I know some people didn't. But a billion dollars? I didn't think it's going to make that much. <laughs> I didn't either. But it's Joker. Joker's the most popular villain in comic book everything. Yeah, he is. But I'm like, it's not the Joker. Granted, I'm not saying it. Now, if it sucked, then it probably wouldn't make that. But I'm just but like, it's not, a, it's not really a Joker movie. <laughs> but it captured the essence of Joker. It's not, it doesn't end in a place where he's comic It's not to say I'd like this because I gave it a perfect vision, but I'm like, the, with the way like this movie is I feel like now it's getting it's, I'm like now it's kind of to me I'm like it's kind of getting overblown really I think he's the way I see it it's Elseworld Joker it's like Earth 2 Joker really did and that, so I'm like with this comic. I'm like there's no way they're not gonna do a sequel they kind of have to now I mean even what's his name was saying that he would Joaquin Phoenix he said he's open to it yeah but for him who was saying he wasn't open to it before this yeah that's why he wasn't Doctor Strange because he didn't want it to be tie down all those movies yeah the problem though with the sequel to this movie is the only place for it to go would be to make him more like a comic book joker now yeah they would have to yeah he, he can't like he couldn't sustain another movie as like the oh i i just luck into everything bad that happens like like that's not it's too coincidental but uh with that talking about movies making money so joker is rising but maleficent is falling <laughs> so uh, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, cost Disney basically a half a billion dollars to make between the production costs and the marketing. It looks, I mean, it looks good and in terms of cinematography and stuff. Nobody's seeing it. Because <laughs> who would? In the, I, I didn't even know there was an I mean, audience granted, for it. It's, num- the first it's, number, one. it's number one this weekend at the box office, but with like 19 million. And I think the opening weekend, it made like 38. Mm. But it needs to do a lot better needs to do, since it needs to make so basically a billion dollars yeah I mean you said you liked it right did you like the first one I did I like the first one okay so you your taste is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> but you you and I usually align yeah I, but to no, me you are, you are. The, the premise on this oh no you are you're not gonna like because like I said I completely understand the people that did not like this movie so what do you like about like, it like I and I'm like I kind of agree with you but at the same time like I don't know. I I think I think I like it more in the sense that to me, just how they how they say Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. were made for each other. Oh, Angelina Jolie. She's she is made for that. Like I love watching her as Maleficent. But why don't they just make her real Maleficent, like real evil Maleficent, not this like, oh, you're a good guy, it's misunderstood Maleficent. But and, and granted. I, there's also criticism with this too because even though it's Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, I feel like she's not in the movie as much. I heard she's still not even evil. Well, no, it's not. It's a misnomer. This, she's not evil. No, make her evil. <laughs> I like Dragon but Maleficent. She's, but she's, I love watching her. Does she become a dragon? <laughs> oh man, what does that mean? That means no. What is she? Is no, she, she doesn't. Be, she becomes something. What does she become? Not a dragon. She becomes something. That's whack. <laughs> what is it? Is it a dragon? It's not a dragon. No, it's not. A, she becomes a phoenix. Why? Exactly. <laughs> Her whole thing. She. She becomes a giant phoenix bird. She's Jean Grey. <laughs> what? Is this like a theme or something? Like uh, this year's theme is phoenixes? Because the, the way they explain it, because again, that's why I'm like. I can understand why people didn't like this movie because it's stupid, but I don't know. I still liked it. Not to say it's like the greatest movie. Or like, I was just like, all right, it's cheap. Even the way it ended, I was like, this is cheesy as fuck. But whatever, I'm like, I get it. But like, I don't know. I like the performances. But the whole 
thing about Maleficent is she becomes a dragon. No, she became a she became a phoenix. <laughs> and she didn't become a dragon in the first movie either, right? No. What the? F- she became a phoenix. That's her whole thing. Her whole no, her whole thing is a phoenix. You know, this is like this is like an Aladdin where they didn't make uh, the fucking giant snake monster. But basically, they that was should, the cool part of they, that movie. Because you know how they introduced the other uh, thing creatures that look like the Maleficent. They're called they're called dark fae. Oh. Dark fae. Oh, okay. And. The thing that's stupid about it, because they basically make it, they say that Maleficent is different from all of them because she possesses powers that none of them have. Of course, okay. <laughs> Which is, I was like, but you're all the same yeah, species. Yeah, so why? <laughs> but why? Because your name so, isn't in the title, that's why. <laughs> yeah. So basically, they try to make, they say that the origins of the Dark Fae is that they all came from this phoenix creature or whatever. Okay. And Maleficent is like a direct descendant of that dark fate or that phoenix. And so then that's why she ends up turning to that phoenix bird at the end. But I'm like, but, if, but I'm like, but if all dark fae came from this phoenix, are they all related to her? All descendants of the phoenix bird. But she's so how is Maleficent? Yeah, how is Maleficent more of a descendant? It doesn't make any fucking sense. But why not just make it a dragon? <laughs> that, it, yeah, well, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. It's so stupid. To me, <laughs> it was stupid. It's like, oh, the new Godzilla movie, and the Godzilla is gonna be a lizard? No, it's gonna hippo. Like, what? <laughs> it was, it was stupid. But I, I don't know. It was cute. It was cute. Okay, sure. I liked it. it I'll was, take your word for it. I liked it. <laughs> Mistress Evil is not evil. And then the bird, like, and then the bird, the bird guy had more to do, and I liked his character. The crow. Yeah, the crow. All right, sure. Well, fuck you. <laughs> and fuck all you other people that you're like. But I get it. I get it. I get hey, it. I'm trying. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying. I'm not even trying to defend like why I like this. I don't know why I like this movie, but I did. I mean, Granted, you know, I don't know if I'd buy it on Blu-ray. I have the first one on Blu-ray. I don't know if I'd buy this one, but I liked it. I liked it better than Gemini Man. I'll say that. Well, that's not hard. That's a very low bar to jump over. <laughs> I give it like a. a I'll give it a pass. I'll say it's a passable. Okay, it's not terrible. I would give it a poor vision for no dragon. Like, what the fuck? But she turned to a giant phoenix. But she's known as the dragon queen monster. She's also known as being evil. Yes, exactly. You're making my point. So clearly it's not what you know. Oh my God. That was like the coolest part of that movie when anyway, the prince fights the dragon. Speaking of things that you don't know, and that's why I keep, lot, that's so. why I keep laughing every time you bring it up, what? Cloak and Dagger is canceled. <laughs> That's why you're like, you got to keep watching Cloak and Dagger. And I'm just laughing. Like, I'm do like, you? <laughs> that's why I'm like. <laughs> so it's going to have a cameo and Runaways. Yeah, they're going to, because that's film. That's done. Yeah. And Runaways comes but out it, in December. Canceled. But the show is done. Did it end like a show that was canceled? So it ends on a cliffhanger? Or I guess you don't know. You didn't I, don't watch know. It. I, I didn't see the final episode. The final episode I didn't see. So you still didn't watch the whole series. You know, you're only like two episodes out for like three weeks now. Well, no, I'm not two episodes out anymore. Now I'm one episode out. Still, it took me like three or four weeks to watch one episode. Well, now I'm like, there's no point. So when you're out, you were turning on the last episode and it was like, it just, this just then. Cloak and Dagger's candles are like, oh, turn this, it off. Talk about chores to get through. This second season was a chore to get through. Like, it was? The first season compared to this was like fucking Picasso, oh, Mona man. Lisa. Gold. It got CW-fied? Not CW-fied in terms of like forced drama and stuff like that. Not not that. But it doesn't have a a, a vision like the first. Because the first season was like a movie. Like it played like a movie. Not the even that, not even it, that it doesn't have a vision. I feel like the budget just, they went through like 
flushed the shit down the toilet. They spent way too much time in the record store. They barely had a budget in the first one. Exactly. Oh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> this there's this villain that has the ability to sap your emotions. That's and some Moon shit, but okay. by, by doing it, like, he like, because he's a musician. So, say I'm him and I'm trying to take your emotion. Okay. The way they show it is so I'm in your mind, but your mind is a record store. So I see a record and I pull it. It says Jordan Barnett. I pull it out and I put it on the player and it like plays music and it like saps your emotion. So they spent way too much time. What? <laughs> so they spent a lot of time of just showing the fucking record store, the right, guy. Wait, let me ask you this. That that chick that became a villain at the end of season one. She's not was- even a villain. What? She's on their side, but... She's like a vigilante or whatever. So she never becomes that weird monster thing from the comics that she's supposed to be? No. What the fuck? That's why I was like, what was what they end up doing with her? I was like, you could have did that in a way different way and saved way more screen time and still got to the same place. Basically, the way it ended up oh is my God. you had two versions of her. Yeah. And... One version of her was the good, quote unquote, good side. She was the one that didn't want any conflict or whatever. And the other one of her, the other version of her was like this hard badass that didn't take no shit. Yeah. But they were both still good, but they just went about it in different ways. Okay. And the conclusion of that was they had a scene in, um, cause the the quote unquote bad girl version of her got sucked into uh into Tyrone's dark dimension or whatever. Okay. And so the good version of her went into that dark dimension to go to go after her, or not even go after her. She went in there with Tandy to try to go after the the uh, the record player guy, and she ends up running into her bad bad girl self. And so they basically sit down and have a conversation, and oh the conclusion of that was like, well, you know, actually, you do handle you you do you get, get shit the, done. Yeah, you get shit done. So. <laughs> But we both need to be together because we both are the same person. But yeah. you can you can take the driver's seat. So they're one person again. So they're one person again. But now the she's the, more badass. Yeah, the more bad the badass version is the one that's driving. But she still has the little nice girl kind of bullshit killer frost con- shit is con- this? yeah conscious thing in the back of her mind. So uh, it's like we didn't even talk about killer frost in the flash review, but okay. that shit is stupid too. It's but stupid. this shit is stupid. But I was like. <laughs> So you went through all of this just to get to this conclusion. Like, why? Why? It's stupid. And again, nothing like that comic book counterpart of her where she, where that thing looked like a monster, like a freaky looking white demon. Right? That's the same character, right? Remember the picture you showed I, me? No, I know what you're saying, but I'm like, the way of doing that was she had the green nails and the green jacket. That's it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so they did CW. That's CW shit, man. That's even worse. Because at least now even CW is trying to be more comic accurate to some extent. But that's like, that's like Smallville shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's like Smallville. I didn't watch Smallville, but oh, you didn't watch any Smallville? I saw some of the first season, but not all of it. They do shit like that, where it's like, oh, it's the Flash because I'm wearing a red shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your cyborg? Yeah. Can, can you tell my hoodie is silver? <laughs> like, that's oh my god. Wow. Okay. So no more cloak and dagger. We oh. We Sounds had one like half of a show. Stupid. But now it's gone. Even, even the even the main villain, it was like that sounds terrible. This is stupid. Now, granted, I, it's like I get what they're trying to do. Like you talk in terms of like a superhero show, you dealt with things that no other superhero show was doing, like sex sex trafficking and 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 growing up poor in New Orleans and 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 abuse and alcoholism and yada yada yada. But like 
it's still I was a it was superhero be, show at yeah, the end of the day. I hope it was, I was hoping it was going to become more comic booky, not just kind of like flatline. That's what it sounds like it did. Flatlined. Yeah, it did. Okay, so I have no desire to watch the show. And now. then even like <laughs> the final, like the uh, the final episode of last season where they like came together and they like that's when they got real comic book yeah they fighting these like demon type things together using yeah. their powers there was none of that this season are you serious yeah you, you're supposed to escalate the action in like the superhero shit no. not and, de-escalate and, and most of this season they were still separate oh my god they were doing their own thing oh my god it's not it's called cloak and dagger not cloak or dagger yeah. <laughs> god damn it all right, well, Black Lightning, Cloak and Dagger, done. <laughs> well, Watch Black Lightning's still going. No, done to Cloak me. Cloak and Dagger's canceled. No, it's done to me. <laughs> Watch is my black superhero show. But uh, yeah, with that, Olivia Holt, who plays uh, Cloak, I mean Dagger, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whichever. She, yeah, whichever. It doesn't matter at this point. She basically posted, uh, she was like, oh boy, this one hurts. I'm not sure if I will ever really be able to articulate what I'm feeling right now, but one thing I know for sure is how fucking proud I am of this show and what this show did and what this show said and just how much this show impacted not only me, but all the humans out there that watched it, which apparently nobody watched it. That's why I was getting canceled. Yeah. But, <laughs> Including us who like really champions. I don't, th- I don't even know if it's because of the ratings. I think part of it, I'll get to it later, but I think part of it is because now Kevin Feige is in charge of Marvel Television. So that so means Runaways is next. All these shows, yeah, all these shows, like Netflix got canceled. Yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is gone. Cloak so and it was Dag- officially canceled? Cloak and Dagger is, yeah. Well, if, ne- next season, this next upcoming season is the final season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, so they're at least getting another season. Yeah, they're getting one more season. Okay. Um, Cloak and Dagger. that was probably the closest related to Cloak and Dagger is on the chopping block. Remember, Ghost Rider was supposed to yep. be a TV show. That got that getting that got chopped. Yep. And now Runaways. And then I'll get to something else later on that's proving that, yeah, Runaways is definitely probably gonna be on that chopping block. But anyway. Okay. She said this show this was more this show was more than just a job for me. It changed my life professionally and personally. It helped shaped me into the human I am today. It taught me bravery, camaraderie. It was intelligent and raw. And even though it was just a, sh- even though it was just a, sh- <laughs> even though it was just a show about superheroes, it was real. In a, in two seasons, we tackled some of the heaviest issues that are happening in our world today, from drug addiction, and this is what I was talking about, from drug addiction to sexual assault to police brutality, human trafficking. We decided to tell a story through the eyes of a young black man and a young white woman living in modern-day New Orleans, recognizing just how much society has dehumanized black culture and minimized females. Part of me was like, females, really? (laughs) (laughs) And learning how to say no and fight back. Cloak and Dagger are superhumans, but they didn't deal with superhuman problems. And what an absolute honor it was to bring Tandy to life. So thank you to every kick-ass human who lent their passion and the same word, blah, 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 blah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Cool. Take so, a bow. So it's Get like, off yeah, stage. you could have <laughs> dealt with all of that, but then still remember, you're still a superhero show. Yeah. I feel like shit like that takes it too... Like, they, they went too far in the other end of the spectrum trying to take shit too seriously. Just fucking... People are watching you first and foremost because you're a superhero property. People, <laughs> remember yeah. that. Watchmen is super realistic and gritty, and it always reminds you that it's a superhero world. Yes, yeah, and it to, makes it great to the point that they fucking had a super spaceship show up with a giant ass magnet. Yes, <laughs> and I'm like, yo, what the f- like? What? And it's unapologetic because a show like that is so gritty that my mom was watching it and she was like, "What the fuck was with the squids?" Like that—that that shows you that they were like, "Look, 
If you know about it, you know about it. If you don't, you're gonna our show is so good, you're gonna rock with it. And that's what this and it, it's working. It seems to be working. <laughs> well, you talk about it seeming to be working. Well, no, not at all. Hmm? It's not working for some people because not only did the first episode of Watchmen get review bombed on Rotten Tomatoes. What? Fanboys are pissed off. This is not their Watchmen. Wait, critic score or audience? No, no, score? no, audience. Audience score. Okay. Audience critic score is high, super high. Oh damn it! I'm always like, it's weird. Sometimes I'm on the audience side, sometimes I'm on the critic side. Sometimes I'm on the critic side. All right, so what are they saying? What's the audience saying? The racist ass Seventh Cavalry. What are they saying? <laughs> These are not our Watchmen. Get her done. Yeah, but they're basically saying it's uh, it's a near utopia of today's woke left. It's a uh, satirist propaganda. Watchmen, Watchmen goes full social justice warrior. They took everything that was good about Watchmen and Rorschach, then defecated all over it, Last Jedi style. What? This isn't Watchmen. It's Wokemen. Sorry, woke persons. Um, uh-huh. This is why I hate this shit, because this is how I sound to people on the other yeah, side. This, this is you. Yeah, no, this is how I sound. Like, if, if I criticize anything with a black person as a lead or something, that's how I sound to the left side. But to the right side, this, this is the other end of the spectrum. That's fucking ridiculous. Like, are you kidding me? Because why? Is a black woman's in it and it's got black issues? That makes it too woke? It doesn't even, like... It's not heavy-handed with its messages. I don't think. I think it does it in a very intellectual and captivating way. Somebody said Rorschach is a hero, not a symbol for white supremacy. Um, then you, you didn't watch Watchmen. Damon Lindelof is destroying Alan Moore's legacy. Mm. See shit like that, like that, that that discredits everything people are saying when they say like Rorschach was a hero. Like, yeah, he was. Yeah, but I was like, I literally mentioned he sent his thing to a right wing. Yeah, and you know he does hate gays. And yeah, he other hates races gays. He hates women. He hates immig- women. Immigrants. Yeah. It, Come on, man! <laughs> like, I like Rorschach because he's, you know, he does good things, but you know, he's got a lot of bad ideas. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of people are pissed off about Watchmen, even to the. I think let me look up the. Audience. They need to call I think themselves. The audience, I think the audience rating is like 50, under fifty percent. Holy shit! They need to call themselves the Seventh Cavalry. This was sound like right now. <laughs> they are the Seventh Cavalry. <laughs> tick tock, tick tock. God damn it. Can't please nobody. Like, ah, I'm a man without an island, Michael. 43% audience score. 43% for Watchmen, which is probably one of the best 98, 98% critic score. Remember, I mentioned it was review bombed. Yeah, it's a bunch of fanboys just giving zero ratings over and over again. Yeah. So 43%. I am a man without an island, Michael. I, I have no people. Like, <laughs> I'm not super liberal. I'm not super conservative. I'm somewhere in the middle. Because <laughs> that shit is crazy. What? Like, what? It's woke, man. What is woke about it? Because they're talking about... Not only are they bringing up the Tulsa, Oklahoma r- murders... But, but they the didn't even talk about it. They it's following, it. It's following... But it's, it's a heavy thing throughout. They keep going back to it. Yeah. And the fact that... But no one's like beating you over the head with the message of like, this was bad and Regina, white bad. Regina King is the lead... And let's, of course, we got to talk about red predations. Like reparations. <laughs> well, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, Re- it is yeah. Reparations for slavery and gym, people that went through 
any type of racial hatred or any black people basically I think it uh it's not even utopian they though. don't they don't pay black black people don't pay taxes that's why there was a thing where Licking Glass said to one of the guys do you think all Americans should pay taxes mm-hmm. black people don't pay taxes yeah which I'm like I need to go to this fucking world <laughs> but it's not utopian because yeah that might be a thing in the world but no like there's they have the other side because I'm like they reparations, have people, reparations for slavery and Jim Crow should be a thing it should be yeah but and even when the the white guy when she cut him a check to basically not take the kids that those day rep, those refredations must be working real well for you yeah, exactly. or even that little kid did refredations pay for your surgery or whatever something like that yeah. it's like what the fuck did you say yeah but see, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not like it's utopian where it's just like, yeah, we have reparations and this is the way society should be. It's just giving you this is what this world chose to do, and this is the other side pushing back against it. And it's just, it's just showing you like a snapshot and of what that world. It's would be very like. realistic in that very sense. Very realistic. That reparations isn't even a thing. It's people are talking about it right now, and people are already pushing back against. It. You just want a handout. Yeah. It's like, but white people got the GI Bill. Mm. that's what created the middle class more or less mm. that was a handout let them know say it again for people in the and back <laughs> nobody's complained about it. well yeah nobody complained about that well of course they wouldn't complain about that would they like even people like Bill O'Reilly talked about oh yeah my grandfather him getting the GI Bill that helped push him out of poverty and that's how we were able to move and that's kind of got upward mobility for my family it's like but black people weren't allowed to get that no or we weren't even tied to the social security for a long time yeah yeah but nobody wants to look at that. Yeah, picture. nobody wants to look. We just want a handout. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same kind of mentality of when there's like a like a disaster and you see white people taking stuff and it's like, oh, they salvaged those goods and a black person takes it. Oh, they stole yeah. that shit. They're looting. <laughs> yeah, look at those looters. But like, I think that's what makes it interesting is that they they give us a glimpse of an alternate reality, and they 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 don't shy away from all the issues it might create and the animosity it might create. And it's, I think that's a very realistic interpretation of it. And now if it was, if it was utopian, if it was actually utopian and they're just beating you over the head with the message yeah, of, Oh, racism's over good. guys. Oh, racism's over, but also like reparations are good and it's all, it's a hundred percent good and there's no issues with it. And as long as we have reparations, everything's fine. But that isn't the case. You can see that it creates more issues. I think that's an interesting realistic take on but it. But regardless, I still would take the world with reparations. I also <laughs> would. I'm not saying I wouldn't, but I think just having that in the show isn't some like woke Which leftist like, propaganda. Would I, ent- would I be entitled to double reparations because I'm 12% Native American? All right, don't get greedy. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, probably not because that's not enough. For, uh, I, would, I would need to have at least 16% to get free college. Oh, wow. Which it wouldn't have mattered because I was like, what if I found like found out I was like twenty percent Native American? It wouldn't have mattered because I already graduated. So I was like, God damn it! I just hate getting lumped into the same category as idiots like this. It's like, ugh, you guys are fucking. And some of you don't even read the comic because if you fucking read the comic, you would not be talking about how Rorschach is like viewed at in a terrible light in this show. Like they just literally took what the man fucking wrote and gone went. Hmm, how would people react to dialogue like this? You get. People like this taking it to the fucking extreme and going like, yeah, now we're going to be a fucking urban terrorist cell. Like, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Rorschach's fucking crazy, dude. Everyone, even in Watchmen original, the other characters all call Rorschach crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Did they forget that? <laughs> yeah. But also with that, uh, what I mentioned before, talking about how I love how Watchmen is both educating and entertaining. You mentioned before, and we talked about it briefly, but like, a lot of people didn't know that, A, Black Wall Street was a thing. Mm-hmm. 
or the fact that this prominent city in uh, America, Tulsa, Oklahoma, which was a majority black town, which is, you go to Tulsa, Oklahoma now, it's mostly white people, but like that was like a, a, a black haven in a, in a community where black people were, were prospering. They called it the Black Wall Street for a reason. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't know about that part of our, that part of our history. And even Regina King was saying that, uh, yeah, a lot of people are tweeting me that they didn't know about uh, this part of, you know, the Black Wall Street and all this other stuff. And so, yeah, that, that was a big thing on Twitter when this first episode aired that a lot of people were finding out about that. And that kind of proves the point of having it in the first place. Yeah. The fact that people didn't know about it. That's, you know, that part of history has got some white out on it. And so it made me want to bring up other massacres that people probably didn't know about that you should go research. Okay. <laughs> but like, because there's a lot of, like, it's not like this was the one. Yeah. It was yeah. like, there was like Atlanta massacre in like 1909 it was rosewood i knew about rosewood they made a movie about it yeah that's which, why i know about it <laughs> but yeah there was one in knoxville tennessee there was one in uh fuck uh atlanta Knoxville, north carolina uh red summer in chicago mm. it's like there's a lot there's was, there was a lot so it's very bloody history that they don't want you to know to, yeah that they about. don't want you to know yeah so they need to do shows about those too. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta put it in a superhero yeah, show. Superhero that show. way it's mainstream because otherwise people just won't watch it because it'll be on like BT or it'll be like some history channel. It's gotta be like in the next Batman <laughs> somehow. Have, have, have they kind of did that though in Batman with the the what was that? When you introduce the X Men, have one of them go through, going through like the Chicago race riots. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, that that thematically using, makes using sense. Using their powers to try to fight. Racist people. Hey. Oh, I'm with that's, that's another thing that I, I just thought about what? now that I think of uh, bringing up this conversation. To me, I feel like this show makes sense and kind of makes me go, why haven't we had this before? Considering all the types of superheroes that we have where you got like Doctor Strange fighting dimensional threats, X-Men fighting religious anti-mutant zealots, uh, somebody like the Punisher going after criminals. Why haven't we had... You got somebody like Sister Knight. Why haven't we had a fucking superhero fighting white Racism. supremacy? Yeah, white supremacy. <laughs> I mean, we know why. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we know why, but I'm like, this makes sense. Like, finally, like, considering all the different types of superheroes we had. Yeah, that's a good very, And very the good fact point. that right wing, white, white. Right wing. No, white. white Right white wing, right wing uh, extremism is the highest terrorist group in America, yeah, in America according yeah. to the FBI. Yeah. So it would be. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like more than like a lot of people think. Oh, Islam to Muslim mm -hmm. terrorists. Like you no, see that on the news when it happens. You know, it's it's white white right wing terrorism. Yeah, when that happens in our country, you know, we've got our president saying how they're good people on both sides. So, so I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, why isn't there a super? Why isn't there a superhero going after that? Luke Cage was kind of supposed to be that, but, but not really. really. Yeah, no, you're right. Like historically, Luke Cage was supposed to be that, but in his show, not so much. It was more, you know. Yeah, he's fighting the Bushmaster yeah. and Black Mariah. He's, he's fighting black people. He's, yeah, he's fighting black people. Black on black crime. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Hey, now we got Sister Nun though. Yes, we got I'm Sister Nun. She's badass. Did you say Sister Nun? Wait, what is it called? Sister Knight. Sister Knight. I say Sister Nun. Oh, can they call her a nun? Like this nun-looking chick. <laughs> 
But also, but with that, uh, Watchmen drew. Uh, one, yeah, what's his ratings? That's one point five million people, which is uh, the highest debut since. Some other show. I don't know. <laughs> Some other show. Okay. Well, at least it, it premiered on a, a But it said it, it was up 21% from another show that was on. Succession. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. It's a good thing, right? <laughs> now, granted, I, st- I hear 1.5. I'm like, that sounds low to me. But that's also because like... But TV numbers aren't high like they used to be anymore. Well, no, not even that. But I'm thinking about like, because Game of Thrones ratings was like 17 point... In the millions, yeah. Oh. But that also was a cultural phenomenon. Everybody, yeah, so everybody was like, watching that. It's so um, it sounds low compared to like Game of Thrones, but like for that for HBO, that's pretty high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not every show. Mo. I mean, almost all shows aren't Walking Dead's or Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, it's uh, Watchmen had the strongest debut performance for a series since Westworld. Oh, okay. Well, Westworld was a hit, right? Yeah. Okay, then there we go. Good. Fuck you, audience score. Goddamn. <laughs> Rorschach has some right ideas. Mm, watch we, that guy. <laughs> watch, someone watch that guy. <laughs> we didn't even talk about Yahya Abdul-Mateen on the show. I mentioned Black Man. So I, maybe I got segued off of it, but he's he's good. His well, relationship part of me, with the, well, part of me was like, King is great. You get, when you get to the second episode, I was like, what the fuck was he doing? Like when she got shot, yeah, and I he, thought he, and he like her. And he like pushed her out the way or something like uh, go run or whatever. And she she he shot her, and then the guy was like about to shoot, but then they fly. I was like, I thought it was gonna be like, oh, he, he tackles her, or he killed. They just but they show her black out. I was like, but he had to have saved her, right? Had to maybe, but I was like, I feel like, hey, why wouldn't they show that? Yeah, I don't know. Part of me was like, where is he? I'm like, he's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. <laughs> and I like, I like how they show him, like how they portray him. He's a, he's a good husband, a great father. Every time you see him, that's he's sexy. Playing, I was like, oh, he's playing with the kids. Oh, oh, Regina King. Oh, in the yeah. first episode, yeah, yeah, that went for. That was, was a little like, bit awkward. Me, I was like, let me get, let me get some of that. Yeah, yeah. No, it was <laughs> a little bit awkward because I watched that in the panel. So like, there was an entire audience just watching them fuck. And like, all right, well, this is, we're all watching yeah, as a group. The phone, the phone ringing. She was like, no, don't answer. It. I'm close. I'm yeah, close. I'm close. <laughs> and she was mad when she had to answer that phone. I like that. The, the <laughs> little acting beat where she's like, who is it? <laughs> she was pissed. <laughs> Well, yeah, because she's like Janet Jackson. I didn't get to come. <laughs> yeah, I, li- I like his his character though. But anyway. they don't often show black men in the in um, father figure roles like that. No, they show him like being a good dad. But uh, speaking of uh, people that don't get to come, <laughs> okay, okay, where's this going? So all this Martin Scorsese controversy with him not liking Marvel, he doesn't he doesn't come on Marvel movies. <laughs> Okay. Basically, he finds no excitement. So uh, James Gunn basically uh, jumped into the controversy and uh, talked about the 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 uh, the Martin Scorsese comments, and basically he says uh, he says not everyone will be able to appreciate them, and that's okay. And he says many. Many of our grandfathers thought all ga- many of many of our grandfathers thought all gangster movies were the same, often calling them despicable. Mm. Yeah. Some of our great grandfathers thought the same of westerns and believed the films of John Ford, Sam Peckin. I don't know who these people are. Were all exactly the same. <laughs> Point is, you're old. <laughs> yeah. I remember. I remember a great uncle to whom I was raving about Star Wars. He responded by saying, 
I saw that I saw that when it was called 2001 and boy was it boring. Superheroes are simply today's gangster cowboys outer space adventurers. Some superhero films are awful, some are beautiful, like westerns and gangster movies and before that just movies. Not everyone will appreciate them and even some even some geniuses and that's okay. <laughs> shade. <laughs> yeah. Low key shade, low key shade. But also with that, it's true though. It's like, yo, what are you? Especially, I've seen people make arguments of like people like Steven Spielberg and stuff. Even their greatest hits at the time were just looked at as trash, like Jaws. That's a good point. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. It's all about the sensibilities of those with the the critiquing eye. Like, well, I didn't grow up on it, so it's not real cinema. It's like, all right, well, more for us. <laughs> but also with that, uh, another person tried to jump on the bandwagon for uh, the Martin Scorsese comments. And basically he said, he's agreeing with Martin Scorsese and basically saying Marvel movies are boring and have nothing to do with art and cinema. His name is, he's a British director, Ken Loach. I don't know who the fuck he is, but I'm like, who asked you? (laughs) He's like, I also want to be in the same category as Scorsese and whatever the other guy's name is. So people trying to, again, jumping on the bandwagon. But with that, you just want brownie points for the big they do. directors, yeah. But with that, one person director who I do agree with, I don't know who he is, Pedro Almodovar. Well, that name crazy. He basically says this about the Marvel movies. There are many, many movies about superheroes, and sexuality doesn't exist for superheroes. They are neutered. There is an unidentified gender. The adventure is what's the adventure is what's important. You can find among independent movies more of this sexuality. The human being has sex, such. The human being has such such. Why can't I speak? <laughs> the human being has such sexuality. I get the feeling that in Europe, in Spain, that I have much more freedom than if I worked here. Okay. And what does he say? You have to wait too long to see the results. Wait, no, I don't know. That doesn't matter. But, <laughs> but basically saying a lot of superhero movies are neutered. And I'm like, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I want to see more fucking. <laughs> wow. Yes, that's what all superhero shows are missing or yes, movies. Yes, they, they are. They're missing fucking. <laughs> show, me, show me more fucking. I want to see Captain Marvel get railed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he should have been, been fucking Bucky. Oh, my God. <laughs> or Bucky fucking him. I don't know. I'm not bottom shaming. Wow. Captain wow. America. Wow. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Nick Fury and Captain Marvel fucked at least once. I'm pretty sure. But also with that, again, somebody jumping into the, the conversation, the head mouse himself. Oh, no, Mickey. Bob Iger. Oh, shit. Jumped into the conversation, basically saying, when because uh, Francis Coppola, who did uh, Godfather and mm. Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Basically, he was like, when Francis uses words, quote, those films are despicable, to whom is he talking to? He's like, what? <laughs> and he says, um, despicable. <laughs> despicable. Despicable is like if it tried to kill your family members. Like, <laughs> it's just a movie. How's it despicable? Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me start from the beginning. He says, yes, we are in the business of making money. We're in a profitable business. At the same time, at Disney, we're trying to balance that with telling great stories to the world and infusing them with great values and supporting an employee base of well over 200,000 around the world with great care and frankly respect. Um, it doesn't bother me, except I'm bothered on behalf of the people who work on those movies. 
it seems so disrespectful to all the people that work on those films who are working just as hard as the people who work on his films and are putting their creative souls on the line just as they are. You mean to tell me Ryan Coogler making Black Panther is doing something that is somehow or less some somehow or other less than what Mark, Mark, Martin Scorsese or Franklin for Coppola has ever done or any of or any of their movies come on there I said it and uh a little bit more defensive uh what do you say they're entitled to their opinion and he says Franklin Ford Coppola and Martin Scorsese are two people I hold in the highest regard in terms of films the films they made and the films that I've liked and the films that we all watched but if they want to continue if they want to bitch about movies that's certainly their right <laughs> more shade <laughs> yeah. shade on shade on shade on shade basically saying stop bitching Shut <laughs> the fuck up. just make movies you bitches But also with that, I guess because Bob Iger spoke, Martin Scorsese came out and I oh guess he, he changed his tune. Oh my he God. was like, well, let's say a family wants to go to an amusement park. That's a good thing, you know? Because, you know, he called Marvel movies amusement parks. Yeah. So he was like, and at theme parks, and at theme parks, there's these cinematic expressions. They're a new art form. It's something different from films that are shown normally in theaters. That's all. So now instead of saying they're not cinema, they're not art. Wow, he's now he saw his whole wave. Yeah, now he's like, oh, they're new. They're new art form. Okay. <laughs> so we've wasted our time. <laughs> Could you shut the fuck up from the very beginning, and none of this would even happen? <laughs> where's that? Where's that dick writer director guy that came out of nowhere? He'd be like, wait, actually, I agree with what Scorsese said. <laughs> but also with that, again, it's controversy. Viola Davis jumped into the uh, conversation too, and oh that's why that's why I love Viola Davis. Oh, okay, good. I hope it's something bad. <laughs> but basically, because uh, she came out and and said, uh, Albert Einstein said that imagination is more valuable than knowledge. If I did not have my imagination, I would still be poor Viola living in Central Falls, Rhode Island, Rhode Island, mm. who was not considered attractive or whatever. My imagination defined me. I could escape into a world that's infinite, a world that I could create on my own, a world where I could redefine myself. That's where art lives. Art lives in that world of imagination. It's a playground there. It's God's playground. It's not up to anyone to say what deserves to be there and what doesn't deserve to be there. It's anything that you want it to be. It's anything that you want to be in that place can live there. And that is why we have some of the greatest painters, some of the greatest actors, some of the greatest writers. And that's why and that's why we live. So I do believe that there's a place for all of it. And I mean, I think he's voicing his opinion. I think it's valid. Everyone has a place. Everyone has a place in an opinion. But I do love me a good Marvel movie. Mm. Thank you, Viola Davis. And now we can close the book on this stupid, 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 stupidness. Stupid. Yeah. And so with that, she she goes on to say, especially with Martin Scorsese movie, she was like, everything is white. <laughs> Studio, and that's why I was going to like Watchmen. This is what they wanted, Watchmen to be white. Yeah. Everything is white. Studio heads, executive. You probably had the same exact story in Watchmen, just with a white lead. We've been fine. <laughs> no, no review bombs. Yeah. But she was like, yeah, everything is white. Studio heads, executives, films. How many films do we have this year with people of color being a part of the conversation? Uh, 
Black Panther. Oh, no. <laughs> no, Seth Films. That wasn't this year, though. I was like, Black Panther? No. Oh, uh, yeah. Everything. As many television shows as we have on air, once me, Taraji, and Kerry Washington, once we leave TV, how many black women do we have leading TV shows? Hmm. None. Hmm. Critics are white. Usually, Tell them, girl. <laughs> critics are white, usually male. So if you're just looking at the Academy. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> if you're just looking at the Academy, talking about the, Academy, the Oscars so white, yeah. you're not looking far enough. She's like, even if 93% of the Academy members are people of color, but only one film has been made that year with people of color, then what good is it? We have to work. We want to work and we want to do great films that reflect who we are. We want to have an expansive, an expansiveness of storytelling. We want to get paid the same way white actors get paid because we don't. Things are changing, but we have a long way to go. I tell my daughter all the time, just because we're 12.5% of the population doesn't mean we only want 12.5% of the pie. When I when I started out as an actor, I wanted it all. I want the world, and I don't just want to stay in my lane. So hmm. it also goes to the Watchmen conversation as well. Hmm. Like fuck white people, basically. <laughs> oh my god, that's not what I got out of it. But all right, <laughs> it's like you know, it's you know. It's oh, yeah, no, I can't say that. I'm gonna, get, I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna get banned, just like I'm currently banned, temporarily <laughs> yeah. banned on Facebook. Don't, don't say men are trash. No, that's, don't say men are trash. It's bigotry. <laughs> um, it's hate. No, not bigotry. It's hate speech. Oh, hate speech, right? Uh, yeah, we don't even have fucking 12 whatever percent now. So <laughs> no. definitely there's a lot of room for us to, to grow and expand for sure. I mean, I guess technically you could say we have 12, 12 percent because we're in it. What do you mean? Like we're in it. Oh, you mean we're just in it, but we're yeah. not leading it. Yeah. It's different. Yeah, it's different though. And it's not just even for black people. It's also for every race. Yes. Going back to that original email, like why not make commissioner gordon hispanic or fine with that yeah Do why it. is why is it commissioner gordon's black catwoman's black who else is black uh i think the, make not making catwoman spanish was a giant misopportunity and you convinced me of that like i'm not thrilled about her not being white just because i'm used to that in the comics but if i were going to choose anything make it comic accurate <laughs> make her spanish that's a thing in the comics <laughs> I can get behind and that. more than likely, if you do Bat Batgirl, she has to be black because commission her father's black. Mm. Very true. Very true. Great. Black liberation. Black Tim liberation. Drake. I'm rooting for everybody black, but at the same time, it's like I still want Asian Tim Drake. There's more, like, Asian people. Yeah. I was, oh, what was I? Native American. There's a trailer. Native for American people. Where are Native oh, American characters? Did you see that there was a Grudge remake. No. They're remaking The Grudge. Why? Because that's what we do now. We just make <laughs> movies. But uh, it, the trailer opens with John Cho. What's his name, right? The Kumar? No, Harold. Harold yeah, Kumar. Yeah, John Cho. Yeah. It opens with him, and it makes it look like he's the main character, but then it's like like halfway into the trailer, it's like, no, 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 no. He's his introduction character. Here's the white characters we're following. I'm like, come on, man. Like, it may seem like- I mean, uh, Death Note. <laughs> yeah, same thing. But it's like, come on, bro. Or even Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah. Everybody's Asian, but Goku. Yeah. I'm just like, why not have him be the lead? And granted, I'm like, maybe I thought initially, I'm like, oh, he's the lead because John Cho seems to be the only Asian star that companies will back. But then even he got replaced halfway into the trailer. So I'm like, why? <laughs> it's based on an Asian property. Maybe it would have been good to have an Asian lead character because why not? Asian American. But no, 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 no. Well, speaking of having a white lead... Okay. There's a rumor that White Vision is going to be the concept or whatever for the WandaVision show. Well, yeah, but then we kind of assume that. 
emotionless vision. So smiles always got to be white. <laughs> but no, that's oh, what I, you can't be black vision. <laughs> exactly. Why can't it be clear vision? Clear vision. But no, uh, that's I would want that to see white to white vision, them less emotional. Yeah, I feel like that's the only. That's kind of what he was when you saw his body at the end of Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even though, and it's a good way they not call to... him white vision, but he wasn't white. He was gray. Oh, you mean the comic? Well, no, and uh, oh, no, in the comic he was white. Yeah, I mean Infinity War. But Infinity gray. War, he was gray. Yeah, he's more gray. But uh, yeah, that's a better way than just reviving. Damn, him. Betty White, it's ninety-seven. Jesus Christ, She's still kicking. Go for her. <laughs> All right, but yeah, I mean, like, it, it, I'd rather that than just bring back Vision, like. You know, no problems. Oh, it's the same old visions back. It's like no, I like, I like the, like the repercussions of his death staying semi permanent. Same for um, this is so unrelated, but Steven Universe the movie, I think it was a, it's something I noticed in the movie, but they've been doing it the whole series. Over time, you know, in cartoons, the costumes never change. Oh, like, uh, wait, breaking news. Wait, what? Game of Thrones prequel. Mike pi- said, "Fuck your Steven Universe talk." Right, what are you saying? Game of Thrones prequel pilot. This just came, like literally just came out from Variety. It says just now, Game of Thrones prequel pilot is canceled at HBO. <laughs> good job, D You ruined the whole franchise. Yeah, but good. I don't, wait. Wait, were they making it? No. No. Else. Wow. Then I don't know how I feel about that because that means they're stink. Like they just fucked up the whole franchise. They fucked up the whole franchise. But. It, Either way, I don't. I already know how it ends. I don't want a prequel. Like yeah. none of it matters. Yeah, you know what I want? Redo season eight. Let's get that. Yeah, <laughs> let's get that popping. Redo season seven and eight. I like seven though. I there, like. There, there are moments I like seven. seven like, That's but now I can't. You can't watch it again because I know how it ends. I mean, but you can say that for the whole series then. Seven had a lot. Of yeah, good but seven is when I started to see the the yes. chinks in the armor. Yeah, we talked about that before. When it was just like, you know, what we should do. Let's go. Let's go past the wall and find one zombie and bring it back to Cersei. What? <laughs> and we're all good. With, this is a plan we're all good with. We're let the king, the king, <laughs> go over the wall, find one zombie. So like, yeah, that shit got done. Like I can still watch one through six and enjoy it because those were great. Yeah. But like again, seven is when I was like, oh. like I'm still enjoying it. But uh. <laughs> when was Battle of the Bastards was six, right? Battle of the Bastards was five. It was five? Wait. No, I think it was six. Because five was the really downer season. That's when they burned the little girl and all that shit. Unless it was the end of five. Might have been. No, Battle of the Bastards was season six. Okay, yeah. All right. So what was the big thing in seven? I'm trying to think back now. I know that it ended with the big Night King thing. But was there another battle in season seven beyond that? Oh yeah, the um, when they went beyond the wall. No, when they were fighting, when Daenerys when and Cersei f- were fighting, when Daenerys, well, the what's it, the scene called? They call it something. But when the dragon uh, attacked Cersei's Cersei's men, and uh, what's his name? Oh, Ron, oh uh, Ron shot hard. The, no, not hard home. No, that was that was uh, White Walkers. Yeah, no, um, it was like the battle or something. But that was a cool moment too. Battle for my dick. My oh. dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. When Braun tried to shoot down. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I don't remember the Drago. name. Drago. Hold up. Yeah, that was awesome. There were moments the spo- in seven. The spoils of war. The spoils no. of yeah, war. The spoils of war. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, stuff like that was awesome. Oh, and that was also didn't what's her name die that season? Yeah, she did. She died that season too. There were still a lot of good moments in seven. Who? Um, fuck, what's her name? Uh. 
Tell Cersei it was me. You know what I'm talking about. Lo- uh, Lin- no, wait. Didn't she die in season six? Was that six? I think it was seven. Because wasn't that battle, the spoils of war, after she died? Because they were taking shit from the garden? They were like taking... Oh, no, food. it was seven. Queen's ju- I'm looking at the episode. No, she died in season seven. Yeah, what was it? Queen... The Queen's Justice. Yeah, what was her name? Queen Lynette? Oh, uh, Olena Tyrell. Olen- Olena Tyrell. There you go, yeah. Like, stuff like that. Those were good moments. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell Cersei it was me. <laughs> then you see the shades drop. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> so Seven, I can still rock with Seven. It got a little stupid in parts, but I can still rock with it. It wasn't until Eight that I was like, <laughs> jumping that shark. I think, I think, no, no, no. This is where the chinks. What? After the spoils of war is when, so... The first four episodes were still like Game of Thrones, but after that, that's when you were like, because even like the whole thing where uh, Jamie fell into the water full Oh, yeah. Armor. I remember that. We are like, how the fuck did he swim from that side of the fucking ocean till they show him like get out of the water on the complete other, like miles with, away? Still with the full thing of armor yeah. on. And Game of Thrones never had that before. Nah, he would have been dead. Yeah. In classic Game of Thrones, he just died there. Or he would have took off his armor while he's under the water to lighten his... Yeah, why didn't they do that? Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. You're right. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not saying that Seven didn't have cracks. It definitely did. I'm just saying it was still enough for me to be like, nah, this is still Game of Thrones. Even when Daenerys and Jon met for the first time. That was awesome. Their conversations. Oh yeah, and Littlefinger died in Seven. See, the death was cool. But all that bullshit made up drama between Sansa and Arya was dumb. Well, he tried to make drama, but it was but but they tried to trick the audience. Yeah, they tried to trick the audience. Yeah, like that was dumb. Well, it was like, come on, dog. They they've been through so much bullshit. They're gonna fall for this. Right, no. they tricked y'all. They ain't tricked me. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Prediction head. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, how do you respond to these accusations? Lord Baelish. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> but I speak but speaking of drama, so Jordan's not reading it, but I am. So uh with with this all these X-Men books that they announced. I'll read it. Shut up. <laughs> so uh they announced that they're X and I think this is the first time they're doing this. You know, like Avengers versus X-Men. Now it's Avengers versus Fantastic Four. I mean not Avengers, X-Men versus Fantastic Four crossover. <laughs> X-Men's got beef with everybody. <laughs> Well, basically, because... There's only four of them. That's not really a fight. <laughs> yeah, but the Fantastic Four are kind of strong. They're, they're powerful. Granted... But it's, the X- it's all the X-Men. <laughs> well, it might not be all of them. <laughs> but, and then also, Fantastic Four has Valeria and Franklin. Oh, see, I only think about the main four. So I didn't even think about the kids. All right. But I think part of it is that's why, that's why they have beef with the Fantastic Four, because Franklin Richards is a mutant. And they're like, no, you need to be with us. Cause like there, there's this, oh that's right he is there's this whole thing yeah. where if you read if you're reading how some powers of X, like they're basically saying that they want all mutants to be in Krakoa, which is like now basically Genosha. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Some, some mutant, it. some mutant safe haven. But now it's not run by and, Magneto. It's like a good one. Because well, Genosha was on the moon Magneto, Magneto, and Xavier. Oh. And and apocalypse. And apocalypse. Wait, what? You have to read it. Yeah, now I gotta read this. What? <laughs> They're all apocalypse is now on their side. <laughs> apocalypse ain't a bad guy. We're, we're cool, right? Apocalypse. Not yeah, me. my bad about the whole four horsemen thing and turning archangel into a monster and all that. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, because basically now with Xavier. Like if, when you if you read it, you would think they're villains. Like they're bad guys. Really? Yeah. I like that angle though. But 
Apocalypse basically comes because they they basically bring Apocalypse in because it's like all mutants are welcome. So they bring in a po- and and uh, Wolverine is like, before he shows up, he's like, "What you're doing right now makes me want to slap the shit out of you. What are you doing? Like you're you're it's not too late for you to change your mind." Talking like, to Xavier, talking to Xavier, like, "What are you doing? Like apoc it's Apocalypse." Yeah, word. He's like, "His no, name is Apocalypse." I'm giving, I'm, giving, I'm giving everybody the opportunity to change. And Magneto says, "Just like you did, and I wouldn't be here either if I wasn't given that opportunity." True. So we're True. giving him this opportunity. And basically, Apocalypse comes in. Everything that you're doing right now, having mutants dominate. Because even, like... You're selling me on this book. He even, I'm really he he even talks to, like, the humans. Like, either you get on board with us being Krakoa, us having our own nation, or we're going to take it. Like, either way, whether you're on board or not, you don't have a choice. Like, Is it a real it's place? Gonna, it's going to happen. It's Krakoa. Real- Krakoa's an island, yeah. If you, uh, so, so was it-, it goes back to like original X-Men comics where uh, giant size X-Men where they introduced like Storm and Wolverine and all of them uh-huh. and they had to ha- they had to grow to Krakoa because the original five got kidnapped. Okay. Krakoa is basically a sentient island. It's a mutant that's an island basically. What? So it's a lion turtle? It's, yeah, basically it's a lion turtle. Wow, that's interesting. So it wasn't like populated before they, they took it over. But also it's a person, right? So... Isn't that okay? It's like, hey, you cool with it? You cool with the island? A, I'm, a, I'm cool with it, man. You got it. <laughs> basically, basically, they have, like, one of the rules is respect Krakoa. Because Krakoa can kick them off at any point. So you can't litter. And, <laughs> if yeah, you litter. You, you can't litter. <laughs> and Krakoa basically can choose who to invite into their island. So right now, in, uh, there's a, a solo comic called Marauders. There's this whole mystery because it won't let Kitty Pride into the island. So what does it mean by you, it won't let you in? Like, you try and... So there's this theory that it's going to be revealed, it's going to be revealed that either well there's there's portals that the mutants can have access to. Oh. And if you're not a mutant or you're not mutant friendly, Krakoa won't let you in. Oh. And so Kitty it Pride sounds like that Kitty Pride thing, but way cooler. Kitty Pride can go to Krakoa but she has to take the long route actually get on a ship and go to Krakoa. Yeah. But like for whatever reason Krakoa is not letting her through the portal. And you can't talk to Krakoa to know why. They're not. They're not. For, yeah, they're not letting letting you know why. And wait, so, wait, can Krakoa talk? Cipher can talk to Krakoa, only because he has the ability to understand all languages. Okay, but nobody. Is there like a big face in the island, or how does that work? I mean, not really. Okay, I'm. I'm you're selling me this so, fucking story, though. Funny enough, I did not think it was about this at all. Funny enough, there's this. There's this innuendo because you know Bobby's gay now. Yeah. There's this innuendo that <laughs> that they drop. <laughs> Wait, is this thing you posted about the bottoms or whatever? Yeah, that's why I was like, it. <laughs> so it, it definitely shows that Iceman is a power bottom because he has powers and he's a bottom, or he could be verse. But wow. basically, uh, Kitty and Ice, Kitty and Bobby are talking, trying to figure out why is it that she can't go through the portals, mm-hmm. and so. <laughs> So Kitty in the book was like, "Yeah, we have top men working on it to try to figure it out." And Bobby's like, "I would like to meet these top men." <laughs> wow, wow, wow! And That's then, a huge joke. Of course, <laughs> and Kitty doesn't get it. She was like, "Yeah, I would too." And then literally, as an innuendo, like again, it's all innuendo. Literally, yeah. somebody in the very next line, because it's, it's talking about something completely separate, and it's Wolverine. They're like, "Did you get it?" Oh, uh, it's like, ha ha, do you get it? You yeah. get it? I like to meet these top men. You get, but again, Wolverine is talking about something completely separate. Yeah. But again, innuendo. Okay, all right. And it's 12 issues, you said? Well, it's six issues of House of X and six six issues of Powers of X, but they're both together, so it's 12 issues. Okay, yeah, I'm But down. then everything going forward in the X-Men line follows that. So like the Marauders book, 
which revealed that Kitty Pryde. It seems like they took elements of the Ultimate X Men storyline. That's kind of what happened um, with Ultimate X Men. Like they ended up like once it was all discovered that they were man made and like racism at its highest point. They made they they went to an island called Utopia. But in that book, it's interesting that she can't get to Krakoa because in the Ultimate X-Men, Kitty Pryde was like the leader of X-Men Xavier, Logan, Cyclops, Jean Grey. They're all dead. So she's the leader. So she's actually the one that was running Utopia. So it's interesting that in this version of the story, she can't like get there. But uh, the Marauders book that Kitty Pryde is the leader of is basically like a pirate story where they're basically sailing the seven seas, kind of like smugglers, more or less, going into these countries that are hostile to mutants to try to get mutants out to get them to Krakoa. So they were eventually just like, you know what? I'm sick of all this racism and shit. We're all just going to live on our own island, okay? Basically, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So as black people, should we be doing that? <laughs> That's what I was saying. I was like, we need our own island. Isn't that like segregation? Isn't that its own thing? I mean, if separate but equal was an actual real thing, I don't think Dr. King or anybody would have fought for like desegregation or anything like that. Mm. Like honestly, interesting point. Honestly, part of me feels like desegregation was kind of a a bad thing. Oh shit! Hot takes from Michael this episode, <laughs> y'all. Put that on a fucking a uh, uh, headline. Michael says desegregation was a bad thing. Not to say white people <laughs> and black people shouldn't interact, but you think about what happened with deseg like yeah, a lot, violence a lot of times. Not even just that, but like. A lot of the community that black people had got wiped away, or the fact that uh, what am I trying to say? <laughs> choose your words. words no, it's not even that, no, it's not about choosing my words. I'm just trying <laughs> I'm to figure so out how joking. it works. But like, <laughs> think about things like the Black Wall Street. Yeah, black people created their own like Wall Street thing because we couldn't get into like regular Wall Street. Yeah, or anything like so. We we ended up creating our own thing and, and ended up becoming. Mm-hmm. It started to get to the point where it started to become more prosperous than yeah, the regular. Or even think about like, oh shit, this is the story of Animatrix, <laughs> where the robots got segregated and they ended up making their own like society, yeah, and it became their own better. Economy. Or even and think yeah, about better than. Or even think about economy. when like black people couldn't be part of the uh, football teams, or uh, not football, but like NFL. Mm. I mean NBA. So they had their own Negro League, and well, we all know how that would go. <laughs> but, all the but best that's what I was just about black, to say. Yeah. But that's literally what I was just about to say. But like, so it got to the point where. But at first, black people were only fighting, fighting. But only black people were only uh, playing basketball against other black people. But then eventually, like the first time, the Negro League fought against like the all white players, and we dominated. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, but we did. When you get to things like when desegregation stuff happened, like once Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the Black Wall Street got demolished, they tried to rebuild. But that was around the same time that desegregation happened. So because of that, all those people left. And so Black Wall Street never recovered. Yeah. Because they went, they wanted to be part of the white neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So. Of course. Yeah. Because society also tells you that that's the better place to be. Yeah, that's where, that's the better place to be. Or you think about like how these black athletes are going to these pre- predominantly white colleges mm-hmm. and still being treated like shit. Yeah. But meanwhile, they're not going to like HBCUs and stuff like that. Oh, that was in the really cool or a really interesting touch in the Watchmen episode too. The most recent one. Where the Germans are sending the those like and, papers and that, that was, about. and again educating while entertaining that was a real thing. Really? Yeah, the Nazis Nazi did soldiers did send. It's like, why are you fighting for these people that don't? They call it democracy. I think I took a picture. But think, at the same time, they just, they still treat you like garbage. But yet you're dying for them. You're fighting for them. I think them. I took a picture on my phone of the original pamphlet. Yeah, here it is. Oh shit! To the colored soldiers of the oh, U.S. Army. Shit! It was real. It was a real thing. 
And it's a good point. It's like, damn, you're right. And I granted, <laughs> Nazis were notoriously racist, so yeah. it's not like they were really going to Yeah, their the whole black... thing is racism. Yeah, their whole thing is <laughs> Nazi Aryan superiority. Yeah. But, but their, their whole it pitch was, a, was, it was a very we'll It was a better. very smart strategy. Yeah. We'll treat you better than they would. Yeah. And we're not hiding behind the hypocrisy of a, an, equal, an equal world of democracy. Because it's like true. That. Like, you're yeah. fighting in this war, because black people fought in every single American war that yeah. we've ever had. Yeah, of course. But it's like, why are you fighting for this country? Because black when lives you, but didn't when you, matter. But when you go home, they're going to lynch you after that. Yeah. This got deep. <laughs> so that's why, I, I, again, I mentioned, I'm like, so yeah, in many ways, I feel like desegregation was a problem. Hmm. I see so what like, you're saying. So like, if separate saying. but equal was actually real, like we were separate, but we actually were, like we had working water fountains. We yeah. had the same books. Same school systems. Same school systems. Like, I feel like we could have not only done better, but honestly, I feel like we would have prospered. Talking about superior race. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) Because, like, look, like. We're also bred that way. With, like, back in the slavery days and stuff like that. Like, we were bred to be stronger. But not even just that, but just the idea, like. Think of all of pop culture and entertainment. Where does oh, yeah. that where does that originate wait, from? Wait, what did you supposed to say? Everybody wants to be a nigga, but nobody wants to be a nigga. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where, is, where does all of, all of pop culture and entertainment and anything yeah. like that? All of that originates from us. Yep. You wouldn't have your Elvis without our jazz. Every baby. every <laughs> genre of music comes yeah. from us. Mm-hmm. Slang terminology. They yep. us. Yep. Fashion. Kardashian's talking about. What do they call them? A cornrow. Yeah, corn I was going to say fashion. Us. Yeah, like, the yeah. fact that people are getting lip injections and butt implants and all that stuff. Yeah. Trying to look like us. Yeah. Tanning. Us. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Black power. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Is that the end of the news? No. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. We're at the f- almost four and a half hour mark, so I'm trying to wrap this up. <laughs> Even if you go back to ancient Egypt. Oh, but Egyptians weren't black, though. But it's in Africa. Yeah, but look at how Egypt's look now. That was when they got colonized by the Arabs. <laughs> they didn't look like that before colonization. Mm, they were African. Preach, Michael. Preach. <laughs> well, no. But no. Anyway, no. <laughs> speaking of preaching and returning, things rising up, there's also talks. Well, no, I'm not going to talk about it because never mind. Okay. <laughs> MCU Cosmic Book News. Fuck that. Oh, Fuck okay. that website. Because I was going to say, oh, yeah, Daredevil and Jessica Jones are coming back. I don't trust those. But anyway, but something coming back, Fast and Furious 9 is going to be a thing. And guess who's going to be a character in Fast and Furious 9? The Rock? No. Oh, really? I got diamonds on my neck. The fuck is that? You don't know that song? I got diamonds on my neck. I don't know. You sound like every rapper ever. (laughs) Like, is there more? Is there more of that song? Uh, Snoop Dogg? Uh... (laughs) No, cut it. I don't even know if this is the right song. Wow. Oh, uh, the Ratchet Lady. That, yeah, I robbed niggas. That's what I did. I, what's her name? Fuck. But keep playing until you get the name. Dom is on my neck. First of all, the way you said it, that's not how I did. She literally, she literally just did it. Yeah, but you Look. didn't do like the, the ratchet voice. You gotta like, Dom is on my neck. <laughs> I'm blanking her name. I, I don't know why I'm thinking of Iggy Azalea. That's not Dom it. is on my neck. Not Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Cardi B. Cardi B, there you go. Yeah, she was just in that movie with Jennifer Lopez. She's gonna be a Fast and Furious 9. Of course she is. Of course she is. I hope she doesn't have a lot of dialogue. Like, you know who else is gonna be a Fast and Furious 9? And I was like... Now this kind of gets me interested. Uh-oh. 
Actually, let me see. What's the most obscure reference for this character? Okay. Whoa. Keanu Reeves? Yes. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is going to be a Fast and Keanu Furious? Keanu Reeves is going to be a Fast and Furious 9. That Keanu sounds is crazy, my dude. <laughs> I was not... I mean, I guess he was in Speed, right? <laughs> so, I guess. They better have a reference to that. Remember, like, if this bus goes below <laughs> X amount of hours, <laughs> we're all going to die. Which I've never seen that. Never seen Speed? No. Eh, it's, it's all right. But uh, it's like Fast and the Furious back in the day, <laughs> before Fast and the Furious. But I uh, with that. Oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> fail. Oh, thank you. But for those of you that are gamers like me, not Jordan, uh, and we're looking forward to playing The Last of Us in February, well, be disappointed because it's been delayed until March 29th, 2020. Oh, no, no, why, no. So that sucks. Gosh darn it. Um, so disappointed. <laughs> um, oh, I should have brought this up earlier. But yeah, going to what I was mentioning before about how I thought because of what's happening with Marvel Television, basically Jeff Loeb, who is the head runner of Marvel Television, he's leaving. He's no longer, he's getting, basically he's getting fired from Marvel Television. Cool. So that's why I mentioned <laughs> before, like, I feel like Runaways is going to be next. For sure. So it's only a matter of these are, all, these, are all, win. these are all his properties. Yeah. And part of the reasons part of the reason why he's getting fired is A, because of the giant failure of inhumans, which cost them a lot of money. Specifically, a hundred thousand dollars for Medusa's wig. Okay. But uh um, that wait, a shitty inhumans wig? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Who would want that? <laughs> But then also the fact that uh, a series of bad decisions to the fact that, remember they were supposed to do a New Warriors show? Or maybe, I don't know if you remember. Uh, but vaguely. They couldn't sell that to any TV. No no TV network would buy it. The fact that Deadpool got canceled, the animated series that was supposed to go to FX. Okay. So a bunch of bad decisions, which is why Jeff Loeb is basically being fired. So, Yeah. Yay. <laughs> this is not bad news to me. This is like, yay news. But also with that, some, something that's not getting fired, it's getting resurrected like a phoenix. Hocus Pocus 2. Did you see Hocus Pocus 1? No. You're trash. <laughs> you don't see Hocus Pocus. That's I mean, like I heard the classic that. Halloween. Yeah, I never seen Granted, it. Granted, I can't tell. I only saw it two years ago. But Wow. <laughs> wow. I feel sorry. That's the point. Okay. <laughs> but Hocus Pocus 2 is now becoming a thing for Disney+. Plus. Okay, cool. I'm happy for the Hocus Pocus fans. You need to watch Hocus Pocus. I know it's like a big cult classic, so. But anyway, run, uh, not Runaway. Season four of Stranger Things is coming out summer of 2020, and it's only going to be eight episodes, and I believe it's going to be the final season. Okay. Kevin Feige and the Russo brothers are making an appearance on The, the Simpsons. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> they're all Disney-owned now. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's like yeah, the, the mouse has got to have synergy, so. Uh, Kevin Feige is playing Bart the Bad Guy. Bart the Bad Guy? Wait. Kevin Feige will also be lending his voice to Bart the Bad Guy. Oh, as the Vindicate. Wait. As the what? Vindicator. Okay. Kevin Feige is playing the Vindicator. Sounds like something from Rick and Morty. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, Russo Brothers and Kevin Feige are going to The Simpsons. And... uh. Haley Steinfeld might not be playing Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, in uh, the Hawkeye series. They might have to recast her because apparently she has a no-compete clause 
because she's part of this ABC, uh, not ABC, uh, Apple TV is about to launch their own network and series. And she's one of the leads on this show called Dickinson. And apparently she has a no compete clause. So they're basically going over the contract to see if she could even be, because it's a superhero show. So it's not really competing, but they're trying to see if it actually does compete. And if it does, she's not going to be uh, Hawkeye. So they're going to have to recast. <laughs> Maybe. Which, I mean, it's kind of disappointing. I, I like her. But, final two bits of news. Okay. So, Superman and Lois is going to be a TV. It's in the work with Tyler Hecklin and Elizabeth Tulock, whatever her name is, at the CW. <sighs> Not excited, but I all don't right. care. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been excited maybe two years ago. Yeah, same. It's almost kind of like Black Widow. I would have been excited maybe five years ago. I'm more excited for Black Widow than I am for this. Especially considering what they kept doing with Superman. And then also, yeah. is he on Argo City? I'm sure he'll come back. He'll have some bullshit. She's like, oh, my kid's a little bit older now. Maybe it'll be a little John, you know. Pull it from the comics a little bit. Maybe it'll be a Superman, Lois family life kind of thing. But I don't care. Instead of Lois and Clark, now it's called Superman and Lois. Yeah. That's cute. But fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I like Tyler Heck and the Superman. But he's not Superman. They ruined He's him. like Superboy. Yeah, <laughs> Superboy. Oh, he's super light. He's light man. He's light man. Yeah. But finally, I mean, we already talked about it, but I guess now we can make it, we can confirm it. Arrow, no, Green Arrow and the Canaries is oh the title. God. It is so stupid. Are for you... the spinoff series. Uh... Starring Kate McNamara. You know what makes me really mad about this? Is the fact that I... Kate w- Cassidy. Fuck them. And Juliana Hark Cave. Or whatever. Hey, you know all the characters you like the least on Arrow? They're getting their own show. <laughs> uh, like, what makes me the most mad about that news is the fact that I wanted an Arrow spinoff. Set in the future. So they're giving me half of what I wanted, but then ripping out the most important part of that fucking equation, which was the whole Batman Beyond aspect. And right now... A backdoor pilot is going to show in this final season of Arrow. This whole season is a backdoor pilot. That's what makes me really mad. Because even when I heard that news at the first, I was like, oh, man, they're going to waste a whole episode on this bullshit? I wish. Oh, Pash Jordan, how naive you were. I wish they wasted one episode on this bullshit. No, they're sticking its dick in every single episode of Arrow this season for fucking backdoor pilot. It's fucking stupid. I'm mad. <laughs> if you can't tell, I'm mad. And I get apparently it's a comic. Well, they made it a comic. Oh, like there's, there's not a comic before this because those are the Arrow characters. I don't know. I don't even. That's a real comic. It might just be a mock-up. But it's the thing. Well, this is. It's not a mock-up for the show. Wait, let me see the cover again. Are are both canaries using canary cries or just just, no, Laurel? just one? Just Laurel. So why the fuck is the other chick even still considered a canary? <laughs> She's not. <laughs> what are you, black canary? Well, no, 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 no. no. They could do the Cisco thing and give her the voice modulator, what they tried to do with uh, Earth One Laurel. Stupid. Uh, stupid. And it's, it makes me mad because it's like, where are the male characters? Because they're wor- where's Connor Hawk at all? He's not even in that fucking picture. <laughs> where's their brother? Was, yeah, where's William? Well, he's the guy in the chair. He has to be. <sighs> yeah, that's stupid. I'm kind of done with CW. I, after the crisis, I, I, it was kind of a question with me before, 
But especially now with what I'm seeing what they're doing with the shows this season, especially now with what I'm seeing what they're doing for the fucking spinoff for Arrow, I think I'm done. I think I'm officially done. After Crisis, I'm, I'm packing it up. I am packing it up. That hurts to say. Because keep in mind, I was the guy that was saying League of uh, Legends of Tomorrow was going to be the Justice League of TV. Stupid mm, ass. You don't watch Legends tomorrow. No. Neither do I. <laughs> that was the first thing I fell off of. <laughs> God damn it. Unless something crazy happens to the Flash where I'm like, I gotta see what happens at the end of the season. That's the only show I can imagine following through with to the end of the season. But other than that, and, and really just out of a morbid curiosity. <laughs> but every other show, I'm not I'm not touching that shit no more. I'm done. I'm done. You broke me, CW. Are you happy now? <laughs> Michael, all I have are negative thoughts about the CW. <laughs> I have no thoughts of the CW. It doesn't even enter my mind. All right. Is that, is that in the news? That's, the, that's it. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. I'm tired. I'm angry. Next week, we're going to be talking about Terminator. Hopefully, it's as good as... or uh, Hopefully, it's at least better than Terminator 3. If it's better than well, Terminator 3... I was going to say, I've heard, I've heard good reviews for it, so I don't know. Yeah, so fingers crossed. I just want a good Terminator movie again. It's been so long. Doesn't something else come out next week? I have no idea. You sure? Is, wait, I don't think Terminator comes... Terminator yeah. comes out next... Terminator comes out Thursday. What's the week after? I don't know. <laughs> That's why I always ask you at the end of these podcasts, because I don't remember. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, was, I thought something else... No, Doctor Sleep is next week. Okay, so... Next week is Terminator, and the week after that is Doctor Sleep. Okay, all right. That's been this week's episode. Of Blair the week Vision. after that is Jordan's favorite movie of the year. Wait, what? Charlie's Angels. Come on. How dare you? Why did you do that Question. to me? Tell me. What no, you fuck you. <laughs> I got happy. I was miserable, and you made me hopeful for a second, and then you dashed my hopes accordingly. Thank come you. On diamonds, and I got my own rings. I'd rather do that version. <laughs> Uh, independent, throw your hands up at me. All right, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> That's been this week's episode of Blur Vision. The shoes on my feet, I, I got, got it. Clothes right. I'm wearing, I, I got, got it. it. All right, all right. That's <laughs> been this week's episode of Blur Vision. I'm your host, Jordan with Michael. And we will see you next week. I want to see Countdown. No, you don't. <laughs> I heard it was so bad. And I'm what? Like, I That's why I don't want to watch it. Watch it. No, watch Steven Universe the movie, goddammit. No. All right, bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Question, tell me what you think about me I buy my own diamonds and I buy my own rings Only ring your celly when I'm feeling lonely When it's all over, please get up and leave Question, tell me how you feel about this Try to control me, boy, you get dismissed Pay my own chrono and I pay my own bills Always 50-50 in relationships The shoes on my feet, I buy the clothes I'm wearing